The following is a special presentation of Sacred Heart Catholic Radio and the Prep Sports Radio Network. It's time for the Mercy Health Orthopedics and Sports Medicine pregame show. And now, for a detailed look at tonight's game and to break down other key matchups in the area, here's Steve Bengel, Tom Kennedy, and Mark Bengel. And just like that, here we are going into week number nine as the Elder Panthers will play host from a team basically out of Toronto area. They're in a uh, suburb of Toronto. They're called Football North. Uh, they uh, these guys, Miss, uh, Mississauga, or Mississauga. Yeah, yeah, it's a little, uh, little community right, right side out, out of uh, Toronto. And I, I think uh, uh, former Cyclones head coach uh, Matt McDonald was from that town. But uh, anyways, uh, uh, so this this team uh, from Canada, they're very. Uh, very skilled, and if folks are like, what, what what kind of team is this? Uh, pretty much if you understand hockey, and I'm a big hockey fan, and heck, in this town, why would you be a pro football fan? <laughs> uh, so uh, I'm a Cyclone season ticket holder, and I go to a lot of Blue Jack game. But you understand, in, in Canada, it's very common for uh, junior hockey players to travel long distances and far to, to get on really good teams because uh, your hope is to make it into professional hockey. In this case, this this group of kids are trying to make it in the NCAA and be noticed uh, by NCAA schools in, in America. So they've adopted American-style football, the rules of American football with 11-on-11 and a shorter field and so forth and not not so wide field. But anyways, <clears throat> that's what's going on with this team. So you've you got a group that have come from a great distances to play on a team so they can get skilled and get noticed and boy oh boy tom and steve you look at their their schedule uh every week it's uh it's uh, one big name team after the other and it's a lot of travel they, they play no home games so every game that they play they play on the road and, and their mission like you said mark is to play the top notch um talent in america so that they can get noticed and, and have a, a comparable when they do films that they're playing the best of the best um and, and you know they, they played cathedral prep out of, out of uh pennsylvania they played mentor uh, um out of uh, the cleveland area the mentor cleveland area they played uh, lorraine and saint ignatius uh they played a powerhouse academy similar to them img academy out of florida who uh, beat them 50 to nothing, and they're a, a, a team uh, similar to the, the team that Elder played earlier in the year where they take all comers and, and get, try to get as high notch, so it's very equal as far as what they're trying to accomplish. Then they played St. X, St. Edwards, they play us, and then they finish off with a, they traveling uh, to uh, Maryland to play St. Francis Academy. So lots of miles uh put in on that one and, and uh you know they're they're moving around and uh you know they got some talented players they got at least uh, seven guys that are being looked at by division one colleges so and we'll talk about that a little bit more as we uh, break the, the the team down well let's uh go back a week before we start looking at this game tonight uh, tom and steve a big key win we talked about it of course at uh, Prep Sports Radio game night. Uh, Elder knocking off Winton Woods, 42 to 37. Exciting game, uh, a, a big, big win, and uh, uh, pretty well sets them up well for the playoffs. Tom, it really does. And uh, the thing I like about last week's game is uh, 
the stick to itiveness of the Elder Panthers. Um, first half, uh, offense is what it is, uh, but defense was a little bit leaky at times. But whatever Doug and his staff, uh, Brett Curran, told the guys at halftime, the defense for the Elder Panthers really did stiffen up and and, and held uh, Winton Woods to uh, you know really one touchdown uh, in the second half, and then there was another touchdown as the game expired. But uh, really, really good for their confidence last week. Uh, but it all begins and ends with, I think, Matthew Luby at the quarterback position in this fine offensive line. Matthew uh, Luby last week, he accounted for 403 yards in total offense uh, and leading and with four touchdowns. And one of those touchdowns was to Evan Vollmer, who had six receptions. So, uh, you know, it seems like week in and week out, guys, uh, Matthew Luby has plenty of talent around him, and he just seems to share the football to whoever is not being covered as he looks at his progressions. Steve, uh, looking at the film on Tuesday, of course we all watched the first half of the game, but what adding to what Tom says, Matthew, he has a, a, the ability of the progressions, and he, he doesn't lock into one person. He, he There's so many weapons and so many people he gets involved in the offense. It's, I mean, we can read all the names, but that's a very impressive uh, character that he has. Right, and he can spread it around, and, and uh, you know, he can make decisions uh, to, to, to run the ball. And so he's got a, a lot of, when he walks up to the line of scrimmages, we were talking to, to both Rob's, Last week, I think one of the most impressive things I think Rob Florian said is, you know, when the quarterback comes up to the line of scrimmage now in the elder offense, there's a solution to every problem. It's a matter of whether you can figure it out or not and figure out what that defense is doing. And so far, Matthew Luby is uh, got a, a, a very good handle on what other defenses are trying to do. A couple of scores that we were looking at from last week that uh, happened uh, after we were off the air. St. Ives, uh, well, Muller on Saturday went up and played St. Ignatius, and they lost 38-7, to Tom. And, and it's been a tough, long year for the Muller Crusaders and a lot of uh, information and people oh. leaving the program yeah. and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> so uh, that, that that's tough. Of course, we had LaSalle uh, knocking off St. X last week, 22-15. to and some other scores uh, from last week uh, that were key for the Harbins Fairfield locked. They're, they're still at the top spot in the region uh, four, uh, Division one, knocking off Sycamore 31 to three. Uh, Lakota West beat East. It uh, looks like uh, Tom Bolden, uh, Colerain's old coach, is, uh, he's yeah. setting himself up for a playoff run as well. And uh, of course, Colerain knocked off Mason, but that was a closer game, 33 to 28. But. Uh, you know, this is the time of the year where all those games last week, and we got some key games we're going to be watching tonight. It's getting down to wire, and as Joe Harmon, he's going to be out at La Rosa's. There's a lot of teams in play. There really are, and and they're all the same culprits year in and year out. It's strength of schedules, strength of teams, and usually Region Four, Division One. It comes down to the GCL teams, and this year it's GCL uh, without Moeller, of course. And then with the GMC, which was always led by Colerain, uh, I think the current league GMC winning streak uh, was 81 straight games against Mason. Uh, but Colerain's going to have a very tough and challenging game next week when they play Fairfield uh, for the league championship. But no, more times than not, guys, in Region 4 for the Harbins, like I said, it's the GCL and the GMC, and this year's no different. You're trying to get other teams like the Walnut Hills 
might might have some strength of schedule this year. Last year it was a Milford, but for the most part, it's the schools that are big with the big leagues, and and no no surprise or no different this year, Steve. Right, coming into to this week, the top eight teams are either from the GCL South or the GMC. You know, Walnut Hills is sitting at number nine, and West Claremont is at number twelve. Other than that, take those two teams out of the top twelve, and everybody's from the GCL South or. Uh, the GMC, so just about everybody from the GMC is in, in there as a player, except for Middletown and Oak Hills. And to take nothing away from Joe Harbin, because he will be out live at La Rosa's tonight to, to fill in all the blanks, but from what he said last week was in Region 4 this year, there's a big separation between the fo- top four teams and then the rest of the also-ran, so right now, without putting any hex or jinx on the Elder Panthers, looks like there's a pretty solid chance that they will be hosting a game in the first round here at the pit in two weeks. And we'll have all that for you at the post-game show. And also a special guest tonight will be Kevin Espelich, the athletic director. Lots of stuff to talk about now that we're almost, uh, what, 90% done with the uh, the season here when he comes out. And uh, his thoughts on, on scheduling and all the stuff that an AD has to talk about. It's going to be an interesting conversation with uh, Kevin uh, following the game over at La Rosa. So we're going to take our first time out. You're listening to the Mercy Health Orthopedic and Sports Medicine pregame show. When we come back, we're going to look at some of the key matchups tonight throughout the area, and we will break this down more in depth as we return on the Prep Sports Radio Network. Hi, this is Dr. Matt Bosom with Mercy Health Orthopedics and Sports Medicine. We're proud to support elder football and just as proud to provide outstanding orthopedic care to all Panther athletes and their friends and families throughout the West Side. If you have an injury, we can help. For your sports medicine needs from the simple to the complex, we're at 6045 Bridgetown Road, 347-9999. That's 347-9999. Buying or selling your home is a very important decision, and your first correct decision is contacting Coldwell Banker West Shell. With outstanding agents and top-of-the-line marketing, Coldwell Banker West Shell has the tools to provide you with expert service. The professionals at Coldwell Banker West Shell will develop an effective plan to market and sell your home or assist you in acquiring your dream home. Coldwell Banker West Shell, 922-9400, on the web at cbws.com. Stay here for Joseph Toyota Clarence event. $2,500 rebate or 0% on 48-month financing on RAV4. Unheard of, a $1,750 rebate on Highlander. Lifetime powertrain protection when you buy a Joseph Toyota of Cincinnati. josephtoyota.com. Bill Cunningham here, the great American, for Robert Jones Plumbing. I only use Robert Jones Plumbing, and you should too. 513-353-2230. Or visit them on the web at robertjonesplumbing.com. Robert Jones Plumbing. Skyline Chili, before or after a game, is a tradition that spans generations. And Skyline Chili, like Elder, has its roots in Price Hill. The Lambrinides family carries on this tradition with Skyline Chili restaurants in Delhi, Harrison Avenue and Dent, and Glenway Avenue. So put on your purple and enjoy that delicious Skyline Chili. It's always Skyline time. Together, at last it's Skyline time. 
Anna Mitchell here. Enjoy the game and be sure to tune in Monday morning at 6 a.m. for the Sunrise Morning Show for news, weather, sports, and compelling interviews all from the Catholic perspective. The Sunrise Morning Show, 6 to 9 a.m. every Monday through Friday here on Sacred Heart Catholic Radio. Welcome back to the Pitt at Elder High School. It's week number nine. It's a scary week. We're right before Halloween next week. All the kids will be out trick-or-treating and uh, hopefully... There will be all treats tonight here for the Elder Panthers as they're taking on Football North out of uh, Toronto, Canada area. Uh, Clarkson High School is where they uh, apply from out of. And uh, Tom and Steve, uh, the, 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 the stats are coming in uh, for the GCL, and a lot of key Elder Panthers are leading the way on both sides of the ball, offensively and defensively. And you're right, Mark and Stephen. It's not too surprising, undefeated in the GCL South at 2-0. You would expect some leaders, and, of course, on the offensive side, uh, Matthew Luby is second in the GCL on passing yards at 1,498 with two regular season games left. He'll be really close uh, pushing against that 2,000-yard mark uh, this year. He's behind Matthew Reavy at St. X, who's at 2,103 yards. Uh, a quarterback that Elder will face next year from LaSalle, uh, Zach Branham, is third in the GCL with passing yards at 840, so that'll be a challenge next week. In the rushing yards, Matthew Luby, to no one's surprise, is leading with 893 yards. And the aforementioned quarterback from LaSalle, Zach Branham, uh, close behind at 699 yards. In the receiving yards, uh, uh, Elder uh, faced two, the, the two leaders from St. X, Liam Clifford, uh, at 866 yards, leading receiving yards. And his brother, I think it's Sean Clifford, former from St. X, he's a starting quarterback for Penn State University and having a great year. Uh, Marshall Lang, also from St. X, is second in receiving yards at 654. And then three Elder Panthers, Joe Royer at 652, third, Drew Ramsey, fourth, 371, and Evan Vollmer at 298. And then quickly, guys, on the defensive side of the ball, two Elder Panthers lead, leading the, the entire GCO in tackles, Colton Sandus with 66 tackles and Connor Keys with 58. Unbelievable. It really Those is. guys have been solid. Uh, and then Connor Keys second in the sacks in the GCO with four and a half. And, uh, with the, and then finally and with the interceptions, Ben Dieters and Nicholas Seeger, both with two interceptions so far this year. It could be a bit of a lengthy pregame we're looking at. It is, of course, senior night, the last home game here at the pit uh, of the regular season. We're counting on a, hopefully a week number 11 playoff game here at the pit, which is always a bonus. But uh, the parents and the players are coming out uh, as we speak right now, and uh, that's always a fun evening. So, Steve, uh, we got going to be looking at a lot of big scores in the area. There's some key ones. Of course, some of the games are going to be played tomorrow, but let's drop down and look and see what uh, what we're going to be watching here later on at uh, Prep Sports Radio Game Night at La Rosa's. There's a couple games in the GMC that, that are very interesting with Division One uh, playoff implications. Lakota West heads out to Princeton tonight. Uh, Lakota West comes into the game in D1 at the number 5 spot. Princeton is sitting at the number 6 spot. Princeton 
has kind of got there because they've won three out of their last four games. But to this point, they've not beaten the team with a winning record. And uh, Lakota West coming in with 6-2, and two, uh, they're, they're going to be challenged in every which way possible. Lakota West has won this game the last three times that they've played it. Uh, and uh, it just seems like... Uh, uh, it's going to be a, you know, a challenge for Princeton, and Princeton is one of the teams that, that we could be seeing in Week 11. If you, if you look at some of the, the percentages, the, the, the looking, percentages, and, yeah. and thinking that's one of the, the the top possibilities for Week 11. So that game's interesting at several levels. Uh, Lakota East uh, heads out to Coleraine tonight, four and four East. Um, Plays the seven and one Corain Cardinals. Corain at the number four spot in Division One right now. Kind of know how that one's going to end, right? Yeah. And uh, <laughs> yeah, they, they've won eighty some odd games in the GMC. You know, I think next week is going to be. Uh, are they going to be able to maintain the crown because they face off against Fairfield, who will be going into that game undefeated? They're playing Oak Hills tonight. Oak Hills hasn't won a game. Fairfield hasn't lost a game. You do the math there. And yeah, uh, that one's going to end up. Yeah. <laughs> uh, key game out at LaSalle tonight uh, for Division Two playoffs is uh, Winton Woods at LaSalle. This is Winton Woods' last shot. They're at number 10 right now in. in uh, Division two and uh, a loss, and they don't play a Week Ten game. So this is this is it. This is it. they have to. This is one of those things where win and pray. They have to beat LaSalle at LaSalle, a very good, very powerful LaSalle team coming in at seven and one. Um, Winton Woods, you know, they're they're on a downward spiral. They've lost three of their last four games, so they're not looking too good. But they're you know uh, uh, cornered, uh, you know they're, they're in a, in a corner. So right. you know. it, it, I think you don't want to ever jinx yourself, but I remember watching very early on an interview on one of the local sports TV channels where one of the the star running back said, we got such a good team, I can't see anyone ever beating us. I'm like, boy, you never want to say that. Not even God can sink the Titanic. Yeah. Yeah. So we know how that ends. All right, let's take a look at the Miami Valley Conference, Summit Country Day and and Cincinnati Hills Christian Academy. This one... um, has uh, more playoff implications than it does in the MBC. Uh, Summit uh, Division uh, 5, they're sitting at number 5, and Cincinnati Hills Christian Academy Division 5 is sitting at number 6. So they're, they're uh, both uh, kind of looking at uh, uh, you know play, uh, Week 11. Harrison plays travels to Mount Healthy tonight. Harrison with a win. This would give Harrison the first time they ever outright win the, the Southwest Ohio Conference uh, so they can get the title outright if they win tonight. So uh, 7-1 playing uh, uh, Harrison playing a 4-4 four four Mount Healthy. And then Anderson, Walnut Hills. Walnut Hills as we said, sitting at number 9. They're going to be trying to get in uh, to the playoffs, and, and both need wins. Anderson sitting at, at number eight, Division two, so both of them hanging on to that last rung for playoffs with Walnut Hills and Anderson. And south of the border, Kevin Catholic and Connor, uh, the winner of this is the Class Five A District Five champion. Simon Kenton travels to Ryle. The winner of that is the Class Six District Six champion. And uh, Holmes travels to Scott, and the winner of that one is the the Four A District Six champion. So so a lot of action, plus, uh, plus about 30 more games that we'll be talking about tonight. And we'll be rooting for Ryle, for obvious reasons, for Harbin points for the Elder Panthers. So, guys, uh, we got a game at hand here tonight at the pit. Once again, Elder taking on football north out of, uh, well, Mississauga. 
Ontario, Ontario Canada, but yeah. uh, they're right outside of Toronto, so they're a nice long uh, bus ride down here. Uh, but uh, Steve, let's look a little bit and break down this team. What we're going to expect tonight? Well, we ta- as we were talking, you know, they, they play as tough of a schedule as they can. They want to get themselves in, in front of the limelight, and they want to get their players in front of the limelight, and that's their goal. Their goal isn't necessarily to win these games; it's to be competitive in these games and and, and have the kids look good. Um, the, the, the uh, upset on the September 29th, they traveled to Cleveland St. Ignatius and on a last second 57-yard uh, Hail Mary pass, basically, uh, quarterback uh, Quincy Vaughn uh, threw uh, a 57-yard pass, touchdown. They ended up beating uh, Cleveland St. Ignatius 41-40 to on that last second play in that game. Uh, uh, Quincy Vaughn threw for 450 yards. So he's got a lot of weapons and a lot of receivers. And as we talked about, um, people go go to there to get exposure. And it's pretty much set up like a college where the kids have study halls together. And, you know, football is the primary thing. And they're associated with the Clarkson School. And, and I think they do some online classes and study hall classes. But... Yeah, they're and they have year-round weight training, but their their primary objective is to get these players playing in college. And to that, they have uh, at least seven people that are being looked at for Division One scholarships, including the quarterback Quincy Vaughn. He, he's uh, being looked at by Old Dominion. His uh, father and brother both played in the CFL. Uh, Peter Kameni, uh, the, their cornerback, uh, is look, being looked at by Ohio University. Justin Stevens, offensive tackle, six six two eighty five. Uh, is being courted by Eastern Michigan and Reagan's Awa, or, or uh, Lenny might have a better pronunciation of that. Defensive end, 6'4, 235. Kent State's looking at him. And uh, their, their running back, number one, Omarion um, Martin, he's a sophomore. He's their workhorse running back. You're going to be hearing that name a lot tonight. And they have a really good uh, receiver, number two, um, in, uh, Nathan Demo. Demon Taganog. Yeah, very not long. Be working yeah. Here. yeah. yeah right. Anyway, uh, um, yeah, that, that, so those are the, the big guns there. Um, they've not beaten a team yet this year with a winning record. So, um, you know, like I said, their, their goal is to compete, not necessarily to win. Uh, keys for them to win tonight, travel legs. They're used to traveling, but, uh, you know, they, they got to get into the pit environment. And it looks like a, you know, late arriving crowd, but we'll have a good crowd tonight. And it'll be a little bit different than a lot of the places that they play. Ball control, I think the quarterback needs to be able to mix the running game with the passing game tonight and keep Elder's offense off the field is what we've seen is the best defense for an opponent. And little to no turnovers, I think to win this game, they need to play the perfect game. All right, Steve, let's uh, switch over to Tom uh, Kennedy looking at the Elder Panthers tonight. Well, Elder Panthers are coming in at 7-1. and one. They're on a three-game winning streak. The last time they lost was at uh, Lakewood uh, St. Ed's. And uh, looking for a non-league victory tonight. Uh, they've won their only uh, game against this team prior, and that was last year, 21-13. to 13. And basically I looked at some of the stats from last year's game, and they couldn't get any closer. Uh North he had one more yard total yards than did Elder, 289 to 288. Uh, Elder outrushed North 206 to 154 last year. North out 
threw the ball 135 yards to 82 for Elder. Uh, North had penalties, seven of them for 93 yards, and Elder only had four for 29 yards last year. One turnover for North and none for Elder, so it was a pretty clean game, and that's exactly what uh, Elder needs to do tonight. Uh, On the offensive side of the ball, guys, they don't need to do anything differently than they have been all season. Matthew Luby, like we said earlier, he goes through his progressions and he knows what to look for from a defensive standpoint. So if somebody's taken away, let's say uh, Joe Roy or Evan Vollmer, then he's going to find somebody else in that in that backfield or the wide receiver. It's all done up front with Jacob James, uh, the left tackle going to Ohio State, and Luke Kandra, the left guard going to Louisville. The center is Mason Berger. Uh, the right guard is the only junior um, lineman on the team, Drew Beckenhaupt, and the right tackle is Carter Smith. Uh, keys to the game for the Elder Panthers, it comes down like this. On defense, they need they need to limit the big plays defensively. Like I said earlier, Colton Sanders is leading the GCO in tackles. He'll be around the ball all night long. Connor Keys is number two in tackles, along with four and a half sacks. At number two in the GCL, he will always also be around the ball. And just like last week against Winton Woods, Clarkston is very talented and athletic. The second key to the game is Elder shouldn't let Football North hang around. And Steve mentioned uh, the game that they did win on a last-second uh, TD Tots Hamary pass against Cleveland Ignatius. Uh, if Elder... Just put them away early if at all possible so you don't give them any momentum or any chance they think that they can win this game. And third and finally, Elder needs to stay healthy. Elder's already in the playoffs, likely home game in in a couple weeks here. So as much as they want to win the game, they need to be smart. And I know it's it's the game of football and there's hitting, but as long as they need to stay healthy, and I think that should do it for the keys to the game guys well guys uh before we uh, turn this thing over to lenny uh on the field with doug ramsey a little plug for the post game show of course joe Harmon will make a return tonight lots to talk about a week before the big Harbin show where we determine who's getting in and where they're going to be placed at and as i said earlier kevin esplich will be out as well uh we'll be looking forward to uh, him talking about so many different things. Well, I see Lenny's ready for us, so let's head down the field and talk with head coach Doug Ramsey. Thanks, Mark. I'm joined on the field by Elder head coach Doug Ramsey. And coach, last week defensively, you held Mayan Williams in check. That was important for the win last week at Win Woods. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think our defense you know, did a nice job, especially in the second half. Um, you know, we ended up giving up 14 points in the second half, but one was a kickoff return. The other was on the last drive of the game where we were just like, hey, we're up by two scores. Just catch him. Let's run these 55 seconds out, and, and, and we did that. So, so yeah, I, I thought defensively we did a really nice job. Now, uh, Evan Vollmer, a great game. He's been really clutch at a lot, and a key drive was really like a Vollmer drive, the one drive on that. Yeah, it was. You know, he, he had, we, we, we thought we had a good matchup with him and their safety, and, and uh, he had a lot of big third-down conversions. You know, we felt like if we, could, if we could be in third and five, third and six in that range, that we were going to put him, get in trips, put him in the middle, be on that safety, and I think he had four or five conversions on third downs and, you know, had a big play on the uh, on the shovel pass and then kind of touchdown pass in the post, so he had a really nice night. Now, the season just moves quickly. And quicker already senior night tonight. Uh, what do you feel tonight with uh, all these kids 
Well, you know, this has been a really good group. I, I told them, you know, yesterday in practice, and you think about what, what they've been a part of in the last two years, some of the wins that we had, you know, make it to the regional finals last year. They've got an opportunity to be one of the all-time uh, best uh, regular season teams. You know, you, you think about, you know, overall there's been, what, three three undefeated teams, a handful of, of, of nine and one teams. They can join that. And I think when you, you say nine and one, um, with the schedule that we play, you say, man, it's a pretty good football team. So, so you know, so there's a lot to play. Even though this game isn't a game, a league game, a, a, a rivalry game, anything like that, like we went to Woods last week or LaSalle next week. But, you know, there's a lot to play for. And what should we expect uh, from Clarkson North? Well, they're, they're really good. You know, Doug, you, you know, the record's deceiving. Um, they beat St. Ignatius. Uh, you know, they were in a, in a, in a good game with Menor um, until I think they were down 10. Started second half and hit lightning at that, you know, uh, to finish that game off. And then uh, St. Ed's game was 20 to 11 at halftime. The uh, X game was 21 to 6 at halftime. And X got a, you know, fumble recovery for a touchdown on the last bit of half. So, they, you know, they, 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 they play with people. And, and so we, we got to be ready for the football tonight. Now, health wise, everybody good? Yeah, we're, we're, we're in good health. And uh, it's, it's been a blessing to see where we've Manage to stay pretty healthy and hopefully can stay that way. And you've kept the weather good. It's still wonderful on a Friday night. Yeah, beautiful night. And uh, thank God we're not playing tomorrow with two inches of rain coming. So uh, this works out pretty well. Actually, that's why Friday night football is better, right? That's right. That's right. <laughs> well, thanks, Coach. Uh, and good luck tonight. You're listening to the Mercy Health Orthopedic and Sports Medicine pregame show on the Prep Sports Radio Network. Wardway Fuels has been your reliable Westside home fuel oil and propane supplier for over 30 years, but that's just a small part of what they do. They sell and service great grills like Weber, Duquesne, Broilmaster, and others. They offer complete pool supplies and expert service, and with cooler weather on the way, it's time to consider an outdoor fireplace. And they service and sell indoor gas fireplaces and accessories as well. Wardway Fuels is located at Glenway and Bridgetown Roads. Their number is 574-0061. Wardway Fuels, 574-0061. This is Bill Hemmer, Fox News Channel, Elder Class of 83. No one forgets their first time in the pit, and neither do I. And today, with technology, I can catch every Elder football game, no matter where in the world the news takes me. The Prep Sports Radio Network and ehsports.com. Altiora and Go Panthers. It's time for the Kelsey Chevrolet Elder Panther Game of the Week. Brought to you by Kelsey Chevrolet in Lawrenceburg. And by Hoping Realtors, Mercy Health Orthopedics and Sports Medicine, Red Wing Shoes, La Rosa's Pizza, Jim Collins Auto Body, the wealth management team of Adam Schoester, Rosart Pharmacy, Skyline Chili, the Underground Sports Shop, Joseph Toyota of Cincinnati, Wardway Fuels and Grills, Coldwell Banker West Shell, Robert Jones Plumbing, Cooper Electric, and Schmidt Heating and Cooling. And now, let's go down on the field with Len Harvey and Phil Bengal. Well, good Friday evening and welcome to the Dominic Bonavita broadcast booth. I'm Len Harvey along with Phil Bengal. Tonight it's week nine, senior night of the high school football season. And tonight we're back at the pit for the Prep Sports Radio Network. Kelsey Chevrolet, Elder Panther, game of the week. Live around Cincinnati, you're hearing us on Sacred Heart Radio and around the world at e8sports.com. Tonight the Panthers take on Clarkston North from Canada. 
Elder comes in 7-1 after a win last week against Winton Woods, 42-37. As Matthew Luby ran for 168 yards and also threw for three touchdowns. Meanwhile, Clarkston North from Ontario make their second trip to the GCL South. They lost to St. X 44-6 on opening night. Uh, they're coached by uh, Larry Justandis. And last year, Elder won uh, Phil 21-13. So tonight, getting ready. Yeah, and last year, if you remember too, that was the monsoon game. We had had the weather, the ball was wet. Uh, you know, the football north had a little bit of problems. They were in the horseshoe side of the end zone, which was much damper than the rest of the stadium, and they had a couple of, of slow starts. So we could see a, a different game tonight with dry conditions. You know, we know that they beat St. Ignatius earlier in the year, so that should definitely make things interesting. Worldway Fuels game time temperature is 57 degrees. Worldway Fuels provides heating and oil and propane for the home and business needs, gas, grills, pool supplies, also available. Give them a call. 513-574-0061. Clarkston North, will, they will go from right to left in their white jerseys with the black pants and the red numbers and they'll set up to kick off. Dawson Hodge will kick off. Uh, Elder is ready to receive this kick. And it looks like it's going to be Ramsey at the 5 to the 10. He's at the 15 to the 20. And he gets to the 24-yard line and before he is taken down on the play by number 16. And that was Andrew Caputo. So we'll start off the first and 10 for the Panthers. They'll have it at the 23-yard line. Panthers... Have had a great season so far, seven and one. Coach Ramsey talked about it, you know, how good of a season they've had. And right now, Evan Vollmer will line up wide to the left. They'll set up with Royer. They've got three now wide to the left side, going from left to right. Setting up Larkin now in motion. Now looking is Luby. Luby going to his left side. Now throws it. It's down the field. Royer's got it at the 42 and out of the 43-yard line. So a first down, first play is a first down. Yeah, just some zone coverage there with uh Clarkson trying to see how the Panthers would read it. And Royer obviously has a size advantage when he gets into that next level, that next wave that Luby's trying to make that read on outside pass to get Royer back into the passing game. You know, I'd be surprised if we don't see a big night from him. Setting up a first down and 10 for the Panthers, just underway at the 43-yard line. 11.47 remaining in the opening quarter with Clarkson North here. Two wide to the right. Now they go in motion, setting up. And it's going to give up the middle, and it's going to be Catania, and he's not going to get much across the 40-yard line before he, he's stacked up. And a tackle by number 85, a moral notice for Clarkson North. Yeah, coming off of that pile as well uh, for Clarkson. It was, uh, there was also number 48 on that, but on the roster that we have, uh, don't have a 48. So. Well, so there were two guys on the tackle. <laughs> yeah. So we'll, we'll find that. We'll figure that one out. Setting up a first, a second and 11, rather, at the 42-yard line for the Panthers. Going from left to right, two wide receivers to the right side. And now they go in motion with Postal. Postal now to the right. And another motion. This time it's Ramsey. Looking, rolling right is Luby. Throws it to Ramsey at the 45. And Ramsey goes upside to about the 48-yard line. And he was taken down on the play by number 24, Peter Kamini. Clarkson had a pretty good pursuit on that rollout. And, and therefore, I think Luby had to get rid of the ball a little bit sooner than he wanted to. So he hits his first-level guy. Doesn't get to look down the field. Third and six for the Panthers at the 48. 10-42 remaining here in the opening quarter. There is no score. Panthers get their first possession. And Royer will line up wide to the left side. Two wide receivers now to the to the right. Actually, Royer to the left. And it's Vollmer now to the left side. 
Shotgun for Luby. He's got Ramsey to his left. He's looking right now back to the left, and he's going to have a couple of pressure, and he's still trying to find someone and just going to throw it down the field, and it's incomplete intended for Royer. Uh, great effort by Luby, though. He avoided a sack and got the ball out. Yeah, good pressure up front, and, and Luby looked to get rid of the ball at first, but the problem was is nobody downfield was open at, at the time, so good coverage uh, by Football North down the field with the Panthers looking to do a quick kick as they're slow to sub. And Misery back. Uh, Misery back is for Football North. Dieter's at his 35. The kick hits an end over end. It's going to take Misery back at the 15. He's at the 20. And he gets to the 25. Still going. And Catania got him at about the 27 yard line. So it'll be Football North's first chance at the football at the 27. Yeah, Ben Ock gets off of that pile for the Panthers as well. A couple guys down in coverage, guys getting down the field, doing a good job of getting there first. Dieters with a nice kick. You know, one of the things that the coaches next to us, they were trying to see if they could maybe, if they could have quick snap that, they would have gotten uh, north with, with guys on the, too many guys on the field, but they didn't, weren't able to get that down in time. Quincy North at 6'3", 225 at the quarterback slot, going to Old Dominion. Two wide receivers to the right, one to the left side, and Vaughn lines up shotgun formation, setting up for north, first and 10 at the 27. And Vaughn looking got a good arm, throws it down the field, overthrow, intended for Missouri, and it was incomplete, but that had a lot of air under that football. Yeah, closest person to that was the guy cooking at the Glee Club grill. Uh, I mean, that ball was well overthrown. There was nobody getting He's got an arm, but, I mean, if you're going to throw the ball that far, your receiver's got to be a little bit quicker uh, than that, but it was a good throw, a good thrown ball. And this is why I like your dad, Steve Bangle, more reasons than, than must, but uh, the fact that he's got in here that he was the, uh, his father and brother both played in the CFL, Quincy Vaughn. So great stat, Steve Bengal, second and 10 at the 27-yard line. Setting up now to the right side, going, and it's across the 30-yard line is and Martin on the carry for football north. So again, of a couple. Tonight's ben. game is brought, sorry about that, Phil. I just say, Ben Ock got on the bottom of that pile, a couple of different guys. Enjoy a hot, delicious slice of La Rosa's pizza during the game or stop by in Boudinot Avenue before or after the game. Treat yourself to all La Rosa's favorites at 347-1111. Third and six for football north at the 31. Vaughn shotgun by himself in the backfield. Two wide to the right, two, three now to the left side. And Vaughn setting up with five wide receivers. Looking to get this with 9.21 remaining in the quarter. Backs up at his 22. Looking, still looking to throw. It's a lot of time at the 20. Now coming is Connor Keyes. And actually Tanner Purdue, rather. And that was off to the right side. And it was Connor Keyes, rather, for... uh, Got him out of the out of the comfort zone. Yeah, Panthers dropped everybody. So yeah, three guys rushing for the Panthers. So you got five linemen blocking three guys. Almost everybody's double teamed, and then Connor Keys got loose at the end to force that. So uh, North's going to have to punt here. And what's interesting is two punts in a row. I don't think we've seen that all season by either teams in this game. Nine ten remaining here in the in the first, and setting up is Hodge to punt this one. Back at his 15, now steps up to around the 20. He goes to the right side. Fair catch by Thayman at the 32, actually right around the 33-yard line. So Thayman gets the fair catch. And, and Phil, I don't remember a time when both teams have punted in, in any game this season. Yeah, back-to-back like that. I mean, I just kind of tried to think of it there. But uh, you know, one of the things, Elder's offense you know, was a little bit stale coming out of the gates. Um 
North did a good job of, of some of their pursuits on their rollouts, forcing Elder to throw the ball when they didn't want to. Pretty good pressure, bringing some guys. So Elder will make their adjustments on the sideline in, in this series. I, I think it would be a little bit different. They go in motion as Catania now in the backfield. One wide to the left and now three to the right. Luby looking right. Looking now over the middle. Look out. And now at the 30, it's going to be tackled back at the 28-yard line. A couple of different people in on the tackle. First uh, up was number 85, and that's a moral notice. Yeah, all four guys, you know, coming in. I mean, you got a big front four um, guys providing the pressure. They have four guys blitzing. So the Panthers offense line has got to step up their game. Second, it'll be second down and 16 at the 28. 8.35 remaining, opening quarter. No score. Elder's second possession of the game. Their first one ended at a punt. Football North also ended in a punt on their first drive. So two wide receivers now to the left and two to the right side. They go in motion as Catania now lines up behind and now will go to the other side. And Luby throws it to open to Ramsey at the 30, 35. He's going to step up to the 40, 45 to the 46-yard line. He was knocked down by Nathan Demontagnac and... I hope I'm saying that right because that's pretty close. Well, that's a, that play right there was a product of the play previous to it. They really set that up. I mean, they were kind of looking like they wanted to run that screen before, but they were really seeing how they would read it, maybe trying to get the ball out into the flat on the previous play. But that one there, was it was obvious the, the play prior really set up that screen because those linemen pinned their ears back, and it, it made it easy. Yeah, first down, and it, what I liked about it was Ramsey actually waited for his blockers and just kind of did it a little bit slow. He wasn't in any hurry and got a got a good gain to the 46-yard line. The Panthers are going to call a timeout. Call a banker, West Shell are two strong names you can trust when marketing or buying a home, and they're proud to continue servicing the west side of the elder community. Call a banker, West Shell, 922-9400, or visit them at cbws.com. 7.45 remaining here in the opening quarter. No score. Panthers getting a little bit of a drop going here after that screen, but still uh, the offense a little sputtering on uh, just to start it up here. Right, and it's really just because you're trying to figure out what North is, is doing to you as far as their blitzing and bringing guys. You know, there a lot of guys flying up front, but then too they got their back, their linebackers starting to come in and fill some different gaps. So you're trying to make those reads, trying to really feel them out. You know, see what they have. I mean, coming in here, you know, football North doesn't really have much to lose, so they're going to try to throw everything they can. And knowing that Elder is a high-powered offense, you know, anything they can do to slow it up, which they have so far, it seems to be working great. So Ramsey now in at quarterback. Back and now Luby, the fake to Luby. Ramsey keeps it across the 45, 50, 45, 40, 35, 30, 20, 15, 10, 5, touchdown! 54 yards for Pat, for Drew Ramsey on that one. Yeah, Drew Ramsey okay, moves over into the wildcat position. Matthew Luby motions out, comes back uh, looking like he could have taken the handoff, but then Ramsey just gets through. Big hole on the left side of the line. Uh, Carter Smith involved in that one. Jacob James involved in that. Uh, really dominating performance there by the offensive line, and, and Drew is able to just march that one into the end zone. 54 yards unofficially on the touchdown by Drew Ramsey, and the Panthers looking to add this extra point. As we get ready for the snap, Thayman will hold this one, and Harmeyer looks to add the extra point. It is up with the right foot and good. So it's 7.34 remaining. It's the Elder Panthers 7 and Football North nothing on the Prep Sports Radio Network. 
Portions of tonight's Elder Game are sponsored by financial advisors Adam Schuster, Ted Lucian, and Matthew Smith of the Lucian Schuster Smith team at Morgan Stanley in Cincinnati, offering wealth management planning for their clients. Elder grad Adam Schuster, a certified financial planner practitioner with Morgan Stanley, is currently scheduling wealth management consultations at 513-562-8304. Morgan Stanley Smith Barney LLC, member SIPC. Welcome back to the Dominic Bonavita broadcast booth. One Harvey, Phil Bengal, Friday night at the pit, and the Elder Panthers strike first. A 54-yard touchdown run by Drew Ramsey, and right, just like that, 7-0 Panthers. 7.34 remaining in this one, and the Panthers will kick off from left to right. Eamon will look to kick this one off. And Omar, Omar and Martin and Nathan Dementagnik will be back deep for... Clarkson, football north here, Mississauga from Canada, and Eamon's kick's going to be a little shorter this time, taken by Demon Nagdick, actually check that, that's going to be number one, that's O'Mary Martin, and Martin gets it across the 20 to the 25-yard line, Seeger and company uh, on the tackle, along with... Uh, number 23, Javarius Richardson on the tackle. Well, Nicholas Seeger gets the got there first, JV. Richardson cleaned it up, like you said. You know, one of the big things on those kicks, the Panthers just have to continue to cover is Connor Amon. You know, it doesn't ball to go to the end zone. They've been doing a pretty good job there, only allowing them to get it out to the 25. First and 10 at the 25, 726 remaining in the opening quarter. 7 nothing Panthers, too wide to the right. And the throw is out of bounds and intended... On the right side, intended for Jaden Phillips, updating a score, just uh, getting uh, LaSalle leading Winton Woods 7-0 in the first quarter. That ball just, uh, you know, real high, just not not catchable for anybody. That wasn't going to go. They were trying to get just a quick hitter over there to the receiver and catch, catch Elder kind of gawking up the middle. Uh, a little bit. So let's see if they try to get Elder again with with some gimmick stuff. They did. If you watch the film, they they uh, you know film of them against Lorraine was on online, and you can see they did some gimmicky stuff at times. Second and ten from the twenty-five. They give up the middle across the twenty-five to the thirty to the thirty-two yard line. A carry there for number twenty-three, and that was Jay Charles on the carry, the running back. Wanshart with the t- with the tackle for the Panthers comes off the bottom of the pile. A couple of the guys, but. Yeah, football north trying to go to the line quick, take Elder out of rhythm. Setting up a third and three at the 32. Vaughn shotgun, one wide to the right, two to the left side. 6.55 remaining here in the opening quarter. 7-0 Panthers as they give up the middle. And across the 30 to the 31-yard line for Charles. And they're going to, where he mar- where he put the football is a first down, but I don't know if he got there. And let's see. And that, yeah, yeah. it's a close mark on that. I mean, giving it to them. It is, you know, watching, again, like I said, watching a film uh, of Football North, they do. I mean, they go to the line quick, but then they like to tr- signal to the sideline, too. See if, you know, the first thing they call, if how it adjusts, and then they might make an adjustment uh, from the sideline. First and 10 at the 35-yard line. A couple of flags down with 6.32 remaining. I think we got some movement on Football North. Yeah, just a... Uh, 
Little was trying to get the Panthers to go and one of their linemen instead. So they pick up that first down and, and make it now first and 15. Is your corporate casual company uniforms getting a bit dated? Is your team's coaches' shirts worn out? We'll get to that in just a second with a first down and 15. They're back at the 30-yard line. Quick to the hauler. Here's Charles with a carry across the 30 to the 35-yard line. So a gain of five on that first and 15. We'll finish up. Is your uh, team's coaches' shirts worn out? We'll contact Sean Mason of the Underground Sports Shop. Shirts, caps, coats, whatever you need. With your company logo customized with the newest style items, visit undergroundsportshots.com or 513-751-1662, the official provider of the Prep Sports Radio Network. Second and nine at the 36, one wide to the right and two to the left side. The give to Charles up the middle across the 35 to about the 37-yard line. A fumble, and let's see. It's going to be covered by Football North. Looked like it was uh, number 16, Caputo, got the uh, recovery. Right at back-to-back uh, tackles by uh, Nicholas Paff, but we do have an injured uh, Panther on the field, and i trying to see his number. Yeah, it's uh, not really able to tell at this point on who the injured Panther is. We'll get to that in a second. Let's see. Brady Buller. Brady Buller, number, number 91. And it looks like he's just sitting up, so hopefully everything's okay there. For over 30 years, Prep Sports Radio has been around. Cooper Electric has been the proud sponsor the entire time. Reliable courtesy and quality is the hallmark of Cooper Electric business. Upgrade your home uh, to efficient LEDs or elaborate changes. Contact Cooper Electric President and Elder Grad Greg Highland at 513-271-5000. Good news, he's walking off on his own power. Yeah, yeah I think his helmet came off, could have just gotten a wind knocked out of him possibly on that one. You know, Obviously, with, with the, when the ball went out, a lot of guys, started flying forward so it could have just been landed on kind of funny but off on his own power uh working with uh you know doc bosom and uh, doc bailey and uh jeff fitz nathan herdeman down there three wide receivers for football north on the right side one to the left third and seven at the 38 panthers have a seven nothing lead setting up his vaughn at the 30 he steps back at his about 27 throws it down the field looking throwing it is incomplete almost intercepted and Sanders almost had it in his hand, and also Richardson. It was yeah, close. That's Javarius Richardson. He made that went up, made that play. And you know, one thing that is kind of tough here is with their roster. Number eleven on that was Trisha McCowd, yeah. who went who went for that pass. And I don't have a height on him, but when I was out on the field, I mean, he needed to be every bit of six foot eight. Yeah. I'd say real, real tall. So Javarius Richardson being able to go up and make that play uh, at only five foot eleven—that's a big one. And here comes the punt, and it's a, he gets it off. It's a good kick, taking Thayman back at the 15. It's going to bounce at around the 11. It's taking Elder Bounce, though, to the 15-yard line where they finally will take it down, and that was number 28. John Gunn will recover it for football north, but the Panthers hold again. It's 7-0 Panthers. They have the lead and uh, looking to get another drive here. Defensively, doing pretty well, getting some pressure on the quarterback. That looks like what they're going to try to do a few times, throw the ball down the field. I mean, if you've got a receiver who, who's, you know, uh, uh, sitting at that, I mean, I really do just standing next to him out there. He had to be every bit of about six foot eight. Um, very tall receiver. You're going to try to take advantage of that, just like the Panthers do with Royer. But they haven't really, if that becomes their, their go-to, the Elder will be able to key on that defensively. Now, Elder's offense coming off of that big 54-yard touchdown, and we saw, we've seen in a couple games, once they get one, Sometimes they start rolling. Multiple touchdowns. First and 10 at the 15-yard line for the Panthers. Luby now going to carry it across the 15 to the 20, and he's out to the 25-yard line. He's taken down by number 48, Adrian Facaponte. And there was just good hat hat on a hat blocking up front by the offensive line. 
we love the big runs by Luby and Ramsey. They're exciting. They're a ton of fun. And Catania, when he gets his, you know, um, but it, it, the biggest issue is it is more impressive when we see Elder's offense line getting those 10-yard gains on first down just by dominating up front. First and 10 at the 26, 445 remaining in the opening quarter. Luby gets the snap. Luby throws to the left side. It's incomplete intended for Neiman across the 31-yard line, and it is incomplete. It'll be second down coming up. Yeah, and that one, you know, on the far sideline just kind of looked like Neiman was, was turning a little bit before the ball got there. You know, he's in good position getting out there. Good to see him getting some, you know, getting some snaps on, on, at wide receiver. You know, he's another one of those guys who can, you can add into that difference maker lineup with, with Royer and Larkins as far as their size. Not many guys are going to be able to cover them. So, you know, look for Nemo to, to start getting this a few more of those series. Second down and 10 for the Panthers at the 26, 440 remaining in the opening quarter. 7-0 lead. Luby shotgun, three wide. Now it goes Ramsey in motion, and Luby going to keep it. He's going to throw to the side of the Volmer. It's actually postal to the 40-yard line, and a first down. And great play by Dakota Postal, but we got a flag down back at the 21-yard line. Yeah, you're just going to get roughing. Uh, passer. Uh, go after, hit Luby after that. But Postal makes a great catch and then a great run afterwards. Yards after catch, puts the ball down, secures it, and then gets his shoulder into the fender to go pick up, a, you know, extra yards and get that first down. But the Panthers flag is going to be roughing the passer. Uh, you know, they hit Luby afterwards. I was already looking upfield, so it's going to move ahead. Uh, you know, and it's one of those things that you hate to see that as a defense. You know, you, you're not giving up the big play like you just did on the last one, but when you give up just a 12-yard gain eight or something and you couple it with a 15-yard penalty, it, it starts to, to add up quick. Yeah, turnovers and penalties hurt you all the time. Updating a couple of scores. Just got word. Cuffcath leading Connor 7-0. LaSalle leading Winton Woods 7-0 in the first. Lakota East 3. Colerain nothing. And Fairfield 15. Oak Hills Nothing, thanks to uh, Mark Bengal for the score update. First and 10 at the 41-yard line, two wide to the left side. Setting up now, it's Luby crossing the 40 to the 45. He carries it himself to the 48-yard line before he's stacked up by Pacaponte and many others for Football North. And this is where Elder up in the booth, they're seeing the same thing we're seeing. Their linemen are starting to look for that draw. They're starting to kind of start peeking. They're staying home. They're not rushing as hard. So you can see Elder trying to set them up for something else in, in the future. Four minutes remaining in the opening quarter. Panthers have a 7-0 lead, and they have a second and four at their own 47. Three, make that two wide to the left, two wide to the right. Larkin goes in motion, lines up to the right side as the tight end. And now setting up Luby. Luby rolling to his right. Luby still with the football. Now throws it, incomplete intended for Catania, and it goes out of bounds. So just a little bit too much on that football. Yeah, I think Coach Ramsey over the side just, just looked at me. Anthony and just like, hey, it's all, it's all right. It's a good read. You know, we're looking downfield, didn't get it. Throw the ball over to Catania, see if he can make a play. Uh, but the Panthers offensively in a good position here. I mean, it's a, it's a very manageable third down in the middle of the field. Third and four from the 47. 340 remaining opening quarter. Panthers have a 7-0 lead on a 54-yard Drew Ramsey touchdown run. And with 340 left here in the quarter, they line up three wide to the left and one to the right side on a third and four from their own 47. And now Ramsey to the right. Now looking Luby to the left. He throws it down to Royers. Open, and he's open at the 30. 30- 
seven-yard line of football north and a first down. Yeah, he had just about everybody on that one. He had Neiman who got open at a point, Ramsey over here on our sideline, and then over on the left sideline, he could have thrown the ball to Volmer, would have been right at the sticks, but he went over the top to, to Royer, who has a significant advantage out there right now. First and 10 for the Panthers. They line it up at the football north 38-yard line. 3.34 remaining here in the opening quarter. Panthers have a 7-0 lead. Two wide to the left, two wide to the right. Shotgun, Luby, Catania in the backfield. Now they go in motion with Ramsey. The little pitch to Catania, 40-35. He's at the 30, out of bounds at the 28-yard line. A gain of close to 10 and a first down, looks like, for the Panthers. It'll be a little bit. It'll be about a yard. You're going to mark it about a yard short. Okay. Uh, not even a yard, really. I mean, if you can see it up here, it's kind of close. So Joseph Catani almost gets to the sticks. So they'll mark him just a little bit. But I just love seeing Elder picking up eight, ten yards on first downs and being able to, to really kind of make those second downs more man's more, even the third and shorts. Neiman in the backfield to the right side of Luby. Now goes in motion to the right, two wide to the left. Shotgun for Luby on a second and one at the 29. Gets the first down and more. It's at the 25, 20, 15. And right around the 14-yard line is Matthew Luby, a gain of 15. Offensive line got the first part of that game. Matthew Luby got the second part. He got to the second level, and then he was able to make guys miss and get up the field. Offensive line continues to do their job just like they do every week. Jacob James, Luke Kandra, Mason Berger, Drew Beckenhoff, and Carter Smith. I mean, that's a, that's a big front five. Oh, absolutely. And they line up with two wide now to the left, two wide to the right. Shotgun for Luby. He's got Larkin to his left, and now Ramsey lines up to his left on a first and ten at the 16. Ramsey, and they're going to get a, a little movement or something happen on the football north side because they were not expecting it. They changed quarterbacks. They, they put Ramsey in the backfield after that. Yeah, and you're going to get movement on the Panthers on that one, actually. Elder moved, drawing them up. Ramsey lined up to the right of Luby, and Larkins goes to the left, and Luby rotates to the left, and Ramsey was going to be at the quarterback position, maybe running that same draw-like play that they ran earlier. 2.50 remaining here in the opening quarter. Panthers have a 7-0 lead. They have a first down and 15. They're right at the 21-yard line of football north. And looks like Vollmer. They've got three wide receivers down to the right, including Larkin and Neiman. And they got Royer to the left. They go in motion with Vollmer. Now shotgun outside. There's a little shallow pass to Vollmer at the 15. He's down to the, about the 11-yard line, and he gets about 10 yards on that little shovel pass. Yeah, Peter Kameni uh, for Football North made the play on that one, just was able to really save a touchdown with Vollmer because that was a quick one. They came up field, you know, ears pinned back, just flying up, and quick pass Vollmer and, and go pick it up, make it a second and five. Second and five from the 12-yard line. 2.05 remaining opening quarter. Panthers have a 7-0 lead over Football North. Just joining us, it was a 54-yard touchdown run by Drew Ramsey. And they line up two wide to the right side. Vollmer to the left side with Neiman. Shotgun now empty backfield for Luby. Looking, he's got the rush coming. A quick pass to Ramsey inside. That's going to go for a touchdown. 12 yards. And Drew Ramsey's already having a big game. His second touchdown of the game. This time a 12-yard touchdown catch. Good time by the offensive line. And Luby finds the open receiver. Ramsey staying alive, running his routes. Joe Royer got some good blocks on that one on the run. They just created a little lane for the Panthers to get into the, get into the end zone. And Ramsey's second touchdown, this time on a catch. He had a 54-yard run in the previous. It is 13-0. 
Elder penning this extra point. Get ready for the snap on this one. Thayman will get ready to hold it. Thayman puts it down. Harmeyer puts it up. And it is 14-0 Panthers. 1.42 remaining in the first quarter on the Prep Sports Radio Network. Safety footwear. There is hardly a job site or business that doesn't require them. And your local Red Wing shoe stores have them. Red Wing has the popular safety styles you demand, from comfort shoes and athletics to traditional boot styles. With five convenient locations, Red Wing can manage your company's safety shoe program, and we can bring the store to you with our mobile safety shoe truck. Contact the Red Wing store nearest you in Eastgate, Tri-County, Western Hills, Mason, Florence, and online at redwingshoes.com. Welcome back to the Dominic Bonavita Broadcast Booth. One Harvey, Phil Bengal on a Friday night at the pit. And the Elder Panthers on senior night already have a 14-0 lead. And Drew Ramsey with two touchdowns already. Yeah, Drew Ramsey right now. Uh, 54 rushing yards on one carry and three receptions for 36 yards. Not too shabby. Connor Amon will look to kick this one off. They set up. With Omari Martin, actually they're gonna they're gonna line back out. They've got uh, Jaden Phillips back there, and they're setting up across the 20 yard line to the 25 to the 30, and out to the 34 yard line. That was Masiri, and he gets the carry. But there's a flag down back at the 31. Yeah, you're gonna get holding on this. He's gonna be coming back. I think it was Tommy Thamen who dove in there and, and caused that one to go down, but. I think that's what we're going to get. Yeah, yeah, holding penalty. Holding penalty on, on Football North. You can see it. They were building a lane there, and there were a couple of elder guys that started to break away from their blocks, but they weren't moving anywhere, and their hands weren't connected to anything. So. And they will move this one back. A minute 36 remaining here in quarter number one. Panthers have a 14-0 lead over Football North, and the North have not been able to move the football yet. They've got three wide receivers. They're going to line up to the right side, including... Omar and Martin, and they're also setting up now with the first and 10 at the 21 is Quincy Vaughn. Vaughn in at quarterback at the shotgun level, and now the fake, and he's going to run it, and he does not too well to the 24-yard line, and Paff on the tackle for the Panthers. Jonathan. Yeah, Jonathan Paff gets the tackle for the Panthers. Joey Semler gets in there on that as well, so Elder's defense like the way they've been playing, you know, the past few games. I mean, that's something a lot of people have been talking about. They've been talking about Elder's offense, but Elder's defense has really been playing well. Missouri lines up as a wide receiver. He's off, and they're going to go in motion now with Jaden Phillips, and now the give to Phillips. Phillips across the 25. He's out the 30, the 33 to the 35, where he gets uh, about 10 to 11 yards. Not bad for uh, setting up for number 80, Jaden Phillips. Tucker came down and, and finally cleaned that play up after Sanders was the first guy to go get him. I was trying to read Tucker's number, got a little bunched up. I was like, who the heck is 68? But no, that was uh, Tucker makes the play uh, on that for the Panthers as the clock is ticking underneath a minute. Yeah, 50 seconds remaining in the opening quarter. 14-0 Panthers, three wide receivers for football north. They line up to the left and two to the right. Should I go in motion now? And now it's going to be Vaughn going to keep it across the 35 to the 40, and he's out to the 44-yard line before he's taken down. It looks like Javari Parker uh, was there. Richardson, rather. Made the, made the tackle. So good. Vaughn was able he had a burst of speed, and he's a big boy. Yeah. I think it was actually over there on the side. I think it was Bartley Thomas made the play over there. 
It'll be a second down and one coming up for Football North at the 44. 18 seconds remaining here in the first quarter. Panthers have a 14-0 lead. And we've got a little bit of uh, talking between Football North as, uh, unfortunately, their coach did not not like something. As uh, Just Standis is having some words. Hey, well, I think he wants a measurement. I mean, they were right there at the point of the sticks when, when the play happened, so wanted to just see the spot that uh, the Panthers were, or I should say Football North was given or, you know, the Panthers received. Now, last season, Cyclones head coach Matt Tom Thomas had the team total the highest points of any Cyclone team in history. Cyclones' aggressive and fast style of play will have you on the edge of your seat. Season tickets or single-game tickets are on sale now. You can view them, the schedule, at CyclonesHockey.com. Cyclones Hockey, it's more than just a game. And it was a first down for Football North. Yeah, I thought he got he, they got in there. They mark it at the 44, and that will be the last play of the first quarter. Elder Panthers with two Drew Ramsey touchdowns, a 54-yard one, and then a 12-yard touchdown catch, and they lead it 14-0. We'll take a timeout after the first quarter is over on the Prep Sports Radio Network. When you're in an auto accident and your insurance company insists you take your car to a cheap, no-name facility, do you think they're looking out for you or for them? It is your right to take your car to the place of your choice, so demand Jim Collins Auto Body. Accidents happen, and Jim Collins understands you want your vehicle back to pre-accident condition with no excuses. For over 40 years, Jim Collins' attention to detail, his commitment to quality, and a job that's always guaranteed has given his customers peace of mind. Jim Collins Auto Body on Glenway Avenue near Best Buy, 922-6336. Hello, I'm Father Jerry Reinersman, pastor of St. Joseph Parish in Cold Spring, Kentucky. Thank you for listening to Sacred Heart Catholic Radio. 740-WNOP Newport, 895-WHSS Hamilton, 910-WPFB Middletown, and at sacredheartradio.com. Let Harvey Phil Bengal back at the Dominic Bonavita broadcast booth, the first and ten at the 44. They line up to the left side of Ryan, and he's going to be back at the 40. Almost got him, but they he's going to turn a field to the 50, 45. He's into elder territory at the 34, down to the 32-yard line. He was looked like he was going to be back for about a 10-yard loss, and now gets it all the way down into elder territory. Yeah, Tanner Purdue finally ran, ran him out of bounds, but just making something out of nothing. You know, for football north, I mean, they have that ability at the, in their skill positions. Omari and Miller, uh, Martin rather, on the carry for football north. They moved it to the 33-yard line of Elder, so it's a first down and 10. The Panthers have a 14-0 lead with 11.49 to go in the second quarter. They've got three wide to the left side and one to the right. Shotgun formation for Vaughn. Jaden Phillips and Missouri in at wide receiver. And now the, the fake, and it's going to be Vaughn going to carry it. And Vaughn carries it inside the 30 to about the 26-yard line, where he gets uh, back at about seven yards on that one. 11.35 remaining in the second quarter. Panthers have a 14-0 lead. A second and five at the 28. And we've got two wide to the right for Football North. Now three to the left. No one in the backfield except for Quincy Vaughn. And Vaughn now will give it off to the left side. That's going to be Jaden Phillips. Phillips, not much. He gets down to about the 26-yard line. But Sandus and Path on the tackle for the Panthers. Set up with 11.05 to go here in the second quarter. Third down and three for the Panthers. Uh, excuse me, for Football North. And two wide receivers off to the right make that three now, and they go empty backfield. Shotgun for Vaughn on this third and three from the Elder 26. 
Vaughn setting up, taking some time here. And Vaughn steps back at his 28, throws it complete out to Charles to the 20. And he's going to get to the 15 before he's taken down by Nick Seeger actually at that. So the get it right around the 16-yard line with 10.37 remaining here in quarter number two. If you're feeling good and hungry, then you know it's Skyline time. No better West Side tradition than Skyline Chili before or after the game. Skyline Chili on Delhi Pike, Harrison Avenue in Denton, or Glenway Avenue across from Pep Boys. And soon after this play, we're going to talk to Patrick Tucker, assistant principal at Elder. 10.20 remaining. Here in the second quarter, the clock continues to run. Three wide left and two wide to the right side. Setting up, and now Vaughn's going to keep it, and not much doing. Gets to about the 25, down to the 24-yard line. And Patrick, thanks for joining us. Sorry, we had to get things set up here. Yeah, they're moving pretty quick. Yeah, it is, and uh, we'll come back to you in a second. We've got, let's see, we do have uh, Vaughn's going to line up here with a second down and nine at the 14-yard line. 9.52 remaining, second quarter. Panthers have a 14-0 lead. Three wide left, one wide to the right. They got Martin in the backfield. Vaughn under actually going to go shotgun and now gives it to Martin. Martin's going to get inside the 15. He steps outside to the 10. He's at the 5 to the touchdown. So Martin gets the touchdown for football north, 14 yards. And now Elder leads it 14-6 to six, pending this extra point. 9.34 remaining. That's a big touchdown as uh, Martin got that one. Yeah, they just kept going at the Panthers with the running game. I mean, just kind of hitting them hard. They're really making Elder's defense tackle, and they kind of struggled a little bit in that series. couple of missed tackles that allowed them to pick up some extra yards. So they get ready to uh, add this extra point. It's Zachary Prostasio will look to add the extra point here. Missouri to hold. Now we'll set up. Here's a snap. It's a bad snap. Masseri's going to have to eat this one. No, he goes outside. He was missed the tackle inside the 10. He's still running at the 5, but it's going to be no good on the two-point conversion, I guess you want to call that, after the missed extra point. We'll take a timeout. We'll come right back, and we'll talk to Patrick Tucker, assistant principal. But right now, it's 14-6, Elder, with 9.34 remaining on the Prep Sports Radio Network. Your electric bill these days can be pretty shocking. And trying to fix an electrical problem by yourself can be even more shocking. The way to solve both problems is by calling Cooper Electric. Cooper's been serving Greater Cincinnati's electrical needs for over 64 years. They're licensed pros with years of on-the-job experience. Cooper Electric will save you money by wiring or rewiring your home more efficiently and installing devices to conserve electricity. And when you call Cooper Electric, you'll be in for another shock. A real person will answer your call 24-7-365-513-271-5000. Welcome back to the Dominic Bonavita broadcast booth. Len Harvey, Phil Bengal. We're also joined by Assistant Principal Patrick Tucker. And it's 9.34 remaining here in quarter number two. Football North strikes Martin, a 12-yard touchdown run. And they lead it, uh, they trail, uh, excuse me, 14-7 with 9.34 remaining here. And we're getting ready for the kickoff. Going from left to right is North, and it'll be Dawson Hodge will get ready to kick this one off. They set it up at the 40. Ramsey and Dieters back deep for the Panthers. Panthers have scored on the last two drives. And now Hodge gets ready. Sets up, and it's a bouncing kick. It's going to bounce at about the 1 and taken out by Ramsey at the 5 to the 10 to the 15 to the 20. 
He's out the 25 and gets to about the 27-yard line where Elder will take over. And I'm sorry, Assistant Principal Patrick Tucker of Elder, uh, you got a lot of good things going on, including you know talking about a little bit about the honors program at Elder. Yeah, the honors program, we just made a change in it this year. We started uh, years ago. The graduating class of 2011 was our first group. We had 22 guys in that group. And uh, seven of those guys are medical doctors now, out of, out of the 22 that originally graduated. And we joke a little bit that uh, the competition has been such that those guys wouldn't even have qualified for, for the program that we have now. Wow. Well, first and 10 for the Panthers at the 26-yard line, 9:26 remaining. Here in the second quarter, Panthers have a first down. They get ready. It's Luby across the 25, and he gets to about the 30, right around the 31-yard line. So a gain of five for Luby on first down. The Panthers leading at 14-7. to And, you know, the competition also AP classes as well, a lot of those. Yeah, with uh, the idea with the honors program, the way that we – the change that we made for it, um, you know, you, you always want to be around the best competition that you can. And so uh, we added a, a higher tier to it for guys scoring in the 95th percentile and higher. Um, and, and so you always have the, those guys that are, that are in class with each other all the time. Setting up a second and five at the 31, 8.45 remaining second quarter. Three wide to the right, one to the left. Luby looking, throwing. No, he's going to keep it himself. Across the 30, 35 to the 40, 45, and he's at the 47-yard line before he's hit uh, pretty hard by number 24, committee uh, for Football North. But a good tackle and a first down for the Panthers at the 47-yard line. So talk a little bit about the AP program and AP classes in general. Yeah, just seems to be a popular... Yeah, just in the last year, last year we offered, we had our, our most AP tests uh, that we had. When I started, you know, years years ago, I think we have between eight or ten AP tests. And last year we had kids taking uh, AP tests in 20 different areas. Wow. First and ten at the 47 for the Panthers. Three wide to the right, looking Luby. Luby stepping up, throwing, and he's got a man. It's Ramsey at the 40, and he's out to the 40-37-yard uh, line of football north. Just enough, looks like, for another Elder Panther first down, and uh, Ramsey's having a heck of a game tonight. We're joined by Patrick Tucker, assistant principal of Elder, and talking a little bit more about the AP class. It seems to be an AP test. seems to be a lot more popular now than it was, let's say, even five years ago. Yeah, we certainly have uh, more kids competing in that level, and really the good thing about it is it's kids that are choosing to challenge themselves uh, because, you know, those AP tests, it, it is – uh, as difficult as if you're taking a college exam at the end of the year. And and so the kids have to make that choice, that that's the work that I want to do. So for for a kid that is, uh, you know, in grade school, you might be the smartest kid in your class. Well, and then you're going to show up here, and we've got a bunch of kids that are the smartest yeah, like kid the in the class. like the player on the bench. Yeah, yeah, be, yeah. exactly. Now uh, explain one of the benefits of, of taking these uh, AP tests earlier and earlier. It seems like freshman, sophomore. What's yeah, the we, well, the, the biggest benefit is it's a real tangible benefit. You are you are getting college credits uh, before you're leaving Elder. We we have a kid this year between our AP program and our dual credit program. Uh, we've got a we've got a kid that's a junior this year that has that's going to have 18 college credit hours before before he finishes junior year. So he's going to have 30 hours before he graduates. And we've got a number of kids like that. You're talking about a full year of college that's done before you're leaving high school. 
That's pretty impressive. We're going to talk a little bit more about uh, other topics, skilled traits coming up. But first and 10 at the 38 for the Panthers. 7.55 remaining in the second. Two wide left. Panthers have a 14-6 lead. They set up and now the pass to Catania across the 40. He's at the 35 out of bounds at around the 32-yard line. And he got hit pretty hard outside there. And that was by number 10, Cade Cody. So kind of a big hit there. Well, I always say everything looks worse here because there's about three yards between the sideline and one of those poles. So it always makes it look even worse. It did. And and Catania is okay. So that's a positive thing. And um, so another thing that you've got going on at Elder is uh, skilled trades. So I want to talk a little bit about that. Yeah, our skilled trades program, we've expanded that. Uh, you know, we started that last year with the electricians union, and we had five guys in that program at that point. They set up a second down and three at the 31, 7-11 to go in the second. Now the fake Luby, it's going to be Ramsey's going to keep it. He gets back to the 30-yard line, and that's about it. So maybe a yard on the play, tackled by number 92, and that was Isaiah Hastings. So the, tr- the trade program is, is something, you know, getting, you know, those skilled type of positions are, right. are uh, important. So. Our, our focus academically on our entire program is we're a comprehensive school, so we've, we've got all levels of students. So our, our focus is always on problem solving and communication because if you can solve problems, you can do anything. And then now we wanted to look specifically at trades programs just because of just acknowledgement of uh, the lack of workers that we have in those areas. Third and two at the 30 for the Panthers, setting up as Luby inside the 30, now runs it to about the 25, maybe the 26, but that should be enough for another Elder Panther first down. 6.24 remaining here in the second quarter. Panthers have a 14-6 lead and uh, looking to drive and get another touchdown. The last uh, score was Martin for Football North, a 12-yard touchdown run. Also, uh, more technology and tech uh, stuff. Yeah. um, Just to finish, one note I wanted to make about the skilled trades before before we get off of that. You know, last year we had five guys in our electrical program. Uh, This year we've got 19 guys going to the electrical program and then we also started another program uh on with auto body collision repair and uh the the russell family out of visitation they have a they have an auto body shop and they partnered with us to take so we have two guys who go up there and, and are learning that trade and uh and we actually the good thing is last year when we started the electrical program we've had a lot of uh, companies contacting us and asking us about, hey, we would like to work with you, which I think says a lot about people recognizing that that elder graduates are are dependable workers, and and not just for doing work, but they're guys that eventually you want to lead your companies. Um, you know, I, hopefully we're going to have a, a cabinetry, a carpentry cabinetry program set up with a business for next year also. So that's uh, that's certainly taken off like. Like we thought it would once people recognize the the needs in that area and the opportunities that their kids can have. Well, not bad from 5 to 19. That's a pretty yeah. impressive yeah. impressive number. We're joined by Patrick Tucker, assistant principal and elder. And one last topic, uh, tech stuff. Let's yeah. talk a little bit about technology. Yeah, technology. You know, that's an area that's always going to be growing. And um, the neat thing there is the opportunities the kids have to create things. Um, and we're expanding. We're doing more with robotics uh, than, than what we've done in the past. First and ten for the Panthers at the 26. Too wide to the right side, setting up Luby. Rolling to the right. He's got the blitz coming, and he's going to be sacked back at the 44-yard line. A loss of about 18 yards for the Panthers. And a big tackle by number 10, 
And that's Cade Cody got the tackle. He got uh, Catania out of bounds and got the sack. I was say, and that was because Luke Kandra, who was pulling from the left side, got tripped up on that blitz coming through there, and that's what caused uh, the, the sack to happen. Nobody could get out there. Yeah, so it, the lineup here, we've got a, uh, looks like, going to have, uh, they're just talking about it here with a second and 24 for the Panthers. They're going to mark them at the 40-yard line. So the loss there, 5.53 remaining in the second quarter. The Panthers have a 14-6 lead. The extra point, uh, the bad snap, and that's made it 14-6 for Football North. Now, again, when we were talking with uh, Assistant Principal Patrick Tucker about the technology field, and again, it just gets more and more, and you're talking about robotics, which got me kind of intrigued. I was, uh, yeah. I was thinking about, is that like, you know, yeah, we, we've Yeah, uh, we've run an extracurricular robotics program. We're looking at adding it as a, as a class. Uh, you know, it's just a chance for the kids to create something and work in some engineering. Second and 24 from the... 40 setting up Luby throws a screen pass it's complete to Catania at the 35 and he's out of bounds at about the 32 yard line a gain of eight for Joseph Catania it'll be a third down coming up for the Panthers so uh, explain a little bit more um, yeah so really any any kind of field that you want to work in there's going to be a technology component to it um, and and so what you have to try to do is is get the kids to start to learn the problem solving end of the technology and how you can use tech to solve the different problems that are going to that are going to come up, um, and so designing the robots to perform specific tasks is is one of the things Work they do. Smarter, not harder. Yes, right? exactly. Kind of the way exactly. You Third and fifteen from the thirty-one. One wide to the left, three wide to the right side, including Volmer. Shotgun formation setup. It's Luby. He steps up, looking, throws it to the right side to Volmer. Complete at the twenty-five. He's out of bounds. Oh, about, come on. oh he stepped out at the twenty, and right back in the field of play. It's going to be a little short, though, Phil, for first down there, I think. Yeah, not bad. I mean, just continuing at it. So, I mean, you got Harmeyer's leg. You can definitely kick here. But I think Coach Ramsey, he might see what what Football North, how they're going to line up on here before he would make that call. It's a fourth and four is where they mark it at the 20-yard line. So the Panthers uh, look like they're going to go for it. Volmer is off to the right side along with Larkin. And it's Royer. Two wide left, including Ramsey and Postal. Now in motion is Larkin. Now they go to the other side, and it's Luby looking, and it's complete to Ramsey at the 15-yard line. That should be enough for an Elder Panther first down. So a fourth down conversion for the Panthers, and Ramsey continues to amaze tonight. He's already got two touchdowns, one a 54-yard touchdown run and a 12-yard touchdown catch, and that's a big uh First down, and we talk about work harder, uh, work smarter, not ha- you know harder, and that's kind of the way of the world now. You want to be able to use the technology to make things a little bit easier, right? Uh, and and a big part of that for us is challenging guys while they're at Elder. No, you know, no matter what classes they're in or or what have you, uh, challenging them while while they're here to to get the most out of them and to, and to really see how they need to push themselves. First and ten at the 15, and Ramsey, uh, actually Luby didn't know the snap was coming, and we got a bunch of flags and everything's going all over the place. The Panthers, uh, so we'll look at it, but, but again, you know, you know, finishing up on that on the technology side. So a lot of good things going on at Elder. We've got uh, the Honors Program, AP, Skill Trades, doing a great job. Patrick Tucker, thanks so much for joining thanks us. Thanks a lot. Mr. Pritzer at Elder. And right now the Panthers have a four, first down and 15. They're going to move the football back to the 20-yard line. 421 remain in this second quarter. The Panthers with a 14-6 lead. 
They're going to line up with three wide receivers to the left side and one to the right. Shotgun now. It's going to be Ramsey as Luby goes to the left. And Ramsey's going to look to throw. He's got Luby. Wide open. Touchdown. 20 yards. Panthers lead it 20-6. to Pending. Yeah, that was easy. They didn't expect that coming. I mean, whenever Ramsey's been back there, it's basically been here comes the draw, here comes, you know, delayed run. And on that one, just send Luby out on a route. Wasn't covered. Dropped it across the middle. So Matthew Luby gets in uh, with Drew Ramsey, you know, throwing a touchdown pass on that one. So, so far tonight, I mean, I know Matthew Luby gets that touchdown, but Drew Ramsey, you know, he's got uh, he's he's got a rushing touchdown, he's got a receiving touchdown, and he's thrown for a touchdown. If he was on your fantasy team, Phil, he'd be uh, yeah. living it up there. They'll set up the extra point here, and now the hold, and Harmeyer will look to kick this one through. And with 3.57 remaining in quarter number two, it's the Elder Panthers 21 and Football North 6. And we'll take a time out of the Prep Sports Radio Network. Do you have a sniffle from cheering on your favorite team? Do you have a headache from that last-minute loss? Well, Brozart Pharmacy has all your health care needs to take care of your health. They offer professional, friendly service without the wait. Brozart Pharmacy in Cleves, Ohio, 941-0428 and brozartpharmacy.com. I want to challenge those Elder Panther fans that have enjoyed the games. Take some of that money that you would spend at a discretionary and pledge it to Sacred Heart Radio. It is such a great blessing to have. We would really appreciate it. Elder fans, to pledge now, visit sacredheartradio.com. Welcome back to the Dominic Bonavita broadcast booth. Len Harvey and Phil Bengal here at the pit on a Friday night. The Panthers, it's been the Drew Ramsey show. He's got a 54-yard touchdown run, a 12-yard touchdown catch, and now he threw a 20-yard touchdown to Matthew Luby and Drew Ramsey with three touchdowns any way you can find it there. Yeah. Panthers have a 21-6 lead, 3.57 remaining in the second quarter. Harmeyer will go from right to left to kick this one off. Back deep is going to be Masiri and Jaden Phillips for Football North in their white uniforms with the red numbers and the black pants. Meanwhile, they're, of course, in their home purple with the white pants and the purple stripe. There's the kick. It's going to be a shorter kick taken by Phillips at the 10. He's out to the 15 to the 20. He's at the 25 to the 30, 35, and he's out to about the 39-yard line. So Football North will get pretty good field position here at the 39-yard line with 349 remaining. Nicholas Seeger and Tommy Thamen made the uh, tackle for the Panthers. And Sam Harmeyer, you know, kicking that one off, seeing if they could do something maybe a little bit different. And Connor Amon, uh, you know, not putting him into the end zone, so seeing if Harmeyer could do the same. But, uh, you know, not, not able to do it and get a great run back on that but uh you know clock's ticking 350 football north does have three timeouts to utilize if they want to try to get the ball down the field and punch one in first and 10 at the 39 for north two wide to the left three wide to the right vaughn's going to take it and vaughn is going to be sacked at around the 39 gets to about the 40 they move ahead and connor keys on the tackle for the panthers they had him at the 37-yard line. Yeah, I was watching Ben Ott over here. I mean, he was trying to get away from 65 on the line, but he was holding them like they were at a middle school dance. I mean, he couldn't he couldn't get anywhere. Second and eight from the 41, two wide left. They go in motion with Phillips, and Phillips is going to carry it across the 40 and going to step back, and that's Sanders with the tackle at the 40-yard line and a big tackle for the Panthers that moves him back. Connor Keyes, the first guy through, and he, he stayed home. He didn't over-pursue, so that made the running back think for a second, and Sanders is able to get up, get in and, and clean that one up. 
Third and nine for football north at the 40. 2.58 remaining second quarter. Panthers have a 21-6 lead. Three wide left, two wide right, empty backfield for Quincy Vaughn. Back in his 35-yard line from left to right of your radio dial. Setting up, shotgun, looking at the 32 as Vaughn got time, throws it down the field. Phillips is open, incomplete, and then gets hit after the play. And it's Seeger knocked it away. Yeah, and Connor Key's giving fits up front. I mean, he right there, I mean, they, they about had to, you know, give two I think two points for a takedown. Wrestling guys are not going to be happy if I got that wrong. But, uh, you know, he was fighting and fighting and fighting him, and he's really doing a great job of pressure and then the coverage on the backside there on that pass. I mean, even though that pass looked like it was a great throw, it was a great football, but, you know, Seager was able to make a play. Fourth and nine at the 40, and I'll set up to punt this one away back at his 26-yard line. And now the kick, it's going to be a line drive to the right corner. Thayman takes it at the, at the 14. He's at the 15, out to the 20, and tries to get upfield but cannot. Gets to maybe about the 18 is probably where they're finally going to mark it, but the Panthers will have a first down, and they've got yeah, some time. We're gonna, It's going to come back where I think we're going to get a roughing the kicker here on the Panthers. They've been looking to come and block. It, they, they're kind of slow on their punts, and Elder was right there, but you know, ran, hit the kicker. You just can't do that. If they're going to block it, you either got to know you're getting there and you're going to you're going to get it. But uh, Panthers just not there, so they're going to see how they mark this off if they're calling it roughing or running into. All right, Hodge the punter, and they're marking it at the 45. So it'll be that, of course, an automatic first down, right? So, well, no, it's it's oh, just, just going to oh, be a, a running into on, on this. Okay. Now, well, now they move it even further, so. Now what are they doing? Now they're football north is they declined the penalty. Oh. They declined it because they would re-kick because it would have been still uh, short. Uh, okay. they still would have been short when they had to punt. They're going to go ahead and take the punt a good field position where they got the Panthers pinned uh, right now. Okay, so the Panthers will have the football. Two twenty-five remaining here in quarter number two. Football North scored on one drive and they've got. Uh, as Martin had a 12-yard touchdown run, but the extra point was no good. Bad snap, and it's 21-6. to The Panthers have the lead as Drew Ramsey has had a 54-yard touchdown run, a 12-yard touchdown catch, and a 20-yard touchdown throw to Matthew Luby. So he's had a touchdown any way you can. 2.25 remaining. At the 19-yard line is where the Panthers will start off. They line up with Vollmer and Royer to the right side. Postal to the left. Shotgun formation for Luby. Now they go Catania in motion. Now looking, and now it's Luby. Throws it across to Ramsey. Ramsey gets across the 20. And right around the 21-yard line. So again, of a couple for the Panthers on that with 2.14 remaining in the second. And the Panthers, two timeouts, so they still have time to get the ball down the field uh, if they like and work the clock. So let's see, maybe after this play against Winton Woods, we saw them go fast. They ran some two-minute at times. They've done that throughout the year and been successful. So it might be you know one more here, and then they're going to get rolling. A minute 54 and counting for the Panthers. Second and eight at the own 21. Two wide to the right. Now looking Luby. Looking to the right. Looking to throw. And throws it down. And it is incomplete. And we got a flag down. Ramsey couldn't get that one. But there's a couple of, there's a flag down right around the 38-yard line. Yeah, I don't know if we're going to get offensive or defensive because at the same time, I think Dakota Postal saw that it was a jump ball and he might have taken a guy out 
And that might be where the flag is actually being thrown on. And, it, I mean, it's a good play because Luby had to throw the ball up because there was pursuit by North. Yep, yep. there right. was pursuit. He got his hand up, and so Luby really had to lob it up there. He couldn't throw a dart like he wanted to. And then Postal made a good play of just going ahead and tackling the guy. So, therefore, the Panthers can get marched back on offense pass interference. The elder football traditions are legendary, which, much like the service you'll receive from Hoding Realtors, elder grads and Hoding team members Brian Basley, Steve Florian, Rick Hoding, Doug Rolfus, Mike Rolfus, and Mike Wright, proud to help sponsor tonight's game called Hoding Realty for all your real estate needs at 451-4800 or visit them on the web at Hoding, H-O-E-T-I-N-G, Dot com, holding.com. 143 remaining in the second quarter. A little slow uh, last couple of minutes. Been a lot of flags on both teams. And a minute 43 remain. And the referees are trying to figure out and put the football down. Well, they're looking for a football. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they sent one over to the sidelines, and uh, elders, uh, guys in charge of that, weren't Johnny on the spot with it. That would be kind of important, wouldn't you think? Need, need the football. What do you think? Something to think about. But third, second, third down and eight for the Panthers at the 21-yard line. They do have a football now. We are confirmed with that. One wide receiver in Postal to the right. Three now to the left. They go Larkin now in motion. Ramsey goes in motion to the right. And it's Luby. He's got time to throw, and he throws it complete to Vollmer at the 25. He's at the 27-yard line before he's taken out of bounds. So a gain of six. It'll be a little short of a first down for the Panthers, though. Yeah, it, it, well, no, they're going to go ahead and call it. He was uh, oh. just about there. I was looking at the far judge because the guy here had a bad angle. And, and a far, they had him just about marked there, so they're going to get it. Clock at 135. Elder just slowly moving the football right now, not in any sort of a hurry. With a minute 35 remaining in the second quarter, coming up at halftime, the best halftime show in the business, the Caldwell Banker West Shell halftime report with the guys. First and 10 at the 30. Two wide to the right. They go Larkin in motion. Now setting up is Luby. He rolls to his right, looking, looking down the field. He's going to run it across the 30, 35, 40. And he's out to the 43-yard line with a minute 28 remaining. Gets a first down for the Panthers. And, and Coach Ramsey's telling him, let's just go, 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 as soon as they wind that clock. Minute 25, the clock continues to run. Two wide, make that three now to the left and one to the right. Looking Luby. He gets stepping up. Now he's going to have to roll out a little bit. Throws it down the field. Looks to Ramsey. Incomplete into the corner. And it'll be a second down coming up for the Panthers. Bringing good pressure up front. Nothing doing. Didn't have anything down the field. They're kind of committing, you know, to make sure Royer doesn't doesn't beat him. Uh, and looking to see if Ramsey ran a secondary route at kind of a, okay, I'm going to get a, a I'm going to go once I was covered, but Luby, it wasn't a good angle. Overthrew the football, got it out of bounds. But still, clock stops, minute 14. Plenty of time for the Panthers to get it, pick up a big game. They have a second down and 10 at the 43-yard line. Elder with a 21-6 lead, a minute 14 remaining. Three wide to the left and one to the right. They go Vollmer now to the right side as a wide receiver. And now looking is Luby. Luby looking for Vollmer. Actually, it's Royer completed the 35 Yard line of football north right around the 34, and another first down for the Panthers. That's another huge catch by Royer. He just went up and used his body to make it. The Panthers are going right back to it. And they set up now three wide to the left side on a second and a first down and 10 at the 35. And now looking as Luby rolling, throwing down the field. He's got Vollmer, and it is incomplete in the end zone. And we might have a hold here. Yeah, he's going to get holding in the middle of the field on the Panthers. So this one's coming back. 
So the Panthers another penalty, 59, 6 of the clock remaining here in quarter number two. You know about Jim Collins Autobody, but there's a great place uh, to mechanically fix your car, and that's Collins Automotive on Glenway Avenue in Bridgetown. If you have been trying to find a reliable mechanic, your search is over. Collins Automotive in Bridgetown, 598-9245. Give them a call. 59, 6 of the clock remaining here in quarter number two. The Panthers have a first and 20 now. Back at the 45-yard line, they lead it 21-6. to six. One wide receiver to the right. They set up now two to the left. Luby, shotgun, he's back at his 50. They go in motion with Postal. Now Ramsey goes in motion. Now looking is Luby. Luby looking, throws it to Ramsey, complete at the 40. And he gets out of bounds at around the 38-yard line. So good play by Ramsey, got the completion and got out of bounds. Right, and that, that's field awareness. I mean, that's something Coach Ramsey talks about all the time to his players. That just you have to be aware of, of you know, the time of the clock. Is like, should you be trying to pick up that extra yard or just get out of bounds, stop it? And Drew, excellent decision right there. Luby hitting a guy on the sideline. And Elder's done that before in previous games. We've seen that. They've done a good job of getting to the sideline and getting out of bounds and stopping the clock. 54 seconds remaining, second quarter. Panthers have a second and 13 at the 38. Postal to the right. Now Vollmer along with him to the right. Two to the left. Looking Luby. Steps up at his 45. Throws. It's complete to Royer at the 28-yard line. And we got a timeout called here. And the Panthers with 46 seconds remaining here in the second quarter. Got to drive down to the 28-yard line. And now right now, it's getting close to where Harmeyer could kick it, but they've been moving the football so well, I don't think they're going to settle for three here, Phil. Right. Still, you have one timeout remaining. So you still have the ability to get downfield and stop the clock, run another one. I think Eller's offensive line has shown moments where they have completely dominated up front. So let's hopefully see, you know, maybe one of those big runs, try Ramsey, Luby, you know, stuff like we saw against St. X, Winton Woods. I mean, almost all year long. But, you know, big. Big-time plays, like that big-time touchdown by Drew Ramsey against St. X. I mean, it was a, a, a kind of one of those, we stop, we think about it, we talk about it. All you got to do is get a hat on a hat and make those big gains, and, and I'd love to see it right now because I think football north, they got to be getting a little bit tired. I mean, Elder's offense been out there for a while just beating on them. Third down and three for the Panthers. They've got the football marked at the 28-yard line of football north. One wide to the left side, two to the right. Now they line up with Vollmer to the right side and Ramsey to the left. And now looking is Luby. Luby stepping up throw, and he's got a man open. And Royer throws it complete at the three-yard line. 25-yard completion by Luby to Royer. And Royer just, he's open always. Wow. I mean, that that was a big-time play. Uh, I mean, he went up, and that ball was essentially a jump ball that he had to turn his body and... Defender had a chance to make a play on the ball as well, and Royer just went up, caught it, used his body, used his hands, and those are the big-time plays. I mean, that, that's why, you know, people in Columbus are getting really excited. Schlachter in at fullback now for the Panthers, but we're going to get another timeout with 26 seconds remaining. Portions of tonight's game are sponsored by financial advisors Adam Schoester, Ted Lucian, and Matthew Smith. Schoester-Smith team at Morgan Stanley in Cincinnati, offering wealth management planning for your clients 
And elder grad Adam Schoester, certified financial planner with Morgan Stanley, is currently scheduling wealth management consultations at 513-562-8304. And with 26 seconds, Phil, I think this last three or four minutes has taken longer than the first half. It's been real slow and methodical with the Panthers getting the ball out of bounds. We had a couple of flags. You got some timeouts. You know, right there, Coach Ramsey didn't want to use his timeout. He's just struggling to get guys onto the field. And so, therefore, he had to take it, make sure you got the right alignment and that you're not going to get the ball down to the four and all of a sudden take a, you know, a legal procedure penalty and back yourself up when you got football north on the ropes. It'll be a first down and goal for the Panthers. They mark them at the four-yard line on the 20 uh two-yard catch by Royer to the right side. Royer's to the right. They go Vollmer to the right. Larkin to the left side. They got two wide to the left more as they go further. Here's Luby thrown in the back of the end zone. That is incomplete. Intended for Royer, but it was a little too far for him. 22 ticks of the clock remain, and it'll be second down and goal. Hey, Royer would have made that play. It would have been a heck of a catch. He would have had to one, one-hand it. Covered well. Tried to run just a quick corner of the end zone. Get Royer use his size, but only two ticks went off, so Panthers got plenty of time. 22 seconds remaining, second quarter. Panthers have a, already have a 21-6 lead. And a first, a second down and goal now at the four. They've got Ramsey lined up wide right along with Postal. And it's Royer to the left side. Now they're going to move Vollmer to the left. And now it's Luby looking left, throwing left corner. End zone, incomplete. And we got a push and no flag. In the end zone, the fans wanted a flag. I thought he pushed him, but uh, no flag is called. Uh, push was generous. He was, uh, I don't know. I mean, I, I thought Royer should have got one on that. He wasn't able to make a break to go get the ball. Remember, there's no uncatchable rule in high school, so we're not saying that he couldn't go get it. I mean, Royer wasn't able to go get make a play. So it'll be third down and goal for the Panthers at the four. 17 seconds remaining. Panthers got a, enough time here to run another play to get it in the end zone, and then if they have to, settle for a field goal here. But they've got Luby in the shotgun. They've got three wide to the left. They go Ramsey to the right. they got Royer to the right as well. Empty backfield now as Luby looking, rolling to the right, looking, throwing into the end zone, and then the back, and it's incomplete. Royer was the only one that could have got that, but I don't think you ever would have gotten its feet inbounds, and it'll be fourth down coming up for the Panthers. Yeah, they're going to go ahead and bring Sam Harmeyer out here uh, to kick. You know, Sam's leg has been pretty reliable this year, so you didn't want to walk away with three here. You were hoping to punch it in the end zone, but you'll take this opportunity to field goal here. So, you know, uh, and Harmeyer will look to add this field goal. It'll be a 21-yard attempt to the right hash. And they set up here with Thayman to hold this one. And he puts it down. Harmeyer's kick is up, and it is no good. The first one I think he's missed all year to the left side. And that's because it was rushed. The snap was a little bit high, so the hole was quick, and they were bringing a lot of guys from the right side. There's a rush kick. So football north going in a half, six seconds to go. I mean, you got to think they might take a shot, but they're probably just going to take a knee here. Uh, and, and they get just, the ball first in the right. second half. They're going to be happy. They just got the Pan- Panthers got down to the four, and they were able to goal line stand and hold them. Yeah, the 29-yard, 21-yard field goal, no good. And I have to check, but I think that's Harmeyer's first miss of the year. Unofficially. So Football North will have a first and 10 at the 20-yard line. Six seconds remain. More than likely, we'll take a knee here. But Vaughn 
shotgun, and now we'll just put a knee on it. So we have completed the first half of play with the score. The Elder Panthers 21, and Football North 6. We'll come back with the Caldwell Banker West Show Halftime Report, the best show in the business with the guys, with Mark Bengel, with Steve Bengel, with Tom Kennedy. You're listening to the Prep Sports Radio Network. Your electric bill these days can be pretty shocking. And trying to fix an electrical problem by yourself can be even more shocking. The way to solve both problems is by calling Cooper Electric. Cooper has been serving Greater Cincinnati's electrical needs for over 64 years. They're licensed pros with years of on-the-job experience. Cooper Electric will save you money by wiring or rewiring your home more efficiently and installing devices to conserve electricity. And when you call Cooper Electric, you'll be in for another shock. A real person will answer your call 24-7-365-513-271-5000. Elder fans, Paul Cluxton here with Kelsey Chevrolet, your Westside full-service Chevy dealership and proud sponsor of Elder Prep Sports Radio. Sales, service, parts, and body shop, we can handle all your automotive needs. Thank you, Elder Nation, for making Kelsey Chevrolet Greater Cincinnati's fastest-growing franchise dealer, all because of your family believing in ours. Find new roads at KelseyChev.com. We are Kelsey Chevrolet, from our family to yours. Hoding Realtors is a proud sponsor of Elder High School Football. The professionalism, integrity, and work ethic of Hoding agents reflect the values of the elder community they serve. Whether you're selling your home or property or finding a new one, you can expect Hoding agents to go the extra yard to meet and exceed your needs. Hoding Realtors is proud to be a part of the great heritage of Western Cincinnati, where they've chosen to raise their families and serve their community for the past 25 years. Hoding Realtors, 451-4800 or on the web at Hoding.com. La Rosa's proudly supports high school sports. Whether you're fueling up before the game or celebrating afterwards, La Rosa's for great pizza, wings, hoagies, and more. Dine in or 513-347-1111 for pickup. Or we'll deliver wherever you are within our delivery area. Order online or La Rosa's new mobile ordering at LaRosa's.com. For a sharp team look, work or play, it's the Underground Sports Shop. From team uniforms and sports gear to fan apparel and promotional items, they can customize any order. A wide range of items is at undergroundsportshop.com or 513-751-1662. This is Father Benedict Kinsla, the pastor of Our Lady of Victory in Delhi. Thank you for listening to Sacred Heart Catholic Radio. 740 WNOP Newport, 89.5 WHSS Hamilton, 910 WPFB Middletown, and at sacredheartradio.com. It's time for the Coldwell Banker West Shell Realty Halftime Report. Now, let's go back and break down all the first-half action and get you updated on other scores in the area. Once again, here's Steve Bengel, Tom Kennedy, and Mark Bengel. Welcome back to the pit. We're at halftime. The Elder Panthers are ahead of Clarkston Football North 21-6. And uh, for the most part, uh, Elders had their way pretty much offensively in the first half. Uh, comfortably the 21 to 6 lead but Steve I guess right before the half they potentially left some points on the fo- on the board they did they, they uh, got it down they to the 4 the yard line and and uh, took uh, three shots into the end zone and, and uh, then uh, missed a field goal from you know they, they were wide to they were wide right on on the hash mark that close it's kind of difficult sometimes to hit the goal post so 
so they did leave a few points on on the on the field but uh, overall the offense is i think looking very good in the defense is stiffening a little yeah, bit tonight absolutely well the reason is you're not hearing mark banger right now is that mark is actually part of the halftime show on the field uh bringing back memories is when he was part of the uh elder band and uh, it's just me and you for a minute or two, Steve. If, if you've ever seen the movie uh, Whiplash, there's a, a song in, the, in it that they keep on playing over and over and over. It's a drum song, or they use it for drum solos. It's called Caravan. And Mark told the drum people, or the, the band people, that if uh, they ever played it, um, he would go out and, and uh, play along with them. So that was his... Uh, Dare, he dared him. So they're finally playing it, and I don't think Mark has yet picked up a drum, so I'm not quite sure. <laughs> well, he's on he's the field, and he's got the best seat in the house. Uh, but, but, but he, he yeah, he, he dared him to play it, and uh, he, he's not uh, going with his side of the bet there. So, but uh, so but, Steve, why don't you? While we're waiting for uh, for that to transpire on the field, why don't you go ahead and uh, get everybody caught up with uh, scores? Uh, from tonight's action around the city. Yeah, lots of games tonight, and we'll, we'll be talking about those uh, at our Press Sports game night up at La Rosa's. It's uh, week nine in Ohio right now. It's week 10 in Kentucky, and it's week one of the playoffs in Indiana. So a whole lot of things are going on. Um, there's a couple games that, that we'll talk about that are for championships in, in Kentucky, and then a lot of teams in Ohio vying for uh, uh, valuable you know, playoff spots, and in Indiana, they're all one and duns there, so they'll be, uh, you know, trying to move on. So we'll talk about all that tonight. But scores, we do the, the game you're listening to here on the Press Sports Radio Network at the half. It's Elder uh, 21, Football North 6. LaSalle out at LaSalle is winning over Winton Woods right now at or near the half, 21 to 7. Winton Woods is trying to stay alive for the season. They need this victory. Uh, for them, there's no Week 10, and if they lose, there's absolutely no Week 11 as well. And then GMC, Princeton over Lakota West tonight, 20-3. to And in that game, um, Princeton is comes into the night as number six spot in, in Division One, so they're trying to leapfrog uh, Lakota West, who was in the number five spot. So that game's big for playoffs in Division One Region 4. Hamilton over Sycamore tonight. Uh, 14 to 7. Fairfield looking to go undefeated or 9 and 0. Uh, they're they're tw- winning 29 to nothing over the the winless Oak Hills Highlanders. It's Colerain 13, Lakota East 3. The Miami Valley Conference action. It's Roger Bacon 32, Norwood 6, or Norwood nothing in uh, Eastern Cincinnati Conference action. Walnut Hills is staying ahead of Anderson right now, 21 to 14. Cincinnati Hills League. Wyoming over Taylor, 14 to nothing. Southwest Ohio action. Uh, Harrison uh, comes in this game 7-1, 4-0 in league play, playing a 4-4 Mount Healthy. If Harrison wins this game, they'll, they'll be the outright uh, Southwest Ohio League champions. Right now, near the half, it's 14 to 13. Harrison over Mount Healthy. So Mount Healthy is not letting go of it that easily. Other actions south of the border, Simon Kenton over Ryle tonight, uh, 14-7, and that game is for the, the 
uh, 6A District 6 championship. So the winner of that, and uh, Elder fans, if you're a good Elder fan, you're rooting for Ryle. They're down 14-7 uh, to 7 right now. Uh, 21-7. Uh, tw- they're now. down 21-7, uh, so it's That's looking him. even bleaker. And do you have an update on the Covington Catholic score? I have 24 to nothing. It's now 38-7 to 7 Covington Catholic over Connor, and that is for the 5A uh, District 5 championship, and we're going to give that one to Corwin right now. Perfect 10 and 0 for the season. Moving on to postseason play next week. And that's all I got right now on the scoreboard. We'll have a lot more for you at Prep Sports Game Night out of the Roses tonight. One more update, Steve. Uh, Winton Woods with a late uh, touchdown and extra point. Uh, at halftime, it's LaSalle 21, Winton Woods 13 at the half. So that game is a, is a big game for the elder following as well. Uh, next week, week 10, the Elder Panthers travel to Lancer Stadium on North Bend Road for the GCL Championship. That's going to be one whale of a game and a very tough game for either side, either squad. Both two good teams coming into that game. Right, and there's a lot on the line. Like I said, it's a GCL Championship on the line, and uh, it should be a, a whale of a game. And then next week, uh, following uh, the Elder LaSalle game, it's it's Harvard night at La Rosa's on Budno where uh, Joe Harbin brings out the big board, and uh, you'll be the first to know uh, what the final seedings are, what the final pairings are uh, in Region 4, uh, Division 1. And we'll have playoff. Uh, we'll, we'll, we won't do it as well as Joe Harbin, but we'll t- get a pretty good idea of who's moving on in the Cincinnati area, Division 2 through 7. Uh, not as many teams in play there, but we'll... Uh, kind of pull that together for you as well. So let's take a quick time out here uh, during halftime where the Elder Panthers are ahead of Clarkston Football North 21-6. You're listening to the Prep Sports Radio Network sponsored at halftime by Caldwell Banker Rochelle. We'll see be Mark right back. Making his way up to the press box. Buying or selling your home is a very important decision, and your first correct decision is contacting Coldwell Banker West Shell. With outstanding agents and top-of-the-line marketing, Coldwell Banker West Shell has the tools to provide you with expert service. The professionals at Coldwell Banker West Shell will develop an effective plan to market and sell your home or assist you in acquiring your dream home. Coldwell Banker West Shell, 922-9400, on the web at cbws.com. Bill Cunningham here, the great American, for Robert Jones Plumbing. I only use Robert Jones Plumbing, and you should too, 513-353-2230, or visit them on the web at robertjonesplumbing.com. Robert Jones Plumbing. Stay here for Joe. Joseph Toyota Clearance Event, $2,500 rebate or 0% on 48-month financing on RAV4. Unheard of, a $1,750 rebate on Highlander. Lifetime powertrain protection when you buy at Joseph Toyota of Cincinnati. JosephToyota.com. I'm Dr. Matt Bosom with Mercy Health Orthopedics and Sports Medicine. And while I'm proud to provide orthopedic sports medicine care to the Elder Panther athletes, I want to remind all our listeners that Mercy Health Orthopedics and Sports Medicine is available for youth and recreational athletes as well. If you or your loved one has an injury that's affecting your active lifestyle, we can help you get back in the game. We are conveniently located at 6045 Bridgetown Road, 347-9999, and on the web at mercy.com. I'm Father Chet Artashevitz of the Glen Mary Home Missioners, and thank you so much for listening to Sacred Heart Catholic Radio. 740 WMART, 89.5 WHSS Hamilton, 910 WPFB Middletown, and at sacredheartradio.com. 
And we are back at the pit at Elder High School. It's halftime in Elder Leeds. Football north of Canada, 21 to 6. Uh, sorry, I was out, out down there with the band rocking and rolling. And, uh, uh, you know, it was quite the honor. Uh, Jordan Shad and uh, Mr. Anderson, Jack Anderson, uh, the band directors, uh, I've been bugging them, uh, more like teasing them, for, for years about playing Caravan. Duke Ellington's song we played. I was in the band, drum major my senior year, uh, and I talked them into playing. Well, it took years and years and years. Finally tonight, they did it. They wanted me to stand down there in oh, front. <laughs> so, that was nice. Yeah, it was nice. So I got to hear that song. Everyone else probably like, oh, what a dumb song. But it, you know. <laughs> They said they got Nobody a kick. Nobody was second at. Yeah, they they got a kick doing it. So I'm I'm joining you in the middle of the your your. your We've already done here. at or near the half. Tom has yet to do the stats. He was going to head over that direction, and well, we talked a little bit about the first half. Well, let's uh, okay. Uh, that's about what we normally do then. So let's go over to Tom. Uh, look at the stats for the first half. As you might expect, with the score twenty-one to six, uh, Elder's going to dominate the stats as well. Total yards, Elder 347 to 102 for North. Uh, yards passing 235 to 12 for North. And rushing yards, 112 for Elder and 90 for Football North. I guess looking uh, specifically, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, Matthew Luby, uh, from a passing standpoint, he was 18 for 26 for 215 yards and a touchdown. That went to Drew Ramsey. Drew Ramsey was a perfect one for one for a touchdown pass that went to Matthew Luby. And uh, Elder Rushing, Drew Ramsey, two carries, 55 yards and a touchdown. Matthew Luby, nine carries, 49 yards. And Joseph Catania, uh, two carries for eight yards. Uh, the receiving, once again, it was Drew Ramsey all over the offensive field tonight so far in the first half. Seven receptions, 65 yards and a touchdown. Uh, Joe Royer, five catches for 90 yards. Evan Vollmer, three for 29 uh, Joseph Catania, two receptions for 16 yards. Matthew Libby, one for 20, and that touchdown. And finally, Dakota Postel, one for 15 yards. Uh, time of possession, uh, it was Elder just under 15 minutes and uh, North just over nine minutes. Uh, Elder was two for three in the red zone, and North was one for one. Uh, and finally, let's see, anything else? Looks. Uh, no turnovers for either side, and uh, no fumbles. So that uh, was a pretty good first half for the Elder Panthers. Guys, Mark, I think that Steve and I briefly spoke about maybe stubbed their toe, left a few points on the sidelines at the end of the half. Now, I'm sure uh, they're, they're going to want to get back at this thing. Of course, Football North will have the ball first when uh, second half action starts. But, uh, Steve, in the, in the press box, uh, or up from here, the press box, looking down at, at it, it's one thing. But you know, these guys are in the in, in the locker rooms trying to figure out what to do, how to change their luck here. What do you think they need to do to get? To, really, they're 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 not too far out of this game. For football north, I, I think uh, what they need to do is they need to get some defensive stops and they need to, to get 
They've actually, uh, surprisingly to me anyway, they sustained a few drives and moved it down. They need to be able to put that together. And like I said in the pregame, the most effective defense we've found against the elder offense is to not have them on the field. So, and we, we've talked about it on the air and off the air, especially with a weapon like Drew Ramsey. Elder's offense can score from anywhere at any time. They're just that much, that dynamic. And uh, so, you know, you can put together some good string of plays, and Elder can just score like that. So, they have to make their, their points count. Time of possession, I was just looking at. They, I think Elder's at like 14, they're at 9. So they've been sustaining a few drives. But I, I think they need to they need to keep Elder's offense off the field. And on defense, Elder's got so many weapons coming at them. They need to make Luby, they need to pressure Luby a, a little bit more and bottle up the, the, the run. And I think they can make this a game going down to the end. Tom, uh, Elder Panthers... Uh Obviously, they want to take get some of those points back on the board that they missed. But uh, I think, all in all, uh, Elder is starting to feel out what, what Football North is doing. And uh, I look forward to a lot of points put up in the second half. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. And my keys to the game, the first key was Elder defensively, don't give up the big play from North offensively. And so far, knock on wood, they haven't done that. The second key was it was important, I thought, for Elder to get an early lead. And they did. Uh, and making sure that, although it's still a game, but they didn't want to have uh, football north feeling that, you know, they were still have a chance still there because looking back at the game against uh, Cleveland St. Ignatius uh, where they threw the Hail Mary did football north, uh, they just wanted to eliminate that. So they were pretty good there as well. And then finally, to stay healthy. We talked before in the pregame about Elder is in the playoffs probably with a home field. Hopefully you can get a second half very similar to how they played in the first half, stay healthy, and get ready for the Lancers uh, next Friday night on North Bend. And I think the one thing Elder really needs to, to look out for is the shots over the top. They, they really couldn't connect in the first half, but like you are just saying with, with the Hail Mary, they have the ability to do that. They have the speed. They have the size of receivers, and I would look for Quincy Vaughn to be taking a lot more shots over the top because if you look at it, you know, maybe the guys weren't covered, but he was throwing them into the stand. So, yeah. you know, yeah, you know I, I, that's my fear is you're gonna we're going to see a lot more of that. All right, we got a lot of football action coming up, uh, but we also have following the game a lot of football talk coming to you live from La Rosa and Budno. Steve, Tom, and I will be out there. Uh, special guest tonight will be Kevin Espelich, uh, Elder Athletic Director, and, of course, the one, the only Joe Harbin will be out there plugging in all the numbers and putting in a lot of the information. I think uh, you'll want to tune in and listen to what Joe has to say. Uh, it's going to be a great, great show. Well, that's all the time we have here at the halftime show, uh, brought to you by Colwell Banker Westshell. Coming up in the second half, Phil the Thrill and Len Harvey will call all the action right here on the Prep Sports Radio Network. Wardway Fuels has been your reliable Westside home fuel oil and propane supplier for over 30 years, but that's just a small part of what they do. They sell and service great grills like Weber, Duquesne, Broilmaster, and others. They offer complete pool supplies and expert service, and with cooler weather on the way, it's time to consider an outdoor fireplace. And they service and sell indoor gas fireplaces and accessories as well. Wardway Fuels is located at Glenway and Bridgetown Roads. Their number is 574-0061. Wardway Fuels, 574-0061. 
you have a sniffle from cheering on your favorite team? Do you have a headache from that last-minute loss? Well, Brozart Pharmacy has all your health care needs to take care of your health. They offer professional, friendly service without the wait. Brozart Pharmacy in Cleves, Ohio, 941-0428 and brozartpharmacy.com. When you're in an auto accident and your insurance company insists you take your car to a cheap, no-name facility, do you think they're looking out for you or for them? It is your right to take your car to the place of your choice, so demand Jim Collins Auto Body. Accidents happen, and Jim Collins understands you want your vehicle back to pre-accident condition with no excuses. For over 40 years, Jim Collins' attention to detail, his commitment to quality, and a job that's always guaranteed has given his customers peace of mind. Jim Collins Auto Body on Glenway Avenue near Best Buy, 922-6336. With the Sacred Heart Radio app on your phone, Sacred Heart Radio goes wherever you go. For Android devices, search the Google Play Store for Sacred Heart Radio Sunrise and click Install. For iPhone, go to the App Store and search Sacred Heart Radio Sunrise and click Get. And then you've got Sacred Heart Radio everywhere. Welcome back to the Dominic Bonavita broadcast booth. Len Harvey, Phil Bengal. We're getting ready to start the second half. The Panthers have a 21-6 lead. It was a good first half for Drew Ramsey. He scored on a 54-yard touchdown run in the first quarter with 7.34 to go uh, to get the Panthers on the board to make it 7-0. Then he later scored on a 12-yard touchdown catch from Matthew Luby, and that was uh, make it 14-0 also in the first uh, with, a, with 10.42. And it was a touchdown for Martin in the second quarter for Football North, a 12-yard touchdown run to make it 14-6 as the extra point was no good. And then later it was... Drew Ramsey, again, this time a 20-yard touchdown pass from Luby. And with 3.57 left, it was 21-6. A 21-yard field goal at the end was no good. The first miss by Harmeyer. And the Panthers have the 21-6 lead. Uh, Football North will get the ball first in the second half. We're rounding out some of the stats in the first half. Matthew Luby, 18 of 26, 215 yards and a touchdown in the first half. A passer rating of 151, so not too bad. Drew Ramsey, one for one for 20 yards and a touchdown. And uh, he later had uh, two carries for 55 yards, one of which, of course, the 54-yard touchdown. And Matthew Luby had nine carries for 49 yards in the first half. Joseph Catania with two carries for eight yards. Some of the receiving, it was uh, Drew Ramsey, seven catches, 65 yards and a touchdown. Joe Royer, five catches for 90 yards. Uh, Evan Vollmer had uh, three car- three catches for 29 yards. Joseph Catania, two catches for 16 yards. And Matthew Luby with the one catch, 20 yards from Ramsey with a touchdown. And Postal with one catch for 15 yards. On the football north side, Quincy Vaughn was 1 of 5 for 12 yards. It was uh, Omarion Martin, 3 carries, 39 yards and a touchdown on the rushing side. Vaughn carried it 5 times for 23 yards. Jay Charles with 4 carries, 18 yards. Jaden Phillips with 3 carries and 10 yards in the first half. And that was the, looking at some of the total yards. It was 347 yards for Elder, 102 yards of total offense for Football North, and 235 yards of passing for the Panthers with 112 yards of rushing, 90 yards for Football North. A lot of penalties, although uh, looking at the stats, doesn't seem that way, but three for Elder for 20 yards, two for Football North for 15 yards, 17 first downs in the first half for the Elder Panthers, and... Uh, the third down conversion, very important. Four of seven for the Panthers, two of five 
uh, for Football North. Uh, total plays, Elder, of course, kept uh, the time possession, had the ball a lot. 40 total plays and averaged almost nine yards a play. So the Panthers with a 21-6 lead here in the first half. We're going to take a timeout. We're going to come back a little extended uh, halftime at, uh, on senior night. We'll take a timeout and come back with the second half kickoff on the Prep Sports Radio Network. Elder fans, Walt Kelsey here, class of 2000 with Kelsey Chevrolet, your Westside full-service Chevy dealership and proud sponsor of Elder Prep Sports Radio. Sales, service, parts, and body shop, we can handle all your automotive needs. Introducing a Kelsey-exclusive lifetime powertrain protection from our family to yours for life. Find new roads at KelseyChev.com. Go Panthers, out to Yora. We are Kelsey Chevrolet, from our family to yours. Welcome back to the Dominic Bonavita broadcast booth. Len Harvey, Phil Bengal. We are at the pit on a Friday night, and the Elder Panthers on senior night lead at 21-6. A good first half, Phil. Yeah, I mean, not the high-scoring first half that we have seen in the past from the Panthers. Football North has really put all their eggs and just we're going to stop Elder any way that we can on defense. They've done a really good job of it, actually. One of the things that I've been impressed with is they've been able to stop the run and contain it for the most part, and at the same time hold the passing game in check. You know, only giving up 21 points right now with the way Elder's offense has been scoring is keeping Elder in check and keeping yourself in the football game with their score. Get the ball back here, punch it in. This is a different football game. Yeah, I mean, you look at it, they get the, uh, they punch it in, it's 21-13, that's a different ball game. Because the uh, football north, they scored six, but uh, they missed their extra point on the uh, on the kick. It was uh, actually didn't get a chance to kick it because the uh, snap was bad. But Elder had a chance, a 21-yard field goal. They had a chance at the ball first and goal at the four and couldn't punch it in. And football north, great defensive, uh, you know, uh, push there. I mean, the, the Joe Royer is is an animal uh, in his size, his hands, and, and they did a good job of covering him. You know, I know we, we saw on that one pass interference, you know, we, we thought maybe, okay, he could have been pass interference, but you know what? At the end of the day, ref doesn't call it, not a foul, and you kind of got to go make a play. And, and so Football North takes advantage, they get the stop, they take Elder out of their rhythm, and then they force here so that Elder's got to kick, kick off, you know, to them and see how Elder reacts. Miss Sherry and Phillips will line up uh, to receive this kick by Connor Amon. Elder going from right to left in the second half with the purple home jerseys, the white pants, the purple stripe along the side, the white helmets and the purple. Meanwhile, Football North in their white jerseys, black pants. They've got red numbers and the black helmets for the football team from Ontario, Canada. And we get ready for start of second half action as Connor Amon We'll kick it off. This time he's going to take him back at the one. He now crossed the 10 to the 15. He's out to the 20. Parker to the 25, and he's out to the 30, to the 33-yard line. That's actually Jaden Phillips, and Jaden Phillips carries the football, gets a good return for the for the football north, and they will have a shot here, and they'll mark it right around the 33-yard line and see where they'll, they'll finally set it up. Yep, 33-yard line is where they will take it. Football North will go from left to right of your radio dial from the back end of the horseshoe. Javaris Richardson made the stop for the Panthers on a kickoff return. Now let's see what Football North brings offensively. We've said in some of their game film, we've seen them run some kind of gimmick stuff on offense that got the horses to do it. 
They've got five wide. They go three left, two to the right. They go Phillips in motion. The fake to Phillips. Quincy Vaughn throws complete. It's over. Maselli, and he gets across the 40 to the 42-yard line. A gain of about eight or nine, and that'll be a second down and one coming up. That's Braden Masiri, number four. 11.42 remaining here in the third quarter. Panthers have a 21-6 lead. Two wide left, one wide right. Shotgun for Vaughn. Lines up with Charles in the backfield. And now it's going to give up the middle and across the 40 to the 45. And that was Martin, actually, for Football North, number one, and carries it to the 45-yard line. So we'll get second down coming up. Connor Keys, Colton Sanders making a tackle for the Panthers, but there's a lot of reaching on the defenses. Right now, you know, Football North has, has got Elder kind of on the, on skates, and they're not not necessarily winning the, the big battle up front, but they're definitely moving their bodies and, and turning their shoulders. Second down and seven at the 46 for Football North. Three wide to the left, one to the right. Shotgun for Vaughn. Vaughn fake to Martin, now looking, rolling. Rolling to the right, throws it incomplete to the sidelines, and a flag is down. Intentional grounding is going to be the call. And it, it, you look at that situation, and, you know, you look at Nick Nick Paff, and he was calling that play from the start. Yeah, and the hard part is, too, is Vaughn's talking, you know, to the officials here, you know, about this with intentional grounding and just kind of asking. And remember, in high school, you know, it's different. Uh, you know, he's out of the pocket or whatever, but he, he threw it. There. I mean, there wasn't a receiver anywhere uh, in that spot. So it's intentional grounding, going to lose down and back it up uh, a little bit on us. With 10, so with 10.47 to go, the Panthers get a little bit of a break there uh, with good pressure that causes that throwaway. But... Hey, Football North came out of the locker room making some good adjustments. Yeah, they've got it. They'll mark it at the 41-yard line. It'll be second down, setting up at the 41. Second down and seven for Football North. One wide receiver off to the left side, and that's Mashad. He's at the left side, and now three wide to the right side, including Nasiri. Shotgun for Vaughn. It's actually third and 13. They mark it at the 41. So third down after the loss of down. And now it's Vaughn stepping up. He's got time. And now he's got a rush from behind. Connor Keys to flip. And they flip it to Martin. Martin's going to get it. And he's going to be taken down by Seeger and company at the 38-yard line. Yeah, Nicholas Seeger, Brady Buller, Tanner Purdue. But it wasn't out there. You know, the, the pressure there that caused uh, it to be pushed back from Connor Keys. And Vaughn just threw that ball away, trying to avoid a sack. And it ends up not working out. So we see here that intentional grounding really hurts them. They lost that down. And, and the Panthers able to adjust on defense, forcing a punt. Fourth and 15 at the 39. Thayman back at his 20-yard line to receive this Hodge kick. He's back at his 25 on this fourth and 15. Now stepping up is Hodge. The kick is up, and it's a short kick, and it's going to hit about to the 42-yard line. Not much on that kick, but he had good pre- a lot of pressure on yeah. that. Well, uh, Marco Sabato got in there and got his hand up, and I think he ended up forcing him to get kick it. Might have caught his shoe on the back of his lineman. Uh, just getting it off, not getting off his foot right. So not a real good flip of the field on the punt. Actually, the down markers, all that really had to move was literally the down marker. For the, the chains did not. Uh, so the kick 
Not a very good kick for football north, so Elder's offense, let's see what adjustments they made at halftime. They set up with a first and ten. They mark it right at midfield at the 50. Ramsey goes in motion. Now Luby going to carry it. Luby across the 50 to the 45. He's out to the 42-yard line of football north before he's stacked up by number 48, and that's Thacaponte. Luke Kandrew with a good block downfield, just kind of, you know, got on and just continued to, to be that lead blocker for Luby. Uh, Kandrew's been having a, a real good game, kind of really winning that battle up front. Second and two for the Panthers at the 42. 9.28 remaining, third quarter. Panthers have a 21-6 lead. They set up now with two wide to the left. Shotgun for Luby. Now the give is to Catania Fake, and it's complete to Royer. Royer's at the 15 to the 20. He's outside the 10 and out to the 5-yard line. So they fake everybody out, including me up here, as Luby got the pass to Royer down to about the 5-yard line. It's a good job of hiding that ball just in all the traffic in the backfield. Great fake carried out. At the same time, when you're trying to carry the fakes out, you got to make sure that you're not knocking the ball out. So they, they, they do an excellent job carrying out the fake. And then Royer just runs just a short route across the middle of the field. But everybody was committing to run. They were all in the box. So he's able to get out and, and get the ball down to the 5 yard line and it was finally stopped by football north first down and goal for the panthers at the five they line up two wide to the left side shotgun luby with catania to his left and now luby's going to run it luby's going to go outside luby's got room but down to about the two he, he was stacked up and number 24 on the tackle and that was committee he made a good, good job of coming down the line and making his reads. You know, he, he continued to pursue the play, didn't over-pursue or get upfield, and, and just continued to just move down, make a play, get a stop. So they hold. Last on Panthers in his position, Football North held him to a missed field goal. So uh, now the Panthers have moved the ball to the two. Second down and goal for the Panthers at the two, 8-15 remaining. Third quarter, leading 21-6. to Two wide left, one wide right, it's Royer. Shotgun, Luby, and now the snap. He was calling a play, and he's going to run for his life and sack back at the 16-yard line. And Luby did not know the ball was coming. He was calling out, uh, trying to get... uh, off to the left side, and he did not know the ball was coming. It's the second time that's happened tonight. Yeah, last time it was, uh, you know, the Panthers got an illegal procedure. There could have been a lot worse. You know, big loss. What was just second and two is now third and 14, 12 yards back. So now that totally changes your, your play calling for the Panthers here and gives Football North a chance to get another goal line stop. Third down and goal right at the 14-yard line. They set up 7.25 remaining third quarter. Two wide left. Now they go They go Vollmer to the right side with Royer. Shotgun Luby. Now looks to throw. Stepping up. Throws it in the left corner of the end zone. It is incomplete. Good defense in the left corner of the end zone. I think that was, is that Neiman in the left corner? Yes, it was. So Neiman incomplete on that one. So it'll be fourth down. It'll be a 31-yard attempt here. Get a chance to bring Harmeyer in here to kick this one. Yeah, that one over there just turned to the corner was, a, you know, a jump ball situation completely. Uh, uh, just getting out there and, and trying to go up and, and make a play, just not able to do it, but able to break it up to, to, to prevent anything. So Harmeyer here, see if he can add three. Left hash, 31-yard attempt. Snap, the hold, the kick is up. It's got the distance, and it is good. So with 7.09 remaining. In quarter number three, it's Elder 24, 
And Football North 6 on the Prep Sports Radio Network. Safety footwear. There is hardly a job site or business that doesn't require them. And your local Red Wing shoe stores have them. Red Wing has the popular safety styles you demand, from comfort shoes and athletics to traditional boot styles. With five convenient locations, Red Wing can manage your company's safety shoe program, and we can bring the store to you with our mobile safety shoe truck. Contact the Red Wing store nearest you in Eastgate, Tri-County, Western Hills, Mason, Florence, and online at redwingshoes.com. Welcome back to the Dominic Bonavita broadcast booth. A 31-yard field goal by Sam Harmeyer makes it a 24-6 lead for the Elder Panthers. Len Harvey, Phil Bengal here at the pit on a Friday night. Gorgeous weather for October. Just it feels like fall right now, Phil. It's perfect football weather. And last year, you know, I was talking with the football north coaches before the game, and we were just talking about last year's monsoon that we had. And this is a much better conditions at this time of year, as well as for football north too i mean it's a much better feel of what it's like to play in the pit uh with more guys so they line up with phillips back deep along with missouri and harmeyer is going to kick this one's going to be shorter kick taken by missouri at the 14 he's out to the 20 and tackled at about the 26 yard line and a couple of things going on a little pushing and shoving going on on both sides for the panthers uh a little bit of fisticuffs going in there for Joey Stemmler. Yeah, and it, it, both teams got to be smart. I mean, it just that's just one of those things, you know, there is a limit. I mean, there's always going to be that kind of stuff, that pushing and shoving after the, the play, and, you know, both guys there are plenty guilty uh, on that. But you just got to be smart. You don't want to be, you know, if you're elder, you get a good stop. You don't want to give football north an extra 15 yards uh, on that. So they just got to keep a level head. First and 10 for North. They go five wide receivers on a first and 10 at the 27. Vaughn going now, calling out the play. He's got three wide to the right, two to the left. With 7.03 remaining here in quarter number three. Panthers have a 24-6 lead. To step back at the 20, it's complete to Missouri. He's across the 35 to about the 37-yard line where he's knocked out of bounds. And a gain of close to a first down. I think they're going to give him a first down on that one, Phil. Yeah, got there. I mean, that's kind of been one of their more successful offensive connections there uh, for football north, but they like to go back quick. First and 10 at the 38. Three wide right, two wide left. Five wide receivers for football north. He goes Quincy Vaughn looking at the sidelines for the play, and now we set up with 6.58 remaining. Setting up now looking Vaughn throwing. It's complete to Martin. Martin's at the 45, and he's at the 46-yard line for Jonathan Paff and company on the tackle, along with Ben Dieters coming up. Clock continues to run with 6.35 remaining here in the third quarter. Three wide left for North, two wide right. Again, empty backfield. And Vaughn setting up from left to right. On this second down at two from the 46, Vaughn's going to run it across the 50. He's at the 45 of Elder, right around the 44-yard line, a shoestring tackle on the play for the Panthers. Yeah, almost literally there by Tommy Thamen. He was on the ground when Vaughn got to him, and luckily he was able to just grab on and bring him down. And in a hurry here with a first down and 10 at the 45, three wide left, two wide right, 6-10 remaining in quarter number three. Vaughn calling out the play, and now takes the snap. Throws it to the left side to Martin. Martin's going to go across, and he gets to the 45. Still with it. Still with it. Gets hit hard at about the 42-yard line. A gain of three, but that was all Martin on that one. 
Yeah, Nicholas Seeger, Brady Buller uh, coming off of that, as well as Nicholas Paff uh, getting in on that action for the Panthers to make this a, a second and seven. Second and seven from the 42, 5.40 remaining third quarter. Two wide left, three to the right. Elder with a 24-6 lead in this ballgame. Football North trying to get something going here. They've got it at the 42. Vaughn, again, empty backfield. This has been successful with the shotgun and the five wide. Now steps up to throw, looking, stepping up down the field, throws it a long way, intended for Missouri, and it's incomplete. Good defense by the Panthers. Stride for stride is Javari Richardson getting uh, stride for stride with uh, Missouri. Nicholas Paff with the pressure on Vaughn, causing him to throw that ball, I think, a little bit long. He got to him and was able to hit him just about as he was going to throw that football, which caused that to air out. And go back to Tommy Thaman's tackle. I mean, the other reason why that's a big shoestring tackle, I mean, Vaughn's not small. I mean, he's 6'3", 225 pounds, so that was a, a lucky, lucky grab. Third and seven from the 42. One wide to the left. And look, it's a give to Martin. Martin's going to get inside the 40. He's out to about the 36-yard line. A gain of six. It's going to be close to a first down, but it's going to be probably a little bit short. It'll be fourth down coming up for football north, and they got to go for here. Tommy Thayman gets down the line of scrimmage. He makes the play. Football North did a good job going down the line of scrimmage and getting ahead of the elder defenders. They fired out quick and really got to the left side in a hurry. Fourth and two from the 37. Big play here. Two wide right, one wide left. Vaughn shotgun to give to Martin. Martin's going to get tackled at the line of scrimmage, and that is a, a not a first down. The Panthers will get the football. Great play, and that was, again, Number 91 doing a good job, and he's had a couple of good plays, Brady Buller. Yeah, Brady Buller just right there, wraps up, knocks him down. There's also a push on the end, so when he did hit him too, it caused him to drop. So great defensive stand by the Panthers. It was. as you look like It looked like North was getting comfortable, but that was a great uh, play. They, they thought they were going to easily get the first down, and Buller said no to that. And the Panthers will have a first down and 10 at the 38-yard line. 4.43 remaining here in the third quarter. Panthers have a 24-6 lead. And again, quickly, two wide left and nothing to the right. Now they're going to go Luby to the right, and it's going to be Ramsey, the quarterback. They go back Luby in motion. Now Ramsey across the 35, and he's out to the 40, and he's going to be at the 42-yard line, a gain of about four, but a lot of motion, a lot of movement, a lot of confusion for football. North. Right, trying to just see what, what football North, uh, you know, brings to the table on those diff- on those different plays. Thanks to uh, Price Hill Chili for the food here in the press box tonight. Pretty yeah. good chicken. Yeah, and don't forget, too, we tonight we had uh, a pizza delivered to us, yeah. Jets Pizza uh, in Delhi. Uh, a couple of guys, Kyle Rudolph and Nick Holmes, uh, you know, looking into revamping that place a little bit. So, good. you know, they said it was good. Pizza. I had oh. the barbecue. Was, yeah, the, the all-meat pizza is perfect. And food is my thing. Second down, six at the 42. And now Luby going to carry it across the 48 and right around the 50-yard line. And they're still moving up inside to North Territory at the 45. And Luby just kept getting moved and moved. And that's that big offensive line, Phil. Right, it's a big offensive line, a lot of guys. And, again, Kander comes off the bottom. Uh, he's hobbling around a little bit. That's because he's kind of had a had a had a bum ankle, you know, for a while. Once you have one ankle injury, it seems like it just ne- it's just a nagging one, it just never really goes away. Carter Smith down in there. So there's those big physical offensive linemen that Elder has that you know has always been that that staple 
uh, of them were really successful in that play. First and 10 at the 46. 336 remaining in the third. Luby to the right, looking, throwing right, complete to Vollmer. He's at the 35, out of bounds at the 31-yard line of Football North. So a gain of 15 for Evan Vollmer. He continues to impress me. Every week, Phil, he just gets better and better. Right, keep continuing to make plays, just being a guy that's just, he, he, when his number's called, he, he's ready to go. Luke Kander gets to roll out there, does a nice job of just kind of running traffic for Luby. Doesn't really actually have to lay a block. He's just in between guys, so Luby's able to actually get that rollout. 327 remaining here in the third. The Panthers leading it 24 to 6. They have a first down and 10. They're going to mark it at the 33 of Football North. Three wide to the left side. They go Cooper Johnson now in the backfield. And now the give is to Johnson. Johnson gets inside the 30. He's at the 28-yard line before he's taken down. And, Phil, one thing I wanted to ask you in this this senior night, didn't want to neglect this, you know, it's always a nice event here at the pit. You, you've you been a part of it. And uh, we'll take a second here as tending to an elder panther on the field. See how we go here. Why don't we take a quick timeout? We'll come back with 315 remaining here in quarter number three. The Panthers 24, Football North 6 on the Prep Sports Radio Network. For a sharp team look, work or play, it's the Underground Sports Shop. From team uniforms and sports gear to fan apparel and promotional items, they can customize any order. A wide range of items is at undergroundsportshop.com or 513-751-1662. Bill Cunningham here, the great American, for Robert Jones Plumbing. I only use Robert Jones Plumbing, and you should too. 513-353-2230. Or visit them on the web at robertjonesplumbing.com. Robert Jones Plumbing. Welcome back to the Dominic Bonavita broadcast booth. Cooper Johnson getting some help to come off. Not sure. Uh, looks like a leg. Yeah, he just kind of got, got tied up at the bottom of a pile. There's also a football north player uh, that's injured as well at the middle of the field. So you know, we're still kind of waiting on that to see. He, he is on a knee. So, uh, you know, at least I think he's going to be able to walk off under his own power. Um yeah, so Johnson's on the bench, and Dr. Bosom going to look at him and take a, see what's going on there. But, uh, Phil, what I wanted to ask you is uh, senior night, you were a part of this at the pit years ago, a couple, just a couple, right? Uh, you know, just explain oh, how that works, I mean, senior night. My big thing with senior night is it doesn't really mean anything if you don't go out and get a W. I mean, you know, all the hoopla, all the, you know, posters and different things you can hang up, but if you don't go take care of business on a field, I mean, that's how your senior night's right. going to be, so you always got to take care of that one first. Second down at six of the 29, two wide to the right side. Luby now, he's going to give it to Ramsey, going to keep it himself, actually, and Luby's going to get it inside the 20. He's to the 19-yard line, a gain of 10, so good fake. He had Ramsey right there, and that's been what Luby's been able to do all year, and that's why it's successful, because he's able to fake it so well, it looked like Ramsey had it, and North thought Ramsey had it. Yeah, and Ram, again, you know, that's kind of what they've been setting up all night is moving Luby and Ramsey and, and running some of those, you know, inverts and just trying to really make the defense keep their head on a swivel uh, in these situations. 244 and counting here in the third. Panthers with a 24-6 lead and a first and 10 at the 19. Luby to the right. Now got a shovel pass to Vollmer. Vollmer inside to the 15. He gets to the 14-yard line, a gain of five. And Evan Vollmer, again, when you just need something, He's able to find that five yards. Right, just that quick play. They like that. They've run it a couple of times, and they did it against Quentin Woods. It's just something that they, they've been looking to do. It just gives them another 
another weapon in, in Volmer. And the other thing that's just amazing about this football game, I mean, we're just now getting to the two-minute mark of this quarter. And it's been a, a long quarter of football, just a, a lot of just slow, methodical plays. Setting up a second down and five at the 14. Panthers have it, two wide to the right, now one to the left. They go, now Ramsey is going to be the quarterback with Luby to his left. And now Ramsey's going to keep it. Ramsey inside to the 10, uh, right maybe outside around the 11-yard line, a gain of three. So not much on that, but uh, again, just anything to uh, get him a little confused. Yeah, and go back, I mean, this, this is the third time you know, football north has been down in the in the red zone on defense against the Panthers, and the other two they've been able to hold them uh, two two times down. They've only held the Pan- they've held the Panthers to three points. So I'm sure football north is looking to, to force Panthers to make a tough decision. Now third and two, they can get a first down. They're at the 11. They set up, and now Louis going to carry it, going to get inside the 10 to the five, and he's at the two yard line. So it'll be first and goal for the Panthers as Luby gets in there with a minute and 11 and counting now. For the Panthers here in the third quarter, leading at 24 to six, this is a big score here. Football North has been able to take care of business at this point, and Elder hasn't been able to finish the business here. So, Elder, you got two yards to go. You got a big offensive line that, that we were constantly talking about how physical they are. This is when they need to show it. And they set up now with a first and goal at the two-yard line, and a lot of whistles. We're going to get a timeout, I think, here. Tonight's game is brought to you by Red Wing Shoes. For over 114 years, the Red Wing Shoe Company of Red Wing, Minnesota, has crafted and distributed premium footwear for working outdoors. And now with the Red Wing Shoe Store's Ultimate Fit Experience, you will receive state-of-the-art foot scanning, fitting, and products best suited for your work environment. Get the Ultimate Fit Experience at one of your five Cincinnati Red Wing Shoe locations, Western Hills, Florence, Kentucky, Eastgate, Mason, and Tri-County. 55 seconds remaining here in the third quarter. The Panthers with a 24-6 lead, and it's been Drew Ramsey. He has had a a 54-yard touchdown run, a 12-yard touchdown catch, and he also threw a 20-yard touchdown to Matthew Luby. Yeah, and returning he, the favor. Right, and the other points you know, come, come from Harmeyer, so you're just kind of looking at Drew Ramsey has been a, a strong fast tonight, but other guys, I mean, the ball has been been thrown around. You know, uh, if you're looking at receiving-wise, I mean, Joe Royer quietly yeah. has racked up six catches for 128 yards. Quietly. First and goal at the two. Three wide to the left, and now the give to Catania up the middle, and he's going to get into the end zone for the touchdown. Joseph Catania, two yard, and the Panthers lead it 30 to six, penning this extra point. That's all you have to do. I mean, if you, if you have a good offensive line, there should be no reason why you can't pick up two yards to get to the end zone. Uh, so, Panthers spreading it around a little bit tonight. And Catania with the touchdown, a two yard touchdown carry. And Harmeyer will look to add this extra point. we got 50 seconds remaining here in the third quarter. And this is a big, big touchdown because this one really puts this one kind of out of reach here. Now the snap. Tommy Thayman will look to hold this one for Sam Harmeyer, and the kick is up, and it is good. So 50 seconds remain. Quarter number three. It's the Panthers, 31, football north six on the Prep Sports Radio Network. La Rosa's proudly supports high school sports. Whether you're fueling up before the game or celebrating afterwards, La Rosa's for great pizza, wings, hoagies, and more. 
Dine-In or 513-347-1111 for pickup. Or we'll deliver wherever you are within our delivery area. Order online or La Rosa's new mobile ordering at LaRosa's.com. Welcome back to the Dominic Bonavita broadcast booth. Len Harvey and Phil Bengal here at the pit on Friday night. And the Elder Panthers now have a 31-6 lead. Joseph Catania, a two-yard touchdown run. And the extra point was good. So Panthers 31, football north 6. And back deep, it'll be Jaden Phillips and Masiri for football north. And Harmeyer will kick this one off. It's been kind of going back and forth between him and Amen, And tonight, not been able to get this one into the end zone. And this one's going to be a short kick. Taken by Masseri at around the 10 to the 20. He's out to the 25 to the 30, 35, 40. And he's out of bounds at around the 50-yard line. That was actually midfield, and it was Nathan Dementognac. Yeah, Harmeyer brings him down. You don't forget Harmeyer's other position besides kicker is linebacker. So, I mean, he's able to make, you know, a good open field tackle. But football north is going to get great field position here. Offense hasn't been able to really put together a lot. So, so we'll have to see if they can get something moving with only about 40 seconds left in the Four, third. 43 seconds remaining third quarter. Three wide receivers for north to the right, one to the left. Shotgun for Vaughn. Sets up in the backfield. The give is to setting up across the 50 to the 46-yard line where Charles carried it for football north. 30 seconds remaining. We'll see them try to run one more play here in the third quarter. Panthers 31, football north 6. Second down and five. Ball spotted at the 46, 20 seconds remaining. Three wide to the right, one to the left. Vaughn give to Charles across the 45, and he's stacked up in Paff and Company. I believe it was both Paffs on that one, Phil. Looked like uh, Nick and Jonathan. Yeah, and, you know, it, it, right now, I mean, Elder's defense getting starting to, you know, kind of get a little upset. Football North has been getting into them on a defensive line. They've really been kind of rattling some cages up front, and then Elder, I think, is going to get a 15-yard uh, personal foul here. Uh, for, you know, after the play. And, and, I mean, it really, what you can see, I mean, seeing from up here and, and from playing that offensive line spot, you know when you're in a guy's head right now and football north, all, all, right, are they're in the elder defensive line's head. Yeah. I mean, they are just dominating them up front. So it'll be a second down setting up. Let's see. They're going to add the extra, the 15 yards. The flag is back at the 48. So now they're going to say first down and 10. Ball spotted at the Elder Panther 45-yard line. And they're going to move it even further. So take the, taking their time, they're going to move it down to the Elder Panther 30-yard line. So they get their 15 yards on that, so they're marking at the 31. First down and 10 at the 31 with eight seconds remaining here in the third quarter. Two wide right, actually three wide right and one wide left. Vaughn shotgun. With down to three seconds, and now the last play of the third quarter. The completion. They're going to throw it. Michaud is going to throw it down the field, and it's a touchdown to the right side for football north on the kind of uh, little flea flicker. It was Tristan Michaud throwing it, and it was Jalen Beckford on the touchdown reception in the right corner. And just, I mean, it was a great play, but I mean, the thing that you know, is, is probably frustrating 
you know, I mean, that was, you know, saw that kind of some of that stuff on film that they do, just pitching that ball out and then letting that throw go, you know, almost like a halfback pass sort of deal. They're going to go for two here uh, to, to uh, see if they can get this up to 14. And Vaughn now gives it off to the left side, and it's not going to go in. That time at Jaden Phillips, it is no good. So we have reached the end of three quarters of play. It's Elder 31 and Football North 12 on the Prep Sports Radio Network. Portions of tonight's Elder Game are sponsored by financial advisors Adam Schoester, Ted Lucian, and Matthew Smith of the Lucian Schoester Smith team at Morgan Stanley in Cincinnati, offering wealth management planning for their clients. Elder grad Adam Schoester, a certified financial planner practitioner with Morgan Stanley, is currently scheduling wealth management consultations at 513-562-8304. Morgan Stanley Smith Barney LLC, member SIPC. I am Father Kyle Schnipple. Thank you for listening to Sacred Heart Catholic Radio. 740 WNOP Newport, 89.5 WHSS Hamilton, 910 WPFB Middletown, and at sacredheartradio.com. Sacred Heart Radio. Welcome back to the Dominic Bonavita broadcast booth. Len Harvey and Phil Bengal. It was Jalen Beckford, a 31-yard touchdown catch from Tristan Mashad on a halfback option throw, and it's a 31-12 lead for the Panthers. So the extra point was no good. The two-point conversion failed. That's two uh, two-point conversions that were no good. The first one, they were not intending to go for two. They just had a bad snap. So Football North will kick it off from right to left. And Dawson Hodge will put it on the tee at about the fo- at the 40-yard line. And Ramsey and Dieters are going to be back at around their 10. From right to left, Football North goes. 31 to 12, the Panthers on top. And they have the football with just starting the fourth quarter. They're taking their time and they get ready for a start of fourth quarter action. And this is a shorter kick. It's going to take them back at about the two. And Ramsey out of the 10. He's to the 15. He's to the 20, 25, and he gets to the 27 yard line. So a 26-yard return or 25-yard return for, for Drew Ramsey, and he continues to do everything tonight. He has he is rushed for a touchdown. He has caught a touchdown. He has thrown a touchdown and was trying to run a kickoff return for a touchdown. Yeah, there. he broke through a couple tackles there. You know, he, he's the type of guy that, like a lot a lot of elder guys are, I mean, it, whatever you ask them to do, I mean, they're going to do it if, if it's within their abilities. If not, they're, they're you know, going to try hard enough to do it. So Rams, Drew Rams is doing a great job tonight just taking advantage of the situations. First and 10 at the 26th, and it's Luby throwing it to the sideline. It is incomplete intended for Dakota Postal. And that uh, kind of a broken play there. So it'll be second down and 10 coming up. Tonight's game is brought to you by Shore Optical. Dr. Ken Shore of Shore Optical can make your world look a whole lot more in focus. Good eyesight is a key to success in school, work, or sports. If you think your vision is not what it should be, then let 1979 Elder Grand Dr. Ken Shore give you a complete eye examination. Shore Optical. Give them a call. 451-0010. 11.47 remaining in the fourth quarter. Panthers with a 31-12 lead. They have the football second and 10 at the 26. Luby now gives it off to Catania. Catania to the 30-yard line, a gain of four on the run. So it'll be a third down coming up for the Panthers. 
And the Panthers probably, after seeing that big playability that Football North had, you know, it, be, it is 31 to 12, but they're probably going to try to control some clock here. You know, uh, you know, run some of those different shorter runs with Catania, and if he breaks them, he breaks them. But uh, you know, limit maybe some of your down the field plays right now, just to see if you can work uh, a little bit of just clock control. Third and seven from the 30. Two wide left, two wide right. Shotgun Luby steps back at his 22. Now throws it down the right side. It's going to be a little bit too far, but Royer gets it. And Royer's at the, did he catch it? Yes, he did. Right at the 38-yard line of North. I cannot believe that. I was almost calling that incomplete. I didn't think he'd even get under it. Yeah, it's a huge catch. I mean, it was good play, too, by the football North defender. Got in there. Um, Cromwell, you know, he, he tied him up. He went toe-to-toe with Royer, but Royer is just able to make the big play and move the ball down the field for the Panthers. Right after I say they're not going to be looking to do that, and here we go. And I like that. I'm glad they're doing I'm glad they're getting the ball down the field. And Royer with the big catch to the 38-yard line of North, two wide left. Shotgun for Luby. He's got Catania in the backfield, and now they're going to give it to him. Catania inside the 35, 30, 25, 20. He's to the 15. He's still with it to the 10. He's down to the 9-yard line. Joseph Catania, 29 yards on the ground. Great job blocking downfield, but Catania just making his own, you know, success getting down there and, and, and continuing to run with all those arm tackles. They're actually going to mark him at the 10, so 28 yards credited on the run for Catania with 10-28 remaining here in the fourth quarter. Panthers with the lead, 31-12. to and they'll have a first and goal coming up. And they'll line up one, make that two now to the right side, two wide, two wide left. Catania's in the backfield with Luby. They go in motion with Larkin and setting up now. And now Luby looking, look out, throws it in the end zone, and it is going to be intercepted in the back of the end zone. We're just going to be, there is a flag. I'm not sure what the flag, if it's going to be on Elder. Uh, yeah, Elder offensive pass interference. So Luby just gets the ball out, throws up a jump ball, and they're able to make it. Coach Ramsey just talking to him on the sideline about, you know, trying to put that ball, you know, in a different spot, just, you know, talking about just that. that. But sometimes, you know, it's hard when you get guys in your face and you're trying to make a quick play. So the Panthers with the turnover at the 10-minute mark. Yeah, that was committee on the interception. So they'll have the football back at the 20-yard line. Football north will. And let's see, they'll probably continue to do what they've been doing with the five wide. That seems to be what the what their motive is here in the second half. They scored on a trick play on a halfback option by Jalen Beckford catching it from Mashad. So first and 10 at the 20. They line up with two wide left, two wide right. They do have in the backfield, it's Martin. And they set up now with Vaughn, and now the give is to Martin. Martin crosses the 20-yard line, and he's going to get to about the 24-yard line, a gain of four on first down. It'll be second down at six coming up for North. And spread, North spreading Elder out has been successful to, to, to not allow them to try to stop the run game. They have to really be, you know, man up on the outside on all their receivers. So here they're going with one guy back, but it still spreads Elder out pretty big. Yeah, three wide to the left side and one to the right. Second and six at the 24. Nine and a half remaining fourth quarter. Elder leading it 31 to 12. Vaughn setting up now. Quick pass. It's complete to Michaud. And it's setting up now Masseri, rather, across the 41. And another first down for, for North there as Masseri with the catch across the 41. So they go quickly here. 
with no huddle. Three wide receivers to the left and one make that two to the right. Vaughn setting up. Shotgun now stepping away with 9.05 remaining here in the fourth. First and 10 at the 41. Vaughn stepping back. He's at his 35. Now throws it. It is complete to Masiri. He gets to the 49-yard line. And I'm over here looking at the stats, Len, and just Masiri now. Our stats only have him for that. That was just his third catch there for probably about 34 yards. But I think he's had a couple more than that. I really feel I think, like he's had at least at least I, four or five, yeah. if not six. I mean, he, yeah. he's been the guy that's been the connector. Second and two from the 49. Two to the right. Now three to the left. Looking Vaughn. He's got protection and he's got time. He's going to roll to his right a little bit. Stepping up still all day. And Masseri, it's overthrown. And uh, Nick Paff almost had that one interception. Yeah, Nicholas Paff almost is right there. But that's, he had all the time in the world Vaughn did. The Panthers are only rushing three. They're dropping everybody to cover with all the receivers. So it's hard for them to get a big push. And Vaughn is just able to kind of move around in the backfield uh, and take his time to try to see if he can get some broken coverage. Third and two from the 49. Two wide to the right, three to the left side. Empty backfield for Vaughn. Vaughn's going to run it. He's inside the 50, elder territory. He's at the 46-yard line. So he's got the first down for football north, and they'll continue to move it with 8.42 as they'll set re- get ready to move the chains. And they get it started again with 8.38. Two wide to the right. Now three to the left. Vaughn, shotgun, with a first and 10 at the 46 of elder. 31 to 12, Elder with the lead. Vaughn stepping back at his 48, throws it as complete, and across the uh, 40 to inside Elder's territory to the 37 yard line, and that again was number 18 who caught the touchdown, Jalen Beckford. And Beckford getting some more playing time here. Yeah, and he just able to sit in a hole in outer zone. I mean, they had three guys in the area, but none of them were close to him. So an easy pickup for a very manageable second and one. Second and one from the 37. Three wide to the right, two to the left. Now looking as Vaughn going to run it. He's inside the 35 to the 32-yard line. A gain of five, and it'll be first down for football north. And uh, Vaughn's tough to get down. He's right. Like, he is. Joe Royer made a tackle on that play, so they brought Joe Royer in to rush a little bit on the outside to try to go with a speed rusher because, you know, on the, on the right side of the line, you know, they've had some struggles tonight uh, with number 65, Ethan Pyle. I mean, he's just been doing a great job, so they're going to try to change it up on him. First and 10 from the 33. Vaughn setting up now, rolling to the right, and he's going to be tackled by Nicholas Paff getting the sack along with number 35 for Elder, Ben Ott. And that play there was a product, you know, you could go up, go up pile on the outside there. Joe Royer, he, ta- he goes upfield, takes the inside route, and then following behind him, almost just like, you know, a, 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 you know, just like a shadow, there came Nicholas Paff, and Vaughn just didn't have a chance. Second and 16 now from the 38. 7.08 remaining in the fourth. Elder with a 31-12 lead. Here's Vaughn back at his 45. Throws it complete to Martin, and Martin, there's a flag down. He gets to about the 31 of Elder. Colton Sanders on the tackle, and we got a flag down. And yeah, Nicholas Paff on the bottom of that one, too. You know, trying on a quick one, but uh, trying to see where this is in the area. An eligible man downfield against Football North, so 
They'll move this football back with seven minutes remaining here in quarter number four. Panthers have a 31-12 to lead. Tonight's game is brought to you by Kelsey Chevrolet. It's your west side full-service Chevy dealership. Proud sponsor of Prep Sports Radio. Now Kelsey Chevrolet, lifetime powertrain protection. See Walt Kelsey or Paul Cluxton at Kelsey Chevrolet Route 50 in Lawrenceburg or at KelseyChev.com, C-H-E-V.com. 6.55 and counting here in the fourth. Second and 21 now for Football North. They're at the Elder Panther 44-yard line. Three wide left, one wide right. Line up with Martin in the backfield. Now looking, Vaughn looking to throw. He's waiting, looking still down the field, throws it. It is incomplete. Mashad was open, but he overthrew him. And so North will have a third down coming up. Could have been an opportunity. Sanders, uh, you know, might have had a chance to get an interception on that one. But Football North's been trying to go to the line quicker. Going back to the eligible man downfield. Yeah, that flag was thrown right by the stick. Uh, so I'm not 100% sure. I'm not sure who they got, who they caught on that screen pass. Um, you know, so that was a close one for them. Third and 21 from the 44, setting up Vaughn. Vaughn again throws to the right side. This time, Missouri caught it at the 30, but it's going to be a little bit short of a first down. And he, he just keeps making plays. Yeah. I mean, Missouri's out there. He, he's getting open on almost every single route that he's running, and Vaughn's able to find him when he's got that time. Fourth and five from the 30-yard line for football north, 627. Remaining in the fourth quarter, the Panthers have a 31-12 lead. Three wide receivers off to the left, two to the right side. Vaughn shotgun formation set up. He's back at his 35. Now looking to throw. He's got some protection and throws it complete to Martin. And Martin's inside the 20 to about the 17-yard line. And a first down for football north. 6-22 here in the fourth. And they're going to mark him at the 18-yard line of first and 10. They'll start the clock now. Three wide to the left and one to the right in Missouri. Vaughn shotgun. Looking to throw. Now rolls to his right. Still looking. He's got good protection. He's going to run inside the 15 to the 10. And he's out at about the four-yard line. Just like that, he saw an opening. He had, he, like there was no one anywhere near him. Yeah, I think that was over there on that side. It was a great job by Vaughn and Martin. Vaughn basically saw Martin in the flat and told him, you know, go, 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 like you're going to run a route. And Elder bit on that, and Vaughn just took it as a blocker. Yeah. You know, so it's a great job, great read, so it puts him down to five. Market at the five, first and goal for football north, 6.01 to play. Here in the fourth quarter, first and goal at the five. They set up now with two wide to the right, one to the left side. And now looking, here's Vaughn. Throwing, it is Mashad in the end zone for the touchdown. So Mashad makes it a 31-18 game. He threw a touchdown earlier, and now Mashad catches a touchdown. As Dieter's in coverage, just not really going to have much of a chance, like we talked about. I mean, you know, Mashad, I mean, it really, I, you know, I don't have the roster over here. I'm guessing he's got to be about six foot eight. I mean, he's long, he's lanky. I mean, he's got good speed. And he's going to be hard to cover. And right now, they're going to go for two. I won't be surprised if they throw another jump ball over to him. And they set up now. Here's Vaughn. Vaughn's going to roll to his right. Look in the end zone. He's got an opening, and it's a touchdown or a two-point conversion rather. And that was number 16, Caputo, 
catching that one. So a two-point conversion is good. So with 5.56 remaining in the fourth quarter, it's Elder 31, Football North 20. We'll take a timeout of the Prep Sports Radio Network. Skyline Chili, before or after a game, is a tradition that spans generations. And Skyline Chili, like Elder, has its roots in Price Hill. The Lambrinides family carries on this tradition with Skyline Chili restaurants in Delhi, Harrison Avenue in Dent, and Glenway Avenue. Soar purple and enjoy that delicious Skyline Chili. It's always Skyline time. Together, at last it's Skyline time. Welcome back to the Dominic Bonavita broadcast booth. It's Len Harvey, Phil Bengal here at the pit, and Football North starting to feel it a little bit. It's a, it might be a little too late, but they they put on a good show here in the second half. It is thirty-one to twenty, Elder with the lead with five fifty-six to go. And they're probably, I mean, they might attempt an onside kick here, or maybe you know a squib kick, and see what they can do. But if they can get a quick stop, I mean, you know, they still might have a chance because yeah. they have been able to, to, to score some quick big plays. And this time they're going to go with it with what you said. It's a short kick, but picked up by Catania at the 46-yard line. So a good job actually uh, on that. And Catania got the. It was uh, it was a good kick though. Yeah, good kick, good bounce. You know, went went full. But Elder's hands team has done a pretty good job this year uh, with that. So the Panthers are going to take over the ball on a, on a 46 uh, in, in this position. So. Their offense, I mean, I think you got to put points on the board here. You know, you don't play to run the five-minute clock. I think, you you know, you play to, to, to get the ball down the field to score, and if you only score in a minute, I mean, that, that works too. Yeah, 5.53 remaining here in the fourth. Elder with a 31-20 to 20 lead. They line up now. They're going to put everybody to the right side, including Neiman and Royer, and now it's the give to Catania. He's inside the 50. He's going to get into right around the 50 is where they finally get him. I thought he would might drive to the 49 but see if they're where they mark it but uh catania got a, a good push and they actually did mark him at the 49 so hey gets across midfield offensive line getting those short gains but to just see if, if the panthers if they can move the football field football north got two timeouts left so they, they really need to get the ball back from the panthers quick as that clock is ticking almost to the five minute mark 5-18 remaining. Fourth quarter, Elder with a 31-20 lead. They have a second and five at the north 49. Luby looking, rolling to his left, and he's going to run it. 45, and he's out of bounds at the north 40-yard line. A gain of nine and a first down for the Panthers. But you kind of wanted to stay in bounds, and I, I know he had to at that point. Yeah. But. Yeah, oh, yeah, he got out. He went around the left side, uh, and Pan- the Elder Panthers got out there in a hurry, got their blocks, so they pick up the first down, uh, and, and then Football North is able to force him out of bounds. So for them, that's good. It gets the clock stopped. You know, but for the Panthers, I mean, you're picking up another first down. You're moving the football on just a simple end around. 5.03 remaining here in the fourth quarter. Panthers 31, Football North 20. First and ten at the 40. Two wide receivers for Elder to the right. Now it's going to be Luby to the left. Ramsey a shotgun. Luby runs. And now it's going to be Ramsey to carry it. Ramsey's going to be inside the 35. And a gain of five for, for Drew Ramsey. Drew Ramsey bounced around back there today trying to find a lane up the middle, and he couldn't get anything. So he tried to go outside, but nothing was there. So, I mean, Football North has done a good job of – of keeping those big draw plays from happening like they did early in the game at times, uh, you know, but they haven't been able to string together in, in the middle of the field. 
They haven't been able to get the Panthers off the field and give themselves, you know, good field position to work with. This time Ramsey comes off. They put Catania back in. Second and five from the 35 for the Panthers. 4.20 remaining. Fourth quarter. Elder with a 31-20 lead. Shotgun. Luby. He's got Catania in the backfield. And now the give to Catania. Catania to the 30. And he's with a burst of speed out to the 28-yard line. So a gain of seven for Catania. And another first down for the Panthers. Yeah, several guys from Football North jumping off the pile. You know, Kate, Kate Cole, uh, one of the guys coming off the pile. But gang tackling there. But again... Like you said, another first down. I mean, the Panthers picking the first down. We get to the four-minute mark here in, in the fourth quarter. You know, Elder's got to feel pretty comfortable right now getting close to the red zone. Leading it 31-20, to 20, a first down and 10 for the Panthers at the 28. Three wide left, one wide right. Ramsey's back in there. Shotgun, Luby. Now it's going to be Ramsey's going to take over for the shotgun snap. Luby lines up as a wide receiver to the left, and Ramsey's going to run it. Ramsey is going to take it to the, about the 26-yard line, a gain of two if he got that. And then Football North going to take a quick timeout here. Carter Smith was Ramsey's lead blocker on that one. Tonight's game is brought to you by Schmidt Heating and Cooling. From preventative maintenance to major repairs, to your heating and cooling system, you want someone you can trust. That's Schmidt Heating and Cooling at 531-6900. They've been family-owned and operated since 1954. They'll give you the straight answers and help you what you're looking for with your system. Schmidt Heating and Cooling at 531-6900. remaining here in the fourth quarter. The Panthers have a 31-20 lead and trying to add more here right before the end of the game. In Elder's offense, I mean, overall tonight, I mean, it's not like they, they just haven't been their, their big play selves. You know, normally they're making a lot of big plays. I mean, the Panthers still have, have racked up total yards tonight have racked up 536 yards. I mean, they have really moved the football. Quietly, because it didn't seem like that much. Yeah, Right. It has seen, like we said, I mean, you know, Joe Royer has 163 yards receiving, but, you know, doesn't have a touchdown to show for it. He's got seven catches, so the Panthers have been able to rack up the yards, but it's been very quiet as compared to other games where that number really shows on the board. And Ramsey again going to line up at quarterback this time to take the snap. And it's going to be given to Luby. Luby to the right. Instead of throwing, he's going to run it. 25 to the 20 to the 15-yard line. And he's out to about the 13-yard line. So a gain of 14 uh, and a first down again. If he could have gotten out there a little bit quicker and got set, Joe Royer had broken free. And it could have possibly been, you know, throwing that ball down the field, uh, much like Football North just did to the Panthers before. But still, the Panthers, you know, get pick up the yards that they need to get a fresh set of downs. And right now the Panthers, uh, if they can put this one in here, right now they go to 8-1. and one. That's, a, that's a big, uh, not, if you look at that schedule before the season and you say you go 8-1, and one, that's that's pretty pretty good, pretty impressive. Setting up a first and 10 at the 15-yard line. Two wide left. Shotgun for Luby. The give to Catania. Catania is going to bounce outside, going to spin a little bit, and he gets to about the 14 to the 13-yard line. And we got a timeout with 2.51 to go. We'll take a quick timeout. Elder 31, F- Football North 20 on the Prep Sports Radio Network. 
Realtors is a proud sponsor of Elder High School Football. The professionalism, integrity, and work ethic of Hoding agents reflect the values of the elder community they serve. Whether you're selling your home or property or finding a new one, you can expect Hoding agents to go the extra yard to meet and exceed your needs. Hoding Realtors is proud to be a part of the great heritage of Western Cincinnati, where they've chosen to raise their families and serve their community for the past 25 years. Hoding Realtors, 451-4800 or on the web at Hoding.com. Welcome back to the Dominic Bonavita broadcast booth. Len Harvey and Phil Bengal back here at the pit and just getting word of a score update. Mark Bengal just gave us Wenton Woods leading LaSalle 26-21 to in the fourth quarter. And, of course, Elder and LaSalle will play next week. So that's a big game. See if Wenton Woods can hold on there. Yeah, I mean, a big game for the Panthers next week and win an outright GCL championship. Tonight's a big game for Wenton Woods because it's all – I mean, they must win that football game to keep their playoff hopes alive, uh, to, to hope that they could sneak in. You know, and that, that's that's crazy. You're talking about that with Winton Woods, a team that good that's going to have to sneak in uh, because of their tough schedule this year. Second down and eight from the 13, the give to Catania. Catania inside the 10, and he's going to get to about the 7-yard line. A first down for the Panthers with 2.42 remaining here in the fourth. So Elder, you know, basically has this one wrapped up with, with football north out of timeouts. Elder's got a, a, just two yards to pick up to get get a fresh set of downs, and they can essentially work the clock. But all the, this whole game, this game has just been quiet. Football north has done a good job of keeping Elder's big plays in check and not allowing them to have multiples of them, but they just haven't been able to slow them down enough. They're going to mark it at the seven, so it is actually a third down and two, and it's going to be off in Catania, and I don't know, gets off to the left side. Let's see. Didn't get too much on that. Yeah, I, I mean, really, I don't think he got much. If they give him a yard, that is generous. I mean, they're going to give him fourth and one, but I thought he got pretty much met at the line. Football North, their goal line, their red zone, you know, within a 10-yard line, let's say, defense has been really good tonight with the exception of the two-yard touchdown on that last possession. I mean, they've turned Elder away a few times. And they have, and here is a fourth down and one. The ball spotted at the six with a minute 32 remaining here in the fourth quarter. Panthers leading it 31-20. to 20. And we'll try to get the first down here to one wide to the right, make that two. And now Luby's going to keep it. Luby into the end zone. He got pulled at the end, but did he get in? Yes, he did. They're going to call it, Phil? No, they're going to oh, mark him right, 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 at the, oh. right at the goal line, just like he, short. I thought I saw the referee put, put the, yeah. his hands up, but he... They're going to mark him just short there with a minute, a minute 18 to go. Um... So it's first and goal at the one. Yeah, first and goal at the one. And I kind of think there's no timeouts left. I mean, I kind of think Coach Rams, if they didn't get in, I think they're just going to take a knee here. Yeah, at this point, with a minute four, I agree with you. I think that's what's going to happen. Uh, Football North coming in here the second time they played them last year uh, in the rainstorm in the monsoon. And North has done a good job here tonight. Really uh, put out a good, really good effort. And they're just going to take a knee. So Luby will give the ball... To the referee with 40 seconds remaining. Don't forget, coming up next, uh, we'll have the Cooper Electric Star of the Game. But then after that, it's Prep Sports Radio Network game night coming. Uh, Kevin Espelage will be over at uh, uh, one of the guests for tonight's uh, wrap-up show with Mark Bengal, with Steve Bengal, with 
Tom Kennedy. So Kevin Espledge will be there, and that will be the final play of the game. You get some shaking hands with 14 seconds. The Panthers are going to win this one to go to 8-1. and one. Great start. Next week, it is LaSalle at LaSalle for the GCL South Championship. We'll come back to wrap things up here from the pit. The final score, the Elder Panthers 31 and Football North 20. We'll take a timeout on the Prep Sports Radio Network. La Rosa's proudly supports high school sports. Whether you're fueling up before the game or celebrating afterwards, La Rosa's for great pizza, wings, hoagies, and more. Dine in or 513-347-1111 for pickup. Or we'll deliver wherever you are within our delivery area. Order online or La Rosa's new mobile ordering at LaRosa's.com. For a sharp team look, work, or play, it's the Underground Sports Shop. From team uniforms and sports gear to fan apparel and promotional items, they can customize any order. A wide range of items is at undergroundsportshop.com or 513-751-1662. Safety footwear. There is hardly a job site or business that doesn't require them. And your local Red Wing shoe stores have them. Red Wing has the popular safety styles you demand. From comfort shoes and athletics to traditional boot styles. With five convenient locations. Red Wing can manage your company's safety shoe program, and we can bring the store to you with our mobile safety shoe truck. Contact the Red Wing store nearest you in Eastgate, Tri-County, Western Hills, Mason, Florence, and online at redwingshoes.com. Bill Cunningham here, the great American, for Robert Jones Plumbing. I only use Robert Jones Plumbing, and you should too. 513-353-2230. Or visit them on the web at robertjonesplumbing.com. Robert Jones Plumbing. Buying or selling your home is a very important decision, and your first correct decision is contacting Coldwell Banker West Shell. With outstanding agents and top-of-the-line marketing, Coldwell Banker West Shell has the tools to provide you with expert service. The professionals at Coldwell Banker West Shell will develop an effective plan to market and sell your home or assist you in acquiring your dream home. Coldwell Banker West Shell, 922-9400, on the web at cbws.com. I'm Father Dan Schmidtmeyer, Director of Vocations for the Archdiocese of Cincinnati. Thank you for listening to Sacred Heart Catholic Radio. 740 WNOP Newport, 89.5 WHSS Hamilton, 910 WPFP Middletown, and at sacredheartradio.com. It's time to call out the Cooper Electric star of the game. And now, let's go back on the field with Len Harvey and Phil Bengal to break down tonight's action and pick up the elder star of the game on the Prep Sports Radio Network. Well, Len Harvey and Phil Bengal back here at the Dominic Bonavita broadcast booth. The Cooper Electric star of the game is Drew Ramsey. And Ramsey started off in good fashion, a 54-yard touchdown run in the first quarter. He then later tapped it off with a 12-yard touchdown catch, also in the first quarter uh, from Luby. And then he returned the favor. He threw a 20-yard touchdown to Luby. Uh, so not a bad outing uh, as you look at Drew Ramsey's stats uh, tonight. Passing, he was one of one, 20 yards and a touchdown. And running, he was uh, he had six carries for 68 yards and a, and a touchdown. He also had seven catches for 65 yards and a touchdown. Of course, there were other uh, stars of this game. Matthew Luby, another good one, 18 carries, 104 yards. But in the passing department, 22 of 33, 306 yards, a touchdown, and an interception. Joe Royer was impressive all game, as he always is. Seven catches, 163 yards, no touchdowns. 
And Evan Vollmer, another solid performance, Phil. Five catches, 47 yards. Yeah, a lot of numbers thrown around, you know, with different guys, different positions made plays tonight. Football North, you know, did a good job of keeping Elder, uh, as far as the scoreboard goes, in check and keeping themselves in the football game. But Elder just hit too many quiet plays that were happening. They weren't making big touchdowns and things like that, but they were enough to just kind of manage the football game for the Panthers, resulting in another another win. 562 yards of total offense, as you mentioned, Phil, but only 31 points. If you can say only 31 points, but when you have put up 562 yards of offense and only put in 31 points, that's a good off- good job by the defense of of Clarkson North tonight, the right? North. And you know, you think about the game again. I mean, just as you mentioned, there weren't as many big, typical elder offensive plays. We saw big, 50, you know, fifty-yard runs and things like that, where you know, it was just you know, defense was on their heels. This time, elders offense—they had to. I mean, they had to dig deep, and they were on the field for a long time, which that's a good thing to get that next week. Panthers can go out to, to LaSalle and have to play a tough game for a GCL title. You know, LaSalle, I'd say, I mean, that's every time we play a league game, that's big. And, and that one's going to be a, a big one out of North Bend. So, you know, make sure, you know, if, you, if you're there, I mean, get there Tuesday night and, and throughout the week, get your tickets and get it, get out there. It's going to be a, going to be a heck of a football game. Now, we didn't get an update on the score, but the last check, it was Wenton Woods leading at 26-21. to 21. So stay tuned after this, and you'll get all the scores and highlights and everything else. Uh, Wenton Woods leading LaSalle 26-21. to 21. Uh, Thanks to Mark Bengel, to Steve Bengel, to Tom Kennedy, to Patrick Tucker, assistant principal of Elder, for joining us in the second quarter. To Kevin Kenny, another stellar job back running the board uh, back at the studio. Without him, we would not be able to get on the air. So thank you to him. Thanks to you, the listener. Once again, the final score, Elder Panthers 31, Football North 20. Next week, Elder finishes off the regular season with a shot at the GCL South title at LaSalle for a 7 o'clock kickoff against the Lancers. For Phil Bengal, I'm Len Harvey. So long from the pit. Stay tuned. Coming up next, it's Prep Sports Radio Network game night from La Rosa's on Boudinot with Steve Bengal, Tom Kennedy, with Mark Bengal and also Kevin Espledge, the athletic director, will be joining them as well. Guests that you don't want to miss that and get all the scores and highlights. You've been listening to Elder Football, Kelsey Chevrolet, Elder Panther Game of the Week on the Prep Sports Radio Network. So long. Your electric bill these days can be pretty shocking. And trying to fix an electrical problem by yourself can be even more shocking. The way to solve both problems is by calling Cooper Electric. Cooper has been serving Greater Cincinnati's electrical needs for over 64 years. They're licensed pros with years of on-the-job experience. Cooper Electric will save you money by wiring or rewiring your home more efficiently and installing devices to conserve electricity. And when you call Cooper Electric, you'll be in for another shock. A real person will answer your call 24-7-365-513-271-5000. Seg here for Joseph Toyota Clearance Event. $2,500 rebate or 0% on 48-month financing on RAV4. Unheard of a $1,750 rebate on Highlander. Lifetime powertrain protection when you buy a Joseph Toyota of Cincinnati. JosephToyota.com. Wardway Fuels has been your reliable Westside home fuel oil and propane supplier for over 30 years. But that's just a small part of what they do. They sell and service great grills like Weber, Duquesne, Broilmaster, and others. They offer complete pool supplies and expert service and with cooler weather.
weather on the way, it's time to consider an outdoor fireplace. And they service and sell indoor gas fireplaces and accessories as well. Wardway Fuels is located at Glenway and Bridgetown Roads. Their number is 574-0061. Wardway Fuels, 574-0061. Buying or selling your home is a very important decision, and your first correct decision is contacting Coldwell Banker West Shell. With outstanding agents and top-of-the-line marketing, Coldwell Banker West Shell has the tools to provide you with expert service. The professionals at Coldwell Banker West Shell will develop an effective plan to market and sell your home or assist you in acquiring your dream home. Coldwell Banker West Shell, 922-9400, on the web at cbws.com. Bill Cunningham here, the great American, for Robert Jones Plumbing. I only use Robert Jones Plumbing, and you should too, 513-353-2230, or visit them on the web at robertjonesplumbing.com. Robert Jones Plumbing. Portions of tonight's Elder Game are sponsored by financial advisors Adam Schuster, Ted Lucian, and Matthew Smith of the Lucian Schuster Smith team at Morgan Stanley in Cincinnati, offering wealth management planning for their clients. Elder grad Adam Schuster, a certified financial planner practitioner with Morgan Stanley, is currently scheduling wealth management consultations at 513-562-8304. Morgan Stanley Smith Barney LLC, member SIPC. Do you have a sniffle from cheering on your favorite team? Do you have a headache from that last-minute loss? Well, Brozart Pharmacy has all your health care needs to take care of your health. They offer professional, friendly service without the wait. Brozart Pharmacy in Cleves, Ohio, 941-0428 and brozartpharmacy.com. Coding Realtors is a proud sponsor of Elder High School Football. The professionalism, integrity, and work ethic of Hoding agents reflect the values of the elder community they serve. Whether you're selling your home or property or finding a new one, you can expect Hoding agents to go the extra yard to meet and exceed your needs. Hoding Realtors is proud to be a part of the great heritage of Western Cincinnati, where they've chosen to raise their families and serve their community for the past 20 25 years. Hoding Realtors, 451-4800 or on the web at Hoding.com. Thank you for listening to the Kelsey Chevrolet Elder Panther Game of the Week. Brought to you by Kelsey Chevrolet in Lawrenceburg and by Hoding Realtors, Mercy Health Orthopedics and Sports Medicine, Red Wing Shoes, La Rosa's Pizza, Jim Collins Auto Body, the wealth management team of Adam Schoester, Rosart Pharmacy, your West Side Skyline Chili location, the Underground Sports Shop, Joseph Toyota of Cincinnati, Wardway Fuels and Grills, Coldwell Banker West Shell, Robert Jones Plumbing, Cooper Electric, and Schmidt Heating and Cooling. Join us again next week for all the exciting play-by-play of elder high school football on the Prep Sports Radio Network and Sacred Heart Catholic Radio. I'm Father Tom McCarthy of St. Anne's Parish in Cincinnati. Thank you for listening to Sacred Heart Catholic Radio. 740 WNOP Newport, 89.5 WHSS Hamilton, 910 WPFP Middletown, and at sacredheartradio.com. It's time. The Prep Sports Radio Network Game Night, brought to you by La Rosa's Pizza. And now for a recap on tonight's game and a look at all the regional key matchups and final scores, let's go live to the La Rosa's Pizza on Boudinot Avenue in Western Hills. Here is Steve Bengel, Tom Kennedy, and Mark Bengel.
right, there you go, a little Halloween thriller music there. Thank you, Kevin Kenny. Uh, we uh, are gonna, all of us will be out trick or treating uh, next week, Tom, yeah. and uh, getting our candy. So a big win tonight for the Elder Panthers. 31 to 20 over football north out of Canada. The Elder Panthers advance to 8 and 1, which is not uh, too shabby. I know early in the year you're sitting there looking at that schedule and you're going through and you're, you're thinking uh, we could do this one, we might do this one, we might lose that one. If if we would have been in week uh, nine at eight and one, I would have uh, been surprised, thrilled, and happy. And I am. Very, very happy. It was a good win tonight, Tom. Yeah, it really was, Mark. And uh, you're right. You look at the schedule, and uh, I have it in front of me. And going into the night's game, the Panthers were averaging 41 points on an offense and giving up 26. Uh, so they were just a little bit under that tonight, scoring 31, but they only gave up 20. Uh, but, you know, putting 41 up against Gahanna Lincoln, 38 against Cathedral out of Indianapolis, 60 against Clearwater Academy. Uh, they, they lost at St. Ed's, uh, 42 to 25. But then Ryle, they scored 49. St. X, they scored 31. Uh, Moeller, they scored 46. Last week at Winton Woods, they scored 42. And tonight they put up 31. Uh, how's this, guys? Last For the last two weeks, Matthew, Matthew Luby, uh, last week he counted for 403 total yards, and tonight uh, 410 total yards, 306 through the air and 110 on the ground. Wow. Uh, I was wondering if he was going to make it to 1,000. I think uh, with a, a pretty decent uh, – uh, yeah, he's almost there. 1,000 <laughs> uh, yeah. yards rushing, uh, he's, he's going to be – uh, he, well, I think he's going to get three yards next week. I what think, do you think so. so. Yeah, the updated, he's 997, Mark. You're right. So uh, he's well on his way. Uh, and as you look at tonight's game, <clears throat> excuse me, you look at tonight's game, and the keys to the game I had were, uh, you know, don't give up any big plays defensively. I think you can check that off as a success. The second one was it was important for the Elder Panthers to get an early lead. I think you can check that off. And, and the third one was to stay healthy, and uh, unfortunately, we'll see uh, the injury to Cooper Johnson in the second half, late in the third quarter. Uh, he went off the field and wasn't able to put any pressure uh, on the right leg, so we'll see how that is. But for the most part, uh, it's it's been a special year, and I remember listening to Doug talking to uh, uh, Len Harvey in the pregame. It's probably only a handful of teams in the history of elder football that have gone nine and one. Yeah, and we'll look this up and we'll, we'll get we'll get that back to everybody. But uh, uh, it's it's just been a special year, and uh, you know, Doug did mention it was a, it's a special it's a fun group of kids to teach and to uh, to have uh, playing football for elder this year. So uh, you know it's really a good win, and they're getting ready for the biggest game of the year. Uh, all, for all the marbles, uh, they go to LaSalle next Friday night, and the winner comes away with the uh, GCL South Championship for 2019. Exciting, exciting news. You know, and the uh, guy sitting in the back here, uh, Steve Geis, the Steve Geis drum line, it is. Uh, he's got his group uh, playing in the back room over here. And, Steve, there's some big scores, and I know that one everyone wants to find out about is the Winton Woods LaSalle matchup. How did that thing end up? Big, big, big scores. Uh, 
get the drum line going because uh, this, this is going to be long. We got a lot of scores already early because the elder game ran a little bit long. But when Woods travel to LaSalle with their backs to the wall, they, they don't have a week 10. They still may not have a week 11. But uh, late in the fourth quarter, two times, Bengals fans, if this doesn't sound reminiscent, but, uh, two times LaSalle was driving and Wynton Woods picked off the ball two times to thwart the LaSalle offense. Wynton Woods comes out of this game with a victory, 26-21 to 21 wow. over the LaSalle Lancers. So, uh, Elder's opponent next week, LaSalle, uh, goes down 26-21. And coming into tonight, you know, LaSalle's number two in Division Two, looking at playoffs in Winton Woods. It was down at the, the number nine or ten spot, so they're, they're looking to, to, to fight their, their way back in. And our Joe Harmon will be out kind of analyzing that stuff. He'll be out here shortly, so this, we'll, so, this will be interesting. Yeah, so, so, but, you know, good news for Elder because they beat Winton Woods last week, so they're going to get right. some points off of that. You, with, a, with a LaSalle win, you don't, you know, you can't guarantee you're going to win next week, but we got the, you know, the, the points, the secondary the points off of that. Say. Yes. Uh, the game you heard here on the Prep Sports Radio Network, Elder Panthers 31, uh, football, Clarkson Football North 20. GMC action, all districts reporting in. Princeton tonight wins big over Lakota West. 41 to 35. Princeton coming into tonight's game, we're sitting in the number six hole in Division One, and, and Lakota West was in the number five hole. So the number six defeats number five uh, to, to possibly do a Harbin flip flop there. But that game is going to have uh, a lot of implications, and, and uh, we're just setting you up, Joe, when, when you get out here. Mason 41. He's got Middle a town 22. He's wearing a towel around his neck. I tell you what, this is. Uh, he's Expecting a lot, yeah. of, a lot of sweat here tonight. He's drying up. Hamilton, 40, 14 to seven over Sycamore. Uh, Sycamore holding on uh, for their, their playoff life. And week 10 GMC championship is is now set. Fairfield and Colerain, both big winners tonight. Colerain 34 to three over Lakota East, and Fairfield 50 to nothing over Oak Hills. So they're both seven and zero in GMC, and uh, moving on to week. 10 for the, the GMC championship and some jockeying uh, in, in the playoffs. For the longest time that Lakota East call rate score was 3 to nothing. Yeah, Lakota was. East, I kept looking at it. And you're like, and then, I've been down this road before. And then it was six to three, uh, Cole Rain, and then all of a sudden, thirteen uh, to three, and then thirty-four to three. Yeah. Whoa! <laughs> wow. I've seen this before, yeah. man. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> In Miami Valley Conference action, it was Lachlan thirty-four, North College Hill twelve. Roger Bacon, who's looking for a, a, a Division Four. A playoff spot. They come into this game in the number six spot in Division Four, and they played Norwood, and they defeated Norwood big, 53 to nothing. Roger Bacon's hopes now in the Miami Valley Conference looking good, and they're also sitting at, at uh, the, in the first spot in the Scarlet Division of Miami uh, Valley Conference. New Miami with their win tonight. Uh, they they were number one Division Seven, uh, Region 28. They also, with a win tonight over Cincinnati Country Day, 35 to 28, are the Gray Conference champions of the Miami Valley Conference. So, congratulations to New Miami with that win tonight. And uh, Cincinnati College Prep got a two to nothing win tonight over Miami 
Valley Christian Academy, who I guess didn't show up for the game. Wow. It. <laughs> so, and, they, and they were hosting. Oh, my God. That's very rude. So, yeah. How yeah. rude. Yeah. ECC action. West Claremont over Milford tonight, 20-16. to 16. There's Anderson over Walnut Hills tonight in overtime. 34-31, that game went into overtime, 31-31, and uh, Anderson, obviously, with a field goal in overtime was enough to hold off Walnut Hills. And, uh, again, in Division Two, they um, – Anderson was sitting in the eight hole, and they're looking to move up or solidify a spot in the playoffs. And uh, with that win, um, they were doing you know, all that they could do. You know, Walnut Hills Division One was sitting in the, uh, the in the number nine spot. So you know, they, they may be uh, waving goodbye to, to week eleven right now. Oh, oh. Anderson fans there, they're loving the overtime <laughs> yeah, win. They are. Kings big over Loveland tonight, fifty-six to eight, and Turpin remains. Maine's unbeaten tonight, and uh, they were sitting at number one, Division Two. Turpin with a big win tonight, 59 to seven over Withrow, and uh, Turpin finishes out, tries to go perfect next week against Milford. So um, we'll see what happens there. Milford, uh, a loser tonight to West Claremont. Since the Hills League action, it's Marymount 24, Deer Park 21, and uh, Marymount. Uh, they're sitting down low in Division 5, but they're trying to work their way back into the playoffs. They finish up next week with Madeira. It was Redding over uh, – Redding loses to Madeira tonight, 28 to nothing. And uh, Madeira, in the number 7 spot, Division 5, finishes up with, with uh, rival Marymont. Wyoming wins uh, – uh, they win the CHL tonight. Uh, and, but or actually – we don't have the Indian Hill score. If Indian Hill wins, they'll both go into that game 6-0 and for a championship in the CHL next week uh, with Wyoming winning tonight 44 to nothing over Taylor. In Southwest Ohio Conference action, Harrison wins the championship tonight with a 42-13 to win over Mount Healthy. And... Uh, they're looking at a, a Division II uh, playoff uh, week 11, w- coming in at the number three spot. Harrison uh, looking looking pretty good. Good strong season for the Wildcats. Yeah, they're, they're, they are now eight and one and five and zero oh in the champions of the Southwest Conference. Little Miami 41, Edgewood 24. Non-league action. Ross over that crazy Justice Thurgood Marshall 63 to 12. Four decisions he always made. Yeah, and. Uh, <laughs> In, 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 uh, in other action, it was Riverdale 21 tonight, Mayfield 12. You said Rivendale? Riverdale. Oh, Riverdale. Uh, Riverdale. Okay. Uh, <laughs> like over River. the Riverdale and through the yeah. woods. Yeah. Riverdale o- over over Mayfield uh, 21 12. Isn't that where the uh, Cleaver boys went to high school, Mayfield? Exactly. Okay. And Archie Andrews <laughs> yeah. was playing for Riverdale tonight. <laughs> Uh, him, him and Jughead were, were tossing, the, <laughs> tossing the old pumpkin around a little bit tonight. Dayton Christian, 18. Purcell Marion, 12. Southern Buckeye Athletic League action. Batavia loses to Goshen tonight in, in uh, Southern Buckeye American action, 48 to nothing. In uh, American action, number one, New Richmond loses tonight to Chris to Clinton Massey. Clinton Massey and... Uh, and New Richmond both come into the game uh, at 3-0 in the league. So uh, 
Clinton Massey uh, squeaking ahead with that one next week. They finish up with Wilmington, and they're looking at a Division three or Division four uh, playoff berth. Uh, Clinton Massey is is Bethel Tate losing to Williamsburg tonight, 35 to 33. GCL co-ed action. Baden 45, Carroll 14, and Baden looking good. Division three. They were in the number six spot uh, coming into tonight. So Hamilton Baden looking like they, they may have a week 11 looking at them in, in, with their victory tonight. Alter played McNick tonight. Both teams come into the game 0-3 in league play. This was a battle to stay out of last place and the alternates win 56-7 over the McNicholas Rockets tonight. That game played up in date in the Northern Kentucky action. Newport Central Catholic 50, Bellevue 7. Simon Kenton 44, Ryle 14. So with, with that win, uh, Simon Kenton is the championship of Class 6A District 6. So congratulations to Simon Kenton for that victory tonight. Not what the Elder Panthers would like, but congratulations yeah, to the Pioneers. It probably doesn't matter all that much. No. Dixie Heights, 38. Campbell County, 14. Covington Catholic big over Connor tonight, 45 to 7. Covington Catholic remains undefeated. They perfect in regular season 10 and 0, and uh, they move on, taking the championship of the Class 5A District 5. And I know our good friend Bill Heeb is celebrating the night the oh, Cubcats win. Huh? All my in-laws are, uh, are, are Chris and all the all the the Heeb boys are so, happy tonight. So that's that's week 10. In, Week 10 in Kentucky, and, and uh, now we move to week one of the playoffs in Indiana. They play a nine-game regular season, then it's an all-in format for, for their playoffs. So you get some matchups where tonight Franklin County comes into this game 5-4, five, five and four. Greensburg comes into the game 5-4, and four. and uh, just what you expect out of two 5-4 and four teams, Greensburg wins 27-26. So the, 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 uh, I thought you were going to say they won 5-4. <laughs> I, I guess I set that joke up too good. I, I score up too good. But uh, Greensburg Pirates move on in the Indiana playoff action. It was Batesville over Rushville tonight, 49-14. to And East Central, they came into this game 9-0, perfect in the regular season. And their reward for that was to play an 8-1 Silver Creek team. Jeez. However... East Central remains perfect, winning 41 to nothing. So, wow. Uh, so East Central, a, a very legitimate power in, in Indiana football right now. And those are all the scores we have at this early juncture. We'll check back and try to well pull done, Steve. Score sheet. Wow. Well, we well thought done. we talked about Mayfield, uh, where the Cleaver boys went to high school, and uh, my my brother Steve's favorite character, Larry Mundello, as he always says. <laughs> Elder uh, gay football north the business tonight, 31 to 20, right? Yeah, he, while, he, while he was eating an apple. At half time, yeah. All right. The business. Yeah, well, I love it. That's what they, yeah. Larry always Larry said. Larry was giving me the business. business. <laughs> Anyways, uh, uh, before we take our first time out, I want to thank the Elder Band, uh, uh, Jack Anderson and Jordan Shad. Uh, it's been kind of an ongoing joke for a long time. This is before Steve Geis uh, retired, and, and then you know now he works part time here, here on the drum room, line. Yeah, yeah back, back room. Yeah, we're running the microphone back here, and Steve's probably telling down right now. But anyways, uh, 
I, I when I it was in the band back in the seventies. Every year, uh, one of Lee Trout's favorite songs was a song called Caravan, and uh, a couple years back, yeah, a couple years back, uh, there was a movie called Whiplash, uh, and it you know it, it was a critically acclaimed movie. I don't think it did exa- exactly a bunch, but it was a, about this drummer that goes to this exclusive uh, music school and uh, the, the troubles he had. But anyways, at the end he plays. Caravan. Sure, I was right. saying, this is such a big fun name. But uh, they, the band played it tonight because I've been bugging them for f- probably ten years, wow. and uh, so I had no idea. I keep, and every week I always say to Jordan, "Hey, you were running out of time." And he goes, "Yeah, maybe next week." And so uh, they shocked me at halftime. I was walking off the field, and she grabbed my arm, and Jack said, "You're not going anywhere." And so I, I had to stand. And, Watch him do that. So thank you very much to very those nice. guys and the band did a great job playing Caravan. Very nice. Yeah. And uh, kind of a long story for uh, for that, but uh, I, I'm definitely going to owe the band uh, maybe a pizza dinner before the playoff game, and and uh, so that that should uh, that that should happen. Yeah. So, uh, that that was fun. <laughs> All right. It was good, yeah. It was. All right, well, let's take our first time out. Uh, when we come back, we will look into this game. I know scheduled to appear is uh, Joe Harbin as well. We might get Joe up and uh, force because uh, I know uh, Kevin Espelage uh, has got a lot of stuff to do. He said, I'll be there. Just be patient. So we might yeah. get Joe in. But I think what we're going to do, like we did last week, an open forum, have everybody kind of sit and stay around. So when we come back, good. Joe Harbin will be with us. Right here on the Prep Sports Radio Network. La Rosa's proudly supports high school sports. Whether you're fueling up before the game or celebrating afterwards, La Rosa's for great pizza, wings, hoagies, and more. Dine in or 513-347-1111 for pickup. Or we'll deliver wherever you are within our delivery area. Order online or La Rosa's new mobile ordering at LaRosa's.com. Hi, this is Dr. Matt Bosom with Mercy Health Orthopedics and Sports Medicine. Did you know that almost 3.5 million young people will suffer a sports medicine-related injury this year? And 50% of those injuries are considered overuse injuries from focusing too much on one activity? Remember, a long-term healthy lifestyle begins when we're young. If your youngster is limping, has swelling, or is complaining of pain, we can help get them back in the game safely. Mercy Health Orthopedics and Sports Medicine, 347-9999. That's 347-9999. Buying or selling your home is a very important decision, and your first correct decision is contacting Coldwell Banker West Shell. With outstanding agents and top-of-the-line marketing, Coldwell Banker West Shell has the tools to provide you with expert service. The professionals at Coldwell Banker West Shell will develop an effective plan to market and sell your home or assist you in acquiring your dream home. Coldwell Banker West Shell, 922-9400, on the web at cbws.com. Seg here for Joseph Toyota Clearance Event. $2,500 rebate or 0% on 48-month financing on RAV4. Unheard of, a $1,750 rebate on Highlander. Lifetime powertrain protection when you buy a Joseph Toyota of Cincinnati. josephtoyota.com. For a sharp team look, work, or play, it's the Underground Sports Shop. From team uniforms and sports gear to fan apparel and promotional items, they can customize 
any order. A wide range of items is at undergroundsportshop.com or 513-751-1662. This is Father Rob Jack. Thank you for listening to Sacred Heart Catholic Radio. 740 WNOP Newport, 89.5 WHSS Hamilton, 910 WPFB Middletown, and at sacredheartradio.com. Sports Radio Game Night continues. Now, back to La Rosa's on Butno Avenue. All right, you know, it's Halloween uh, week here in the Cincinnati area, and... A lot of trick-or-treaters will be around, and uh, the Panthers get a big treat tonight, 31-20 over football north. We have Joe Harvin sitting next to him. On his right, we have Kevin Espelich as well. So first we're going to go to Joe, and then, uh, Kevin, thanks for coming out. And We're all interested in what Joe has to say. Yeah, so, 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 so yeah, when Joe speaks, people Some listen. People when I like, speak, no one listens. Yeah, so. E.F. Hutton, right? Yeah, right. Who? Yeah. yeah. All right, Joe, what, what do we got here? Big night in, in Region 4. Um, uh, a couple of the three main winners uh, of, uh, tonight. Uh, going into this week, we had Fairfield uh, clinch their home game, so they didn't have much to, to play for tonight. They, they took care of business against Oak Hills. But the three big winners tonight were Elder, St. Xavier, and Corrine, uh, because those three teams all clinched home field advantage in the first round wow. of the class tonight. So Elder had their win over Football North, 31 to 20. Uh, Colerain got past Lakota East, and, and St. Xavier didn't even play yet, and they uh, they played tomorrow against uh, Cleveland St. Ignatius, and, and they clinched a, a home field game uh, in the first round as well. So the top four we have here uh, projected: uh, we have Fairfield number one projected to beat Colerain next week. Um, if, if they beat Colerain, they will be the one seed. Uh, number two, we have Elder projected to finish 9-1. and one. Uh, They play with Sound next week. We had them sliding uncomfortably at um, 34 points to so five points behind Fairfield. Uh, if St. Xavier wins their next two games, they, they go to Cleveland St. Ignatius, and they have Louisville St. Xavier to end the season. Uh, no layups in either of those games. Uh, if they can win both of those, uh, they'll fit nicely in the number three seed. Um, one thing we noticed, Elder has the uh, – Elder and St. X have the, the, the G, GCL schedule. They both play at Mulwarn and LaSalle. Both teams have played football north. Um, both teams have played Indianapolis Cathedral. So there's a lot of common uh, common games that both those teams have had. So uh, looking at it with uh, Elder at 34.07, St. Xavier, if they win both games at 32.45, uh, just kind of how things shake it in, in week 10, I think it's going to be very difficult, even if uh, St. Xavier wins those last two games, to overtake Elder if Elder uh, defeats uh, LaSalle. And then lastly, we have Coleraine, number four seed, uh, a big drop uh, point-wise down to 24.5 um, if they would happen to lose to Fairfield. If, if they would um, if they would get a win over Fairfield, that would bump them up to around 30 points because Fairfield would give them nine wins, all Division One wins. Um, and it would be possible Coleraine could overtake St. Xavier if St. Xavier would drop one of their, of their last two. Uh, one thing to note, that the Fairfield-Coleraine game has, has large uh, implications if you're an Elder fan. Because we ran through the numbers before coming on air tonight, and if Fairfield loses to Coleraine and uh, Elder wins next week against LaSalle, based on how the uh, the projections are, are currently listed, 
uh, Elderwood edged Fairfield by uh, less than, I think, less than a, um, a hundredth or, or tenth of a point. So it would be Jeez. down to like the, the, the second or third decimal point um, if that would be the case. So uh, obviously Elder has a lot to play for next week at the GSO Championship, but uh, there still is that chance that they could get the number one overall seed in the region. And although that sounds good, it depends on who the other seven teams are in the bracket if it's beneficial or not to get the one seed or the two seed. Yeah, going down to the, the the bottom half of the bracket here, number five seed, we have Lakota West at 19.9, projected to finish the season at 7-3. and three. Uh, We have, uh, they lost to Princeton tonight, who we have as uh, the sixth seed, also finishing 7-3 and three at 19.1 points. Uh, they play uh, Mason next week, Princeton does, and Mason, that, that game is a, uh, a playoff game for Mason, because if Mason doesn't win that, uh, they, they have... Uh, their playoff chances are slim to none. So, um, and a- after that, it's it's a uh, there's another big drop off. Hamilton was was uh, we mentioned the three big winners at the top four. Hamilton was also the other big winner tonight. Uh, they hosted Sycamore and won 14 to seven. Held off Sycamore in the last minute. And we have them even with the loss next week to the number eight seed Lakota East, uh, still finishing with the uh, uh, projected seven seed at 13.9 points. If they would defeat Lakota East. Um, they would, it would be possible for them maybe to approach the sixth seed, but at a minimum, it would definitely clinch a, a playoff spot for Hamilton. So I think um, the big winner tonight was Hamilton, and um, the tough loss for Sycamore. We mentioned last week that that was a, a, a pivotal game for both teams, and it, it, it bared that way tonight. Joe, I'm looking at the, you know your uh, your projections for uh, Region Four, Division One. And once again, there's such a separation between the top four teams, Fairfield, Elder, St. X, and Coleraine. And I'm looking at that, and I'm seeing two GCL South schools and two powers in the GMC. So maybe it's a question for, for Kevin. Kevin, from an AD standpoint, it appears to, for me, looking at this, and it's been the last couple of years, that it does benefit the schools to play the tough, tougher scheduled teams with the possibility of getting carbon points. Is that what you're thinking about? Or does that, what, what goes into your thought process maybe of, of scheduling teams and opponents? For us in the GCL, we, we don't have much of a choice because we're trying to fill so much of our schedule. Okay. Um, but for the GMC schools, you know, they're just, they're looking for two games, but they have to win them. Um, you know, as he, as he started going down these numbers here, you know, if you want to see a separation, add in a strength of schedule factor here and that'll really separate the pack and, and you know could encourage some of the larger uh, league schools to start scheduling more competitively with their non-league games good point Joe let's finish off your uh... yeah, we, we mentioned some of the big winners tonight uh, probably the biggest loser from a, a playoff perspective was uh, Walnut Hills we had them schedule, uh, sliding in at number 7 last week um, in the projections and they they lost an overtime game tonight to, to Anderson, 34 to 31. They were up 14 in the second half and let that one slip away. And really, that kind of put uh, Walnut Hills behind the eight ball. We had that projected to finish uh, five and five. They have Withrow next week. They're not going to get a lot of points from Withrow, and uh, basically, they're sitting at 11 total points. It's it's crazy when you look at the total points in Region Four compared to other regions. You're talking Lakota East sliding in at potentially um, with 12.3 points, and I think in in Region 1, Cleveland St. Ignatius, they could potentially miss the playoffs with 24 points. Wow. That would be good enough for the 4 or 5 seed in, in this region. So um, 
But yeah, a lot of teams. It's I've never I've seen it messy at the bottom of Region Four in the playoffs, but I've never seen numbers this low. Hmm. And it's there's you're right. There's a, and a big or divide. this high up the top. You were yeah. saying last week. That yeah, the numbers at the top are awful high. Yeah, usually you get one team like usually Cole Rain to go ten and zero in the, in the, the GMC, and they're around 33, 34 points. But multiple teams in the 30s this weekend, and then Fairfield projected almost 40 points, and that's uh, that's rare air. Let's look at some of the potential uh, playoff foes for the Panthers here, Joe. Potential uh, first-round matchups for Elder. You're, you're probably looking at it, one of the um, the GMC schools, uh, Hamilton, Lakota East, Sycamore, uh, and potentially Mason if um, if they can pull an upset next week. Um, we, we've, we've mentioned Princeton a lot. They've got a lot of headlines throughout the season. Uh, with their win uh, tonight over uh, uh, Lakota West, it, it seems as though that, um, that puts them in good stead to – um, hang around the number five or, or, or six spot in the in the projections, and um, Elder looks as though um, they'll probably be. I would say right now they're looking at the number two seed, and the reason I say that is um, it's so close to Fairfield lose next week for Elder to overtake them. It, it's it's one game either way, so we wouldn't have a lot of confidence of, of projecting Elder to be number one. But when you look at um, St. Xavier and Elder. One, if Elder beats LaSalle next week, they have definitely have the inside track over St. Xavier for that two seed. Or if St. Xavier drops either their last two games against Cleveland, St. Ignatius, or Louisville, St. Xavier, then that would open up the number two seed for Elder. And uh, I, I, it would be possible if, if Elder would drop the last game to, uh, to LaSalle and uh, Fairfield, or sorry, Corrine would. Uh, would knock off Fairfield. It's possible Corrine could jump Elder in the in the standings, uh, but I think as things stand right now, uh, we have Elder projected number two. Uh, it's possible for them to be number three, and uh, I guess any of the top four seeds. But I think most likely, if Elder wins next week, number two. Well, Kevin, the good news there's going to be a week 11 at the pit. Right. You know, I won't admit I jinxed it, but before the game, you know, contacted the concession staff and the gate staff today. <laughs> Pencil in uh, week 11, there's a good chance that's going to be a home game. So those are things i got to worry about. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, but, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's always good to host uh, a playoff game. It's exciting. I mean, playoff football, uh, when you're running a program, a sports program, and you have a team do, I mean, in, in this town, I'm not going to jump on the Bengals, uh, beat them with a stick like I could. But, you know, you... you, you uh, Unless they step up and host this year. They've been contacted, and they were told which website to go to. I don't know who by who, yeah. but they know they can contact and potentially host some games here in the town. Yeah, well, it's it's a... It's a uh, that, that Finally, they would be a, a winning teams playing down there. Probably would outfill the stadium uh, compared to what... We won't go there. Right. But uh, uh, playoff football, it, it, it's, it's exciting. And like you see, you, you, you have, you know, the, the top two teams in the GCL are going to make it. And so does that, uh, you know, next week's games, you know, what it's all about, winning the league. And when you win the league, everything else takes care of itself. However, finishing second in the league, you're still going to be two or three in the playoff seeding. So, um 
but you know you go into every season goal number one is is uh, is to win your league goal number two is to be playing your best football at the end of the season and, and hopefully you're in the playoffs and that all takes care of itself from there so um so yeah first thing first let's win a gcl title and, yeah. and uh we, we know we got a home game week 11 regardless um but uh it, it would be really nice to start with an outright gcl championship yeah you know, you know, Kevin, you're listening to Doug just uh, before the game talking to our Len Harvey, uh, and it was asked about how this team is this year, and, and Doug said they were just a special bunch of kids, and I was wondering if you could kind of elaborate on, you know, some some years they're closer knit guys and some they aren't, but this year they seem to click and they are uh, having special results, aren't they? They're unselfish. They're great teammates. Um I think all that was summed up last week at Winton Woods at a place we traditionally do not play very well at. Uh, going into the game knowing we were facing a tailback that uh, we, we hardly stopped at all a year ago. And uh, these kids rose to the challenge and played one of their best ball games last week. And, uh, you know, one of the first things Doug and I talked about on the field after that game was... I think we got something here pretty special. Yeah. And it's nice to hear Doug in the beginning of the year at a dance club talking about, you know, everybody knew how talented the offense was, but the defense and, and, and how it was going to take a couple weeks for them to meld, meld together and gel as a group. And a, a lot of things were, you know, some guys started out as linebackers and now they're D linemen and a couple uh, defensive backs and other linebackers. But, you know, give give all the credit to Doug and, and his staff uh, because they really formed and, and developed and gave these kids confidence that they needed to succeed, correct? Statistically speaking, it didn't look real good defensively, and it at times still doesn't. But, uh, you know, like you said, guys falling into their role, accepting their role. Um, our coach is doing a great job of putting them in the right positions to make the best, most plays for this team and, and, and then stepping up and making those plays. So uh, uh, they've played huge when we've needed them the most. And, uh, you know, it's all about figuring out ways to win the ball game. And, uh, it, you know, it may not be pretty all the time, but a win's a win's a win. Yeah. Kevin, uh, you know, when you look at a program that like Elder has and the successes it has, uh, sometimes when you get on certain uh, websites where people like to yap a lot, I can't remember the oh. name of that place, but yeah, uh, it's a keyboard tough place. Yeah, isn't it? yeah. Well, it, and then you you see a lot of different comments about people. Uh, Ramsey should do this. Esplid, you know, anyways, and you know, a lot of the idiots that are saying this are banned from the football field stadium. But, uh, uh, but, you know, if I can find out more of who they are. I'll ban more. Yeah, but you know, I, I'd like to know. I mean, the one thing that impresses me about elder football program is you you, you run the football program like it's meant to be. You're a high school. You're, you have a football team, and you try to get students to come out. What, what is your feeling of what your mission is? It's not to be a, a football north. Right. It, it, it's There's a lot to it. It's, it, it's scary um, to see where it could go. And, and where we work really hard at Elder to not allow it to go, not just with football, but with all sports. And it's keeping that perspective, and it starts with the term they're student-athletes. 
Um, it, it starts with having that perspective of, hey, it's an extracurricular. Uh, the kids don't have to play. It's a, it's, a, it's a great opportunity for them to play, and it's an extension of the classroom. Um, you're not going to win all the time. You're not going to have the best players all the time. At the end of the day, you know, the Jimmys and the Joes is, is what makes a difference on a playing field. Yeah. Uh, and we, we're we fortunate. We've got really good athletes. We've got uh, families that are that allow their sons to commit and do what it takes to be uh, great student-athletes. Um, so we're very lucky. And, and I think a lot of that is the result, that we keep things in perspective. And when we have good years, we enjoy them. And when we have bad years, we learn from them and try and get better. Because um, that's going to happen on, on any given year. How lucky is Elder to have a guy like Doug Ramsey as head coach? Uh, I know this is kind of like a lobbing a softball-type question, but uh, uh, Doug, Doug has been a solid coach. And, you know, uh, in the program, you look at how it is run and the professionalism. Uh, I'll just leave it at that. It's made my transition real easy just to know you've got great people in charge uh, like like Coach Ramsey and a lot of our coaches. Um, we truly are blessed that uh, they keep things in perspective. They're great educators. Um, I'm great friends with the head coach at Miami of Oxford, Chuck Martin. He was at the game last week. He was at the X game as well. And, you know, he just commented on, on how awesome it is to watch a game being coached by Doug Ramsey and just the, the way he has the kids prepared and uh, the way he calls offense. And, uh, uh, you know, so he's, yeah, he's very well respected throughout the city, the state, and by college coaches across the country. Yeah, I mean, he, and, and this is kind of off the subject, but I, I, uh, I did not watch the Indiana game last week, but I saw the highlights of it when Peyton came off the bench and pretty much ran uh, the offense uh, like no, no problem. But how their head coach was just so proud of Peyton and uh, it, it, it makes elder fans very, very proud to see that and how he led the, the, the Indiana team. Those are the, the men that come out of elder, the athletes, and that you, it had to make you proud. Yes. Um, he's always, re- you know, for Peyton, you, you can't say enough great things about that young man and 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 then you always turn it to the parents who happen to be our head football coach so yeah um you know and you watch that press conference later in the week and the coach talk about him you know you could just see it in the coach's face that here's a kid that when you compare him to all the other players in the country you know 95 percent of them would have transferred the second they said you know you're not our starter never was told you got beat out was told you're just not going to be our starter so many kids so many parents would have pulled their sons out of that situation and and went to look for greener pastures um but uh peyton is what he is and and he's a battler and, and he's a great leader and he's a great teammate and uh doesn't surprise us at all and uh I think he gets the start again tomorrow. The the other guys still hurt, allegedly. And so, um, you know, he'll be starting tomorrow in Nebraska. And and Doug and and the family are getting an opportunity to go out to it tomorrow morning. Oh, wonderful, wonderful. A quick little drive out. Obviously a flight. (laughs) (laughs) He'll be back on Sunday. Yeah. 
Uh, joining us is Kevin Esplage, Athletic Director, and Joe Harbin. Uh, we're going to go back to Joe here in a little bit, but uh, uh, how difficult you're looking at the 2020 season, and uh, you know everyone wants to know what do you got, what do you got, have you got a field? Oh, it's way too early and all that stuff, but what a what a task it must be for you. Yeah, you got a lot of games in the hopper, and like I said, a lot of uh, teams now that play in these super big conferences that have eight league games already. Uh, signed for next year that uh, they, they get to pick and choose uh, based on an ability to win the game. They're not looking to compete in a game. They, they want a, sure. a, a better than average uh, chance of, of winning the game. So there are a lot of teams available in that week two and week three area um, that we're going back and forth. We're trading rosters. I'm trading depth charts. Yeah. You know, if you're going to base it on this year and you're scared to compete because of what we're doing this year, you know, we're, we're going to graduate some some pretty special players, so we don't know what we have next year. Um, but uh, you know, I'm only a few short years into this, and uh, you know, Dave had a big file of schools that would always say no, uh, just because they don't want to compete, and he would save that file. Um, and so my file is getting thicker uh, by the week. So it, it's a it's a shame. It's a difficult process. There's been talk about retooling. Uh, you know this but uh we we know how the ohsa works on those ideas yeah are you are you a fan of the harbin system kevin or i think it was the best system at the time when they first started it yeah but now that people have figured out the point system um and 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 how to work that with their non-league schedule there needs to be a strength of schedule factor and if not let everybody in you know uh yeah uh but uh you know, when you look at other sports where everybody gets in, um, you have these first-round games that are, are, are very difficult sure. um, to, for teams to get Compete, through, and, yeah. and you're paying officials, and you're paying yeah. for facil- facilities, then maybe the other sports need to go to this, but um, it's easier to accommodate everybody and just say, okay, everybody gets in, and yeah. we'll just duke it out. And the other thing, schools, and it's a very, very tough decision. You know, when I look at you know the soccer tournament first-round games uh, right now and, and the other sports, you do have a choice to withdraw um, oh. from the, the state tournament, but what athletic director is going to tell yeah. his senior parents on the on the soccer yeah. team or the basketball team or the tennis team, hey, yeah. we're not going to get in the state tournament this year. So, yeah. uh, it, you know, yeah. for football, yeah, I'd like to see a strength of schedule, something to encourage scheduling games. You know, I guess people out in, uh, listening to this broadcast are, Interested as to uh, this is the last year that Elder will play Winton Woods in football, at least for the foreseeable future. Can you kind of glean and let us inside as to what what happened with that relationship? Or was it it's a great relationship, but now that they're in the bigger league, they oh, got okay. eight guaranteed games. Okay. Uh, so he's only available weeks one and two. Got it. He has uh, LaSalle on the schedule for the next two years in week two. Okay. Um, so you know we we talked a little bit last week about hey you want to pick us up? Eat yeah. Dave Lumpkin up there, Winton Woods. You know, they're not afraid of schedule. Sure. Um, you know, he's like, you want to? He goes, I always want to keep a GCL school in week one or two. And so, uh, but I said, I got enough on my plate yeah. for 2020. I'll get back to you later. <laughs> sure. Okay. Yeah, because that seemed like a great fit for both schools. Oh yeah, it's it's a great contest. Um, yeah. Like I said, this is the first time that I've been out there this season. That boy, we played a great ball game last week against a really good Winton Woods team. Is as we saw tonight, yeah. uh, they beat a very good LaSalle team. So you get a lot on your plate. Is there any uh, t- future teams you want to squeak out over the air tonight to tell yeah. people? Uh, hey, I would, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> if I had any to squeak, I, 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 I wish I could. 
say who's all waiting. Yeah. But uh, they're all like, yeah. <laughs> there's there's not many teams in the five one three that are available. There's a lot of nine three sevens, um, and there's a, a couple in the six one four area code um, that. Uh, you know, they we'll get back to you. You know, the, it's broadcast yeah. over an email to all the ads in the state, and I'm very quick to get back. Hey, we're available. Hey, we'll do. You know, we can do this, 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 and this. We'll travel. You know, home and home, great. And it's it's a very quick response back of, let me talk to my coaches, and that's pretty yeah. much the way of saying it. We'll we'll call you, don't call us. Yeah. It's got to be frustrating. Very. <laughs> Do you get to, you get a sense like we've been doing this for a number of years and and when the back-to-back state championship teams I think Elder had the same problem that nobody wanted to play us. Yeah, and you see LaSalle, LaSalle's experiencing that now yeah. and yeah um, and yeah and you know we look at it too you know do, do we want to travel or, or or play the Cleveland teams back-to-back weeks that's that's a grind that you is. know but uh, yeah. you know if we could space them out uh, it, it, it'd be nice but uh, um, and then you get in a situation like like tonight. That's a really good Canadian team we played at the Clarkson North. They're, they got some really good players, but they've played the same schedule we have. They're traveling every week, and and now you get no points out of it um, because they're not getting any wins. Um, yeah. So you know that's something we got to consider too. You know they're a great opponent. That coach is a is a great guy. They're very easy to work with. Um, but you know if they're playing Eds and Ignatius and, and, and X. And Cathedral, that's that one five we're, right there. You know, yeah, and we're playing them too. So even yeah. if you beat them, um, you know you're not getting very more, many points from them. But they're they're a quality opponent. Yeah. Right around the corner, basketball's coming up, and things never <laughs> never ends. Yeah, we saw the proof for tickets today for for season tickets. So those will be going on shortly, and uh, on sale shortly, and. Uh, um, we, we got to watch a couple things there, so we got some games that start a little bit early, you know. So, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, when some you, big games, when and you, then you got. Would you pull the trigger on, on hopefully finding another open date oh, <laughs> to, flip, to flip those to the back end of the, the basketball schedule? We have a neat opportunity with basketball this year. That falls on December seventh um, to play at uh, BBT Arena and uh, part of the Griffin Elite Series and, and play a nationally ranked team uh, at Northern Kentucky University. Um, uh, against Huntington Prep out of West Virginia. Oh boy! Um, and and all proceeds and benefits will will, will, will go to Ryan Custer Fund, uh, his his fund. Yeah. Um, but you know we got a good thing going right now in the fall, and it, if it keeps get going, December seventh is a really bad day to be playing that game. So we'll, we'll see. We hope. We, we'd like to have. I'd uh, hope to have that problem. We'd like to have five postseason games, wouldn't we? Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Oh yeah. All right. Well, Kevin, thank you so much for uh, being out and uh, big win tonight. Congratulations. Yep. Uh, yeah, appreciate it. All right. Okay. We're going to switch to you, Steve. We're going to get scores. We'll come back and uh, after that and talk to Joe more. So uh, let's head over to the scoreboard, Steve. One of my goals every week is to fill this thing out completely. I'm almost there, and a couple scores I just can't find, so we're just going to call this one complete. All right, the game you heard here on the Prep Sports Radio Network tonight, it was the Elder Panthers over Football North out of Clarkson, 31-20. to Winton Woods in the squeaker over LaSalle tonight, 26-21. GMC action, Princeton 
41, Lakota West 35, Mason 41, Middletown 22, Hamilton 14, Sycamore 7, Fairfield 50, Oak Hills nothing, Colerain 34, Lakota East 3, every home team in the GMC won tonight, just as a, a little trivia there. In the Miami Valley Conference action, Lachlan 34, North College Hill 12, Roger Bacon 53, Norwood nothing. New Miami wins the, the uh, Gray Division Championship tonight with a 35-28 to 28 win over Cincinnati Country Day. Cincinnati College Prep wins in a forfeit over Miami Valley uh, Christian Academy uh, two to nothing or one to nothing however they score that East Eastern Cincinnati Conference action it was West Claremont 20 Milford 16 Walnut Hills loses to Anderson in overtime tonight 34-31 Kings 56 Loveland 8 Turpin 59, Withrow 7. Moving on to the Cincinnati Hills League is Marymount 24, Deer Park 21, Madeira 28, Reading nothing. Wyoming remains unbeaten tonight. They go to 9 0 and 6 0 in the uh, uh, Cincinnati Hills League. 44 to nothing with a win tonight. Harrison wins the Southwest Ohio Conference tonight with a victory over Mount Healthy. 42 to 13. It was Little Miami 41, Edgewood 24. Northwest loses to Talawanda tonight, 42 to 12. Ross over Thurgood Marshall, 63 to 12. Middletown Madison loses to Monroe, 48 to 35. It was Dayton Christian 18, Purcell Marion 12. Riverdale over Mayfield tonight, 21-12. Canfield, if you're out there, John Kirtley, 41, Howland 10. Southern Buckeye Conference. East Clinton loses to Claremont Northeastern tonight, 35 to 18. Goshen 48, Batavia nothing. Blanchester 35, Fayetteville Perry nothing. Clinton Massey wins 45 to 16 over New Richmond. Western Brown 40 or 24, Wilmington 21. Bethel Tate loses to Williamsburg tonight, 35 to 13. Baden, the GCL co-ed action, 45, Dayton Carroll, 14, Chaminade Julian, 41, Fenwick, 30, Alter, 56, McNick, 7, Northern Kentucky football, Bishop Brossard over Sire, 21-3, Ludlow, 54, Dayton, 46, Newport Central Catholic, 50, Bellevue, 7, Holmes over Scott, 50 to 36. Simon Kenton, 44. Ryle, 14. Campbell County loses to Dixie Heights tonight, 38 to 14. Cubcat all over Connor tonight to remain unbeaten, go perfect in the regular season, 45 to 7. Highlands wins over Cooper tonight, 14 to 7. Lloyd, 36. Holy Cross, 13. Beachwood, 38. Newport, nothing. Indiana playoff action, week one. Greensburg over Franklin County. Tonight, 27 26. Batesville, 49. Rushville, 14. East Central remains unbeaten. They're 10 0 with a 41 0 win over Silver Creek. And moving on to week two, and it was Lawrenceburg down at the Dick Meter Stadium, 42 0 over Scottsburg. Those are all the scores we have tonight. And uh, from the scoreboard, I bid you a fond farewell. All right. Very good. We uh, have a full house here out at El, uh, La Rosa's here. Uh, thank you, everyone, for being out here. We're going to take a time out here. Let me 
if Steve Geis goes back into the uh, the ready room. <laughs> and back he goes. We're going to take a timeout. When we come back, we have Joe Harbin and Len Harvey is uh, back here as well. We'll talk about it. He was looking for the place called Lee Hole Fox. Gonna get a big dish of beef chow mein. Wardway Fuels has been your reliable Westside home fuel oil and propane supplier for over 30 years, but that's just a small part of what they do. They sell and service great grills like Weber, Duquesne, Broilmaster, and others. They offer complete pool supplies and expert service, and with cooler weather on the way, it's time to consider an outdoor fireplace. And they service and sell indoor gas fireplaces and accessories as well. Wardway Fuels is located at Glenway and Bridgetown Roads. Their number is 574-0061. Wardway Fuels, 574-0061. Your West Side Neighborhood Skyline Chilies are supporters of Elder Sports and Elder High School. After the game, stop in for some delicious cheese conies or your other favorites and support these locally owned Skyline Chili restaurants. Supporters of Elder include Glenway, Delhi, Price Hill, Bridgetown, Cleves, and Dent. Talking about Skyline. <gasps> Your electric bill these days can be pretty shocking. And trying to fix an electrical problem by yourself can be even more shocking. The way to solve both problems is by calling Cooper Electric. Cooper has been serving greater Cincinnati's electrical needs for over 64 years. They're licensed pros with years of on-the-job experience. Cooper Electric will save you money by wiring or rewiring your home more efficiently and installing devices to conserve electricity. And when you call Cooper Electric, you'll be in for another shock. A real person will answer your call 24-7-365-513-271-5000. Portions of tonight's Elder Game are sponsored by financial advisors Adam Schuster, Ted Lucian, and Matthew Smith of the Lucian Schuster Smith team at Morgan Stanley in Cincinnati, offering wealth management planning for their clients. Elder grad Adam Schuster, a certified financial planner practitioner with Morgan Stanley, is currently scheduling wealth management consultations at 513-562-8304. Morgan Stanley Smith Barney, LLC, member SIPC. Do you have a sniffle from cheering on your favorite team? Do you have a headache from that last-minute loss? Well, Brozart Pharmacy has all your health care needs to take care of your health. They offer professional, friendly service without the wait. Brozart Pharmacy in Cleves, Ohio, 941-0428 and brozartpharmacy.com. Put your money where your heart is. Do business with someone who shares your faith and values from Sacred Heart Radio's Angels List of Underwriters. And don't forget to tell them where you found out about them. Go to sacredheartradio.com and click Angels List. Sports Radio Game Night continues. Now, back to La Rosa's on Butno Avenue. Not sure if I should talk or I would. I was afraid some scary music was coming. There we go. You want the official version or you want the uh, bridge version? I, as I'm driving over, I see the Adams family is playing over at the Covedale Theater, so that looks like it might might be a, a an interesting. My favorite part is when he would blow up the trains when the trains go yeah. along and go, boom, you know, he would blow up. So that was always a favorite thing. We're going to go back to Joe Harbin here. Joe's uh, uh, 
frankly, Joe, you said a few teams really blew it tonight, didn't you? <laughs> it was a it was a a tough night for a few teams. Um, we always mention each each season that for some teams the playoffs start in week nine and week ten. Uh, for a couple of teams tonight, um, they they may have started in week nine and and, uh, and things didn't go their way. Uh, we, we we touched on it briefly the uh, the Walnut Hills Eagles. Um, but we, we mentioned them earlier in the season. There's one of the teams, we, each, each year we focus on the GCL schools, we focus on the GMC schools, and there's always a couple teams that kind of fly under the radar in the non-conference, and then they, they take care of business in their conference season. Uh, in previous years, it's been Lebanon, uh, uh, Milford, West Claremont, and, uh, and Walnut Hills is one of those teams. And um, this season, West Claremont, they're, they're still hanging around. Um, Lebanon, not so much, and neither Milford. But the team that really had the inside track uh, that we we're focusing on was was Walnut Hills, and uh, they had a game tonight against the, the last two games that they had were uh, a game against Anderson tonight, and then Withrow in Week 10. And if they took care of business in those games, um, it, it seemed that uh, they'd have a, a pretty straightforward path to a. Uh, seven seed in the playoffs and and no issues there, but blew a 14 point lead in the second half tonight, and now they're really on the outside looking in. And like I said, they have Withrow in Week 10. They're not going to get many points from from that, and they're they're up against it, and they're going to need a lot of help from uh, some of these GMC schools here uh, to end the season. The other team that um, we, we didn't we, we touched on the game real briefly was uh, Lakota West. Um, they took it on the chin tonight against Princeton, and going into this week, uh, we saw that Fairfield had a clinched home game, and, and Elder St. Xavier Corrin had all clinched playoff spots, but they had a clinched home game. And the reason they had a clinched home game is because, theoretically, uh, if, if Lakota West would have won their last two games uh, tonight versus Princeton, and then uh, Week 10 a game, they're, they're heavily favored against Middletown, that uh, they would have put themselves in position to um, steal one of those first-round home games at the four seed. And uh, with their loss tonight, uh, lost pretty handily to Princeton, uh, those, those first-round home playoff games, uh, that was dashed. And we have them right now uh, slotted in the number five seed if they can get past Middletown next week uh, with still a little bit of uh, um, scoreboard watching to make sure that they, they hold off uh, Princeton um, for that five seed. Princeton finishes with Mason. And based on how Princeton's been playing the last few weeks, uh, knocking off Oak Hills, Lakota West, and giving Fairfield a game for the first half in, in Week 7, that um, I, I think it's safe to say that Princeton will be favored in that at Week 10 game versus Mason. One, one thing I want to touch on, and um, Kevin mentioned it earlier with the, the GMC schools, how they, they, they went to the eight-game conference schedule, and... He, you can tell how the emphasis he put on some of the schools that they have to schedule appropriately, these GMC schools, so that they get points in the first two weeks because that's all they can control schedule-wise. And you look at some of these GMC schools, and uh, the, the team that sticks out most is, is Mason. Um, they went for it in the first two weeks of the season. They, they scheduled Springboro and LaSalle. And if they split, if they split those two games, they're probably in the playoffs. But since they lost those two games, uh, then they dropped the game at Lakota East the, the third week of the season. They really put themselves behind the eight ball, and they're going to need a win in Week 10 against Princeton to make the playoffs. And you, you compare that to a team like Fairfield, 
where their first two games, Centerville and Springfield, they got wins in those games, and all of a sudden that springboarded them for uh, uh, the season they're having where they're not only getting a, a first-round home game, they're probably going to be the number one seed. So um, we, we mentioned on the show e- each week, and I think it's, it's um, amplified uh, this season, especially with these teams being so low point-wise that if some of these teams, I don't say schedule better, but if they could have um, secured an extra win or two in the first two weeks of the season, uh, that might have been all it took to, to sneak in one of the last few playoff spots and, and, and at the minimum avoid some sweating here uh, as they approach week 10. Joe, uh, once again, let's go over the top four. Uh, and you, you, Of course, our listeners want to know what the Elder Panthers, where they're going to go, and you pretty well projected them no matter what to have a, a, a first-round playoff home game. Uh, that's good news, but who they play, there's a lot of things up in the air, but let's uh, let's get those top four one more time. Top four, we have Fairfield. If they, if they beat Coleraine, they're going to be the number one seed. Uh, no questions about that. Um, number two, we have scheduled in as Elder. Number three, St. Xavier. Number four, Coleraine. Uh, here's the cap. Before we get on the, the team's five through eight, the caveats with the top four. Fairfield, if they, if they beat Coleraine, they're number one. If they lose to Coleraine and Elder knocks off LaSalle, um, there is a situation where Elder could overtake Fairfield. Um, and, and, and here's the, pr- the perspective from an Elder fan. Uh, when you watch, I'm sure a lot of people will be following the St. Xavier game tomorrow when they face uh, Cleveland St. Ignatius. The question, if you're an Elder fan, do you want St. Xavier to win? And it's kind of, the answer to that question is basically uh, determines how you think that Elder will do week 10 against LaSalle. If, if you have confidence that Elder's going to beat LaSalle, um, then I think you root for St. Xavier to knock off Cleveland St. Ignatius. Uh, the reason for that is that would be the springboard to give Elder an, an inside track uh, for the one seed over Fairfield if Fairfield were to lose to Coleraine. Uh, the counter to that is if you think either Fairfield's going to beat Coleraine or you're not 100% confident that, that Elder's going to knock off LaSalle, then uh, from an Elder perspective, if um, if St. Xavier would drop that, that game to Cleveland and Ignatius, uh, it wouldn't lock up the two-seed for Elder because Cole Rank could still jump ahead, but it would make it a lot more difficult for St. Xavier to jump Elder in, in the rankings. Mm. And then when you when you approach the Fairfield-Cole Rank game next week, if you're an Elder fan, it's, if, if Elder gets off to a lead against LaSalle, then you're the big you're a big Cole Rain fan because that could, that opens up the number one seed for Elder. Uh, if things don't go as planned and Elder um, gets behind and it's not looking good against LaSalle, then I, I think if you're an Elder fan, you root for Fairfield um, because the, you're not going to catch Fairfield anyway, and that will prevent uh, Cole Rain from uh, potentially leapfrogging Elder. Because if, if Cole Rain would win and Elder would lose, that would bump Cole Rain to 31 points, Elder down to 29 points, and, 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 Elder, and Cole Rain would be uh, higher seeded than Elder. So um, it, it's one of these things. It's the top four spots. Um, kind of like the, the lotto, the box, the, yeah, the top right. four decided, but um, none of those top four teams have clinched a particular seat at this point. Joe, I would argue that uh, St. X and Elder out of the top four, so the GCL South schools have played such more diverse opponents this year, and they've seen a lot different styles of football, that I would think that would vote better or, or more favorably for the Elder Panthers and St. X as they go into the playoffs. Yeah, it, it, we, we've mentioned it in previous weeks, and you, and you, you have as well, especially the Clearwater game. Uh, we see what Cathedral has brought to the table. 
Uh, last week against Whitten Woods, they saw a dominant running back, uh, Ohio State commit. Uh, basically, if it's out there, they'll have seen it. And uh, when you look at some of these first, potential first-round matchups, um, I, I think from that perspective, if you're an Elder fan, you have to feel confident that uh, there's going to be schematically no surprises from probably what one of these uh, GMC schools, be it uh, Hamilton, Lakota East, a potential Sycamore, or even a, uh, um, a Princeton matchup uh, could hold. One, one storyline that... Uh, that we really haven't given, we haven't mentioned previously, but if if the seeds hold, where Coleraine would be the number four seed and, and Lakota West would be the five seed, uh, that would be the first time that Tom Bolden would face his old team, uh, Lakota West, at, against Coleraine. And if Coleraine's the four seed, it'd be Tom Bolden's first game back at Coleraine as the visiting coach. And I'm sure that would be the, the storyline for the first week yeah. of the playoffs. Uh, would be hey, real quick, we didn't talk yet because it's Division Two, but uh, Winton Woods upsetting LaSalle at LaSalle tonight. Uh, what does that do for Winton Woods? Because as Steve mentioned at halftime, Winton Woods was like 10 in Region 8, or they were it was like a must win. I was, just work, I was just working on that while you guys were uh, talking Division One, and uh, this win bumps Winton Woods up to the number seven spot for this week. But they don't play a Week 10 game, and Walnut Ridge, Anderson, and Little Miami all have enough potential points to leapfrog them with, with wins. Walnut Ridge plays a 4-4 four four Independence. Anderson plays an 0-9 Loveland. Mostly likely they're both going to win that game. And Little Miami, 7-2, plays a 6-3 Simon Kenton. So any of those things could bump them back out, and that's one of those things that, that Joe's much better at, figuring out. It's one of those trickle-down things where a whole bunch of cards are falling all over the place, and, and uh, you know, Wynn Woods could, could hang on, yeah, or not. Yeah, it's, it's... And I don't want to put you on the spot because... But I was just wondering, it was a must-win for, oh, for Wynn Woods, and they got the win. Um yeah, from a LaSalle perspective, if LaSalle would have won tonight, I think they would have clinched a playoff spot. Uh, with the win next week, LaSalle will be in uh, if they could beat Elder. And I think uh, even with the loss to Elder, LaSalle has a um, has a pretty good chance of making the, the playoffs. It, it probably won't be a, a top four um, seed because with with Division Two, there's a lot more depth than there is in Division One, and these teams that they may not face traditional powers week in and week out. But if you go nine and one, eight and two. Like uh, Kevin was mentioning earlier, you put up the points and you, you get the right. you get the rankings. But uh, I, I think LaSalle has a, a lot to play for, and, and I think Winton Woods saved their season tonight. And can you imagine, you go through all this this effort, if you're a team like Harrison or Turpin, you go 9-1 or 10-0, no clinching number one seed, and what do you get in the first round? You get Winton Woods. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 I was saying earlier, you, you know, get an because, early exit. Just yeah. because Elder, you, know, you want to aspire to be the number one seed of Region 4, but the way that things play out, it may be more advantageous to be a two seed. Yeah, we, we saw back in uh, 2001 when uh, Elder, or sorry, 2002 when Elder won their first uh, state championship, they were the number one seed in the region, and they got St. Xavier in the first round, and they, they squeaked away at Nippert with a, a six-point win. So and, Yeah, not only that, they were supposed to play at Elder, mm-hmm. but there was too many fans, and 
I don't know, they were, they were talked out of it and they played it at the portable pit at UC at Nippert, but it all worked out. So, Mark, next week at this time, we're going to have the, the Harbin Week, right? Oh, it's going to be the big show. We're going to have the big boards right here. Uh, definitely. It's better than election night. It is by far better than election night. Come on out for the Harbin Show or in your Harbin Show right here. Joe, how long have you done this? Uh, uh, our, our, our archivist uh, has been wrong many times on how long we've been we've doing been, everything. Yeah. But uh, I've been doing it since high school, so I don't want to say how long that's been. But yeah, it's, it's, yeah, been a, it's been a year geez. or two. It's been a minute. So we yeah. we're probably approaching uh, between 15, 20 years now. Yeah. Jeez. And you have been correct how many times of those? Every one, right? Every one. If you say so. You have. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna disagree with that. Yeah, he has been. Uh, yeah, don't so jinx want, it, Tom. You're. you're I'm good. At, I, I, I jinxed uh, Sam Harmire tonight on the sidelines. I was saying how when, he was perfect. But normally, back in the day, you would. The Enquirer would let you know by Sunday, uh, the Sunday paper. Yeah. Um, but. Uh, now, of course, they print the papers, what, five days ahead of time. So you might, it might be. That's the same news. Yeah. 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 It, it's the, the Inquirer it's all, is yeah, the biggest joke a, newspaper. Whatever their agenda is, uh, that's already in the, in the hopper. Yeah. But uh, we, we'll, we'll have it next Friday by 11 o'clock. We'll yeah. have it here. And, yeah. uh, and we'll, hopefully, like every other year, if he can, uh, Doug Ramsey and his staff might, might be able to make it out here. A lot of times it's easier for him. If they play the game at the pit, the pit versus a road game, but uh, you know we'll see somebody. Hopefully, one of the coaches, if not Doug, can make it out. Yeah, maybe we can get uh, Brett or Brett, somebody. Brett Curran, or, yeah, but somebody. But uh, that's yeah. what we want to hope for. So, big, big show next week, Harbin show. So, Joe, thanks for everything. Did All a right. great job. I look forward to next. Thank Friday. you. I'm excited for the uh, good news next uh, Friday night. Good job, Joe. All right, go go eat your stromboli up there. Uh, we got uh, we got Lenny uh, in here. Lenny, uh, football North, they're a good team. They have some really good athletes, and uh, it was a. Uh, I don't think Elder was on their their top game tonight, uh, but overall, they did enough to win, and that's uh, what a good team does. That's all you do, and. and when you're 30, when you score 31, and you're you're thinking, well, you could have scored 60, right? I mean, they really could have yeah. had 564 yards of offense. So they just couldn't put it in. I mean, yeah. they they had the missed field goal at the end of the first half, right? Then the the missed field goal, uh, then the the uh, made field goal. So there was two drives that they got down to the four, and did not score other than three points. So two drives like that. But you know, it just seemed that that North got better as the game went on. And had the game been another quarter, it would have been a lot different. So, uh, but North was good. I, they 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 really impressed me. They're, the quarterback uh, can throw the football, that's for sure. Yeah. And and you know a lot of punishing running. So it was big, not an easy game for Panthers at all. Big wide receivers. Yeah. Yeah. It was a very well balanced t- team. Uh, big big game next week out at LaSalle. Uh, I know a couple years back we were at that game and. Uh, it started off kind of chilly, and and then uh, <laughs> this, this oh. rainstorm came and drenched the crowd, and then these winds came, 
it was literally like a one-two punch. And, <laughs> and I, I remember going into the restroom and looking at kids from both sides of the aisle that were screaming there, and they're just trying to get warm because nobody dressed warm enough. I know. It was You're one right. Those, it's kind of like tonight. Yeah. And then yeah. you're like, wait a minute. So, but uh, hopefully we won't have weather. You never know you after don't. Halloween. Heck, it's November. Yeah, uh, that's right. It's so, November. Yeah, so we could have a... I mean, I, I've heard earlier that they were talking about a, a wintry mix on Halloween. I don't know yeah. if that's still the case, but... Uh, but anyway, but, next week, big, right, Len? I mean, you're, the game is for the uh, GCL South title, and that's always the first goal that uh, the, the schools uh, want and try to attain. So, you know, what, what's your handicap on next Friday? Well, I don't, you know, I'm just looking at it. I don't know if it, the fact that LaSalle lost this week to Winton Woods and it was a tough game. Um, I, I, you know, I think if, if they had come in to win, it, it may be, uh, you know, looking at that, LaSalle wants to win, obviously, but I think it might have been uh, easier for Elder. Now, it can, you know, Elder, LaSalle has to win, right? I mean, they have to get in postseason. I mean, they're, to get a good seed anyway. So sure. there's a lot to play for both teams, and um, so it's going to be a tough game. But I, I think Elder will find a way to win like they've done uh, all year. I, I think uh, I don't like to make predictions, but I think it's going to be Elder will score in the 30s, and LaSalle will probably be in the 20s. So that's kind of where I'm thinking. That sounds like a good one, and it's been, Lenny's been a good year. I've, yeah, absolutely. If, we go, if you were going to go into Week 10, 8-1, it would, I was, I'll take oh, it. I'll take oh, it every look, year. Look at his schedule. If, Absolutely. If you look at the back-to-back Cathedral and Clearwater games, either one of them could have been a loss, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that was incredible. Though to, to come at it with a win on those games, it just made the season that much better. And even in, and even in, if you look at Cleveland St. Ed's, they were in that game in the in the third quarter. Had, you know, they scored uh, on their first drive in the third quarter. They could have won that one too, but. Uh, to only lose, to look at the schedule and say, okay, well, you lose to St. Ed's, that's that's still very good. And, Steve, what did the legendary Bob Huggins say about a loss? Legendary Bob Huggins was quoted as saying that you got to be pretty stupid to learn something from a loss. <laughs> <laughs> or, or to have to lose to, to learn lose something. something from yeah. a loss, yeah. And, and the legendary Ricky Bobby once said, if you're not first, you're last. Right? Is that how that works? Yeah. He's hell go. of a driver. Well, we're running out of time here. We only have a few minutes left. Uh, I want to thank our servers here tonight, Pam and Perry over at the bar. Perry Perry, uh, does a great job as usual. And uh, Pam is uh, out there, uh, I'm sure, getting some more stuff for folks running around. Thank you, everyone. There's Pam. She's uh, she's uh, working hard tonight. Yes, so thank is. you, LaRose. This is a great place. You know, we're, you're coming up to holiday season. If you want to have a little holiday function and you're looking for a, a party room, there's a couple of them right behind us. Uh, you don't need to do it at your own house and clean the oh, house. Or uh, who wants to do that? Great, no. great deal. Uh, have a little family party. Uh, contact the manager, Rob Curry, out here. Uh, he, uh, he, I know they have a, a, a vet planner here. I don't know what sure. her name is, but give him a call. We love it here at La Rosa's. Uh, it's, uh, it's a great fit. It's the high school hall of fame almost here with all the memorabilia. We we enjoy our uh, sponsorship and, and being able to come here every year, and thanks to them. And uh, also thanks back to Kevin Kenny as usual, uh, getting playing all our scary hits. Uh, the 
the uh, the Monster Mash and all that fun stuff. It is Halloween. Uh, we'll, we'll be full of candy before we're back here again next week. That's, so, yeah. uh, That's right. Make that. sure you have your baby Ruths. Yeah, and shout out to Greg Lanzalotta, best barber in Cincinnati. Greg, a loyal listener, and Rod Walker, a loyal listener as well. Yeah, well, where do you get your haircut at then? On my head. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, what uh, on, Yeah. Joe Harbin, thank you very much. Uh, the computer is, uh, is still warm. Still warm. It, it, uh, Joe, Joe does a good job. Yeah. I, I, you you got to listen next week, but if you if you got time to slot it in, come on out here and watch the Harbin show. It's the best. Well, that's all I got time for. We're going to send it back to Kevin for some scary music. We'll see you next week right here on the Pro Steady Kids, Pennsylvania. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Kelsey Chevrolet Elder Panther Game of the Week. Brought to you by Kelsey Chevrolet in Lawrenceburg. And by Hoding Realtors, Mercy Health Orthopedics and Sports Medicine, Red Wing Shoes, La Rosa's Pizza, Jim Collins Auto Body, the wealth management team of Adam Schoester, Rosard Pharmacy, your Westside Skyline Chili locations, the Underground Sports Shop, Joseph Toyota of Cincinnati, Wardway Fuels and Grills, Coldwell Banker West Shell, Robert Jones Plumbing, Cooper Electric, and Schmidt Heating and Cooling. Join us again next week for all the exciting play-by-play of Elder High School football on the Prep Sports Radio Network and Sacred Heart Catholic Radio.